Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. I'm transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. Listening to the Joe Rogan Experience, Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience, Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. What is going on, y'all? Wow. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We're going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. Uh, we're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, Kamar's going to read off all the new Patreons. Yes, it's my favorite, favorite, favorite thing of the week is to acknowledge our supporters. Uh, this week's no different. Uh, I want to give a big shout out to Michigan Sativa Hybrid. I'm assuming that's from Michigan. Detroit, maybe? Detroit what? Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Hybrid. Shout out to Michigan Hybrid. Hybrid's my father's name. Um, and also, someone had to do this. Uh, shout out to... Andre Jarusek. Andre. He, he even sent me a message being like, this is how you pronounce my name. And I was like, listen, buddy, that's not how this works. There's no <laughs> comedy there. <coughs> he was a super nice guy, though. All Patreons are super nice. Um, how do you pronounce it? How close was he? Jarusek. Um, well, Andre, you got that part right. Oh, that's a start. So that's I think that's Silent all that really J, matters. Silent J. There you go. And Arusek. Is it two solid J's? Anyways, I love you guys. <laughs> it's uh, it's so good to have you guys here. Remember, uh, listeners who are not part of the Patreon, you get 53 of our This Not Age Well and the Post Joe every week, as well as supporting a great cause. All right. Well, let's get on to it. Kamar, how was your week? Oh, the, it was a tough week. Uh, the Justice is blind, they say. But somehow Justice saw the... Right to uh, convict me. You got, got convicted? Guilty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ouch. Yeah, it was ouch. But uh, a big shout out to... Um, it's weird, like, when you're super bummed about something and you don't want to talk to someone you know. Uh, shout out to Gabe Hawley, Missouri, man. <laughs> he uh, reached out on uh, Friday and I talked to him for a while about it. Uh, I, I just want to say thank you to all the fans and everybody. Uh, everyone says they enjoy the show. I enjoy you guys just as much. And uh, that was brutal. And on a side note... Did you know, like, they read the whole thing, the judge? Like, he doesn't just say, okay, everyone, you're guilty or not guilty. Like, it, they drag it out for like a half hour before you get to it. So it was like, come on, man. And about two minutes before uh, he delivered the verdict, he said something. I was like, oh, I know where this is going. That's tough. It's all right. Could be much worse and people have much worse problems. So what does that mean then? You can't drive for? You cannot drive. For how long? One year. Thanks. Well, I, I could drive in six months, but you have to do the interlock and my insurance going to be at the roof. So it costs like $600, $700 a month to drive. I'm not driving for a while. That's, that's what we know. So uh, keep those Patreons coming in and uh, we'll get myself a driver. Mary had the breathalyzer in her car for a year. Because you have to, you have to lease that. Oh, yeah. And so the craziest was they impounded her car the day before she was supposed to go to London for she got pulled over for some bullshit. The cop was like, I don't know. They didn't understand. Then they tried to impound her car and they were going to charge her the full price of the thing as it was ridiculous. So stupid. 
Anyway, that sucks, Kamar. I guess I, that answers how your week was. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking I should have pleaded guilty because last year was the year to do nothing. You know what I mean? But I, at the time, I didn't know that yeah, we were going to be locked yeah. down for a year. So. Anyways. And that happened before Corona, didn't it? It happened for Corona. It happened like, in December, didn't um, it? But the actual day, I had to say, plead. Yeah, no, I know. But I'm just saying that when the thing happened, it was all pre-COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, pre-COVID. Two months before, yeah, yeah, the lockdown. And I guess your lawyer really was buttering you up then with the pre uh, the pre. Well, who's message. the... No, he doesn't know anything. And like it's like the, the judge read everything, read all the arguments, read the exact point that we were trying to get off on, and they said, and I don't agree with that. And I was like, oh, okay, well, the jig is up. You know? So my turn to butcher your name. There's a Patreon. I believe her name is Arianka Georgina, Georgia. I forget her name. Mm-hmm. She's the female boxer. She lives in Ottawa, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. It goes to, I think, Ottawa U. I'm sorry if I'm forgetting all your info. Love you. Uh, she, she wrote and she was like, I think that... I think she's a law student or she's involved. But other, either way, she was like, she said that your lawyer doing that stuff meant that he liked you. Oh, that's that's the worst thing. We have we had a great rapport. I like the guy. You well, know he can I mean? only do so much. Like I don't think he, he, he did anything wrong. And when it comes to appeals, the only reason you appeal is if the judge makes a mistake. You can't just say, well, this or, or that, and the judge didn't make him. Like, it, I know what happened. It was weird, like um, reliving the grief sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like when it happened, I was bummed, and then I get my license back, and then we're waiting this out, and then all of a sudden, boom, boom. Oh, imagine how, imagine how it would feel if you had done something like terrible, terrible. Well, well having this, to relive it. This is what I was talking to some friends and stuff, and we we were able to realize that it's it is what it is, and you move on. Worst things have happened. Well, at least you have a good attitude about it. And you know what? <laughs> this is, has nothing to do with thing. They need to open a store for people to buy lottery tickets. Oh, it's the worst. The fucking but just, people. Just so, so they all have to deal with each other yeah. and see how annoying they are. A little side kiosk. That's it should all just be automated. Uh, but I, me personally, did you know there's... Have you heard of Rubet? 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 Have you heard of that? No. So it's a, it's a crypto casino. You, yeah, you'd be crazy betting your crypto, though. There, it's a big thing. Yeah, of course, I'm sure it is. I just think the scratch and wins are going to go the way of the Dota Bird. There's going to be other things, uh, digital, whatever. Like I think it's an old person. You never see a young person buying scratch. I don't know. We'll see. I buy a couple a year, just to be honest. But I'm not that young anymore. Stocky suffers, but these people, you know, they're. Oh yeah, I know what you on mean. On their yeah. weekly. Anyways, that's my week. Simon, if one day I don't show up here on a Sunday. And you find out that I'm in prison, it's because I murdered somebody buying lotto tickets. It's the worst. Okay, <laughs> fuck. I'm not the only one. No, for sure. I fucking and it and it's always happens. Murphy's law. It always happens when you're in a rush. It's always when you're buying twenty dollars of gas. You have a twenty in your hand. They're the fourth person in the store when it's a two person max. Oh, it's the worst. There's you just hear winner gagnon going on, man. Especially because in their head they think they're going to pick it. You know, the guy's going to pull out the fucking train. No, and they just don't give a fuck how many people are behind them. Like you can see, I have one thing in my hand, and you know you're going to be like thirty five minutes checking your auto ha- tickets, haggling over two dollars. Anyways, whatever. Yeah, my week was fine. It was. It was what it was. This was a. I mean, you like got your alien guy. Joe, well, I have a lot to say about well, that. Well, wait a second. You guys both had the fucking Joe made up, week of weeks. made up for a lot of ills in one week, I found. And it, like Kamari was saying earlier, had that uh, Sasquatch actually had to do with Sasquatch, this was like 
This might have been the week, man. This would have been a five. <laughs> no, you'd never rate anything a five. It would have been impossible. Matt, if that had been... Okay, look. If so if that, he had been actually there squatching, if that it would have been a five? If that had been like uh, Jeff Meldrum... But let me ask. Easy five. So you would have then just given the week a five based on two episodes. You would have taken Supply. Okay. And Chappelle being on Chappelle. That's But I'm saying like Reggie Watts and Supply. But those three as a core would have been enough to propel that. But it falls just a little short. That's weird. That's so against your. I know. I know. So, okay. Maybe maybe it wouldn't have been a five. I was was thinking about scoring this week. I, I think you guys are way too stingy. Maybe not you, but like it's like I, there's no way I'm stingy. No, no, you, no, I, there's been times where you're I, like I, I just corrected <laughs> yeah, yeah. myself looking at you, but I I, I, I think I think I was Matt's trying to make giving it a group out two thing. fives on a week where you're only doing one rating. Like I, I know I I retract I mean, listen, that Simon, we know Simon, come on, you and I know that a four for him is a five. I think the the fans well, know that. I too. think the problem is a four is not a five. Shane Dorian was four something, four and a half. And so yeah, that's, there's been so many podcasts that are better than that one. In his defense, that though, received that. That was in like his the def- first podcast. I was going to say, in his did. defense, when you're rating early on, there's no bar, right? Well, and, yeah. I, and I'll stand behind that, Shane Dorian, until no, the, no, the day I die. No, you won't. Until the day I die. You have to, because that's how you do it. But I'm just saying, I, I think we coveted our ratings, too. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Well, I mean, again, Simon's... like. I can't think of an episode genuinely that deserves a five right now in my head. I'm like, I can find fault okay, with and, everything. And that's what I'm saying because you made the five has to be like a, a five is just a sol- a really solid, great discussion that you, you can uh, uh, criticize. You know, I feel like Simon's the type of person perfect. to rate an orgasm. It like means, uh, it was like a two. They're all five. It, it means <laughs> per- perfection it means doesn't exist. Perfect. So that doesn't, uh, I, I just think we, uh, and hence why I don't give the five. It's perfect. Listen, does not exist. Listen, everyone has their own rating system. You're entitled to yours. Yeah. I agree. He's a bit stingy, but that's his thing and it's fine. Stingy, but my um, my ratings make like some sort of logical sense. Of course. Yeah. I we assume everything in your this, head makes logical sense. We can't sense. say the same for everybody here. I know you're looking at me. That's No, funny. I'm looking at both of you. No, I, I, I just, I just, it's an emotion thing. Kamar's a feel it, it, guy. I'm he always has been. a total feel guy. Yeah. I have no... Yeah. I don't have any. And that's way to not, before we start. That's not what you want when you're like electing the president of the United States. Which we are you know not what doing. I mean? You want to do your research, not on feel. So that's how l- I feel about the ratings. Let me ask you then, Kamar. How did you feel about Maddie Matheson's uh, Twitter post this week? Did you see it? I did not. Okay. I didn't either. What was it, Matt? Don't keep us. In well, no, I was gonna. I just uh, he. Uh, I mean, I'm probably gonna butcher it, but he he came out and he was like, "Listen, I was on Joe Rogan's podcast last week, and." He's like, I think I did a disservice by not pushing back more on some of the COVID stuff and maybe some of like the stuff directed at Canada. Um, He was like, we're taking all the right precautions at the restaurant. He's like, I wear a mask. I believe in wearing a mask. I knew Kamar would hate this. No, I'm not rolling my eyes. The best thing I heard is the criticism of Joe. You know what I mean? Whatever he said, you're not a doctor. And then someone said, well, neither is Bill Gates, but you'll listen to him. Like... It, it, they're all just opinions. Just the weirdest of, thing though is like push the, back whatever. The listening to Bill Gates, like I've never, heard, I've heard him talk about vaccines a few times, and never once have I been like, this guy knows what's up. No, I, no, I don't. 
I mean, unless you're a, a trained doctor in yeah. this thing, you may know what's up. Well, or, and, and I don't like Bill Gates, but in all fairness, like if you're Bill Gates and you're spending that much money because you own all the vaccines, chances are you probably know a little something, something about something. You would have done some research before you stuck all your money into it. Hopefully. Joe doesn't, man. Joe does. He, he is working off feel just like Kamar. Yeah. And depending on who the guest is and depending on what they say, yeah, he feels dictates differently. <laughs> the opinion Joe has on that day. Sorry, go ahead, Kamari. I see you want to talk. I just think if Maddie Madison had pushed back, it just would have like you. I don't think it would have been a better well pushback about this fucking. Joe has taken one occurrence about this uh, religious. He's prone to do that. Uh, shut down. Like I, frankly, I never even heard about that. But oh, that you happened. Should, you in should New look in. You should look into that priest. That too. happened in New York a ton. Where they were going and taking yeah, Jews away force. by force. Yeah. That Joe conveniently didn't talk about that at all. Probably because it's Jews and it happened in the States. Well, but he did talk about it at the time. He said de Blasio was overstepping and I'm, I'm just giving, I'm throwing okay. an olive branch. Okay. But, Anyways, I think but he's he forgets being about it now. Really yes. hard on Canada. Like, it's just a mind fuck that we're like the strictest lockdown right now and it's still not working. So it's just like, what do we do? I mean, I'd argue that India is probably locked down pretty hard and, and it's they, also not working. And they say it is like working. They say that um, shutting down has like put a slow on it. And by the beginning of the summer, you'll, we'll be at like 78% inoculation, which is better than the States is right now because they're so fucking big, right? Are you jerking? Is that no, what you're doing? No, I'm just doing? saying, fuck, I can't wait till I don't have to talk about this ever again. Oh yeah, that'll be great. But that's not going to happen anytime soon. Let's run down the guests so we can start this. Well, I was a chalk block a week. How was your week, Matt? <coughs> oh, um, uh, not great. The footy? I got Chappelle, though, so. Uh, oh, I lost so much money betting fucking, <laughs> betting everything this week. It all comes out in the wash. Well, See, I, mean, I, I wouldn't tell you that. I'd be like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> all my gains from, almost all my gains from last week just evaporated this Well, you're week. a good man, Matt. A good man. Oh, yeah. Terrible week. But I also, just, I was betting like, <laughs> like in retrospect, I bet some basketball props and it's fine betting them, but the amount of money I was betting on these ridiculous basketball props, just there's no need for it. You're drunk with power, not drunk with power, but I just like the, the way I look at gambling is simple. Like once you have a little bankroll built up from basically nothing, it's free money. You might as well start like, you know, really throwing some big bets in. <laughs> and then well, no, I'd already cashed out some, right? So, well, like, what's a prop bet? Like, so and so will score. So, like, this week I had. Are you opening presents over there? No, sorry. No, he's sorry, trying to fucking. So, one of the props I had this week was Russell Westbrook, 13 assists or more, 13 rebounds or more, 20 points or more, and then Chris Paul, 11 assists or more. And that would pay off huge. Oh, it was like plus 1,900 or something. And I bet 100 bucks on it. And Russell Westbrook only scored like 11. But everything else hit, which is the worst. You'd rather hit nothing. Yes. Actually, yes, I don't yes. know what's worse. No, winning, winning's better. I'll say this though, and this isn't a plug because we can't even use them here. But Pen Gaming, so Barstool Sportsbook, they had this really cool thing I saw the other day where they were like, you can bet with Dave. So you you take exactly what Dave bet, and they give you, they show you what it is. It's like Toronto to win the blue, like the Blue Jays to win, the Cardinals to win, whatever, whatever. And then they add a bonus to it too. So they're like, it was plus three seventy five. We're bumping it up to plus five hundred. So. But the beauty of it is one of them was like, if none of them win, so if you lose everything, we give you a plus 3,800. So, and I think that's brilliant because the other day I, I had a ticket that was like, I thought was a lock and they all lost every single one. 
And I was like, that's almost harder to do or as hard to book you with a part-time job. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, let's uh, get into the guests. Yeah, it was great because last week I think we all agreed it was a good week. Uh, Yeah, I think last week got some decent ratings. Sometimes we have a, there's a letdown and this week was not that. Uh, although the first one I don't understand, sixteen forty four. You've seen him in uh, My Name Is Earl, but now you can't recognize him because he's are you telling me you didn't understand oh my God, this one? That's who that was, Ethan yeah, Supley. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Are you it. kidding me? No, I am not kidding you. Wow. I had no idea who that was. Then we had Simon's Christmas present, sixteen forty five. Christopher Mellon, uh, followed up by uh, Gonzo journalist, sixteen forty six. David Holthouse. Then we had da 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 da. What's left for Floyd now? Uh, 1647, Dave Chappelle returns without Donald Rawlings. And we finished off with, uh, we heard he was coming and he finally showed up. 1648, Reggie Watts. All right, let's, uh, we'll rate the week. We'll start with Simon. Are you done fucking with your bubble, by the way? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah, you're good and sealed in there. I've noticed them. By the way, this week I had to sit in there for a half hour trying to fix the mics, and it makes me nauseous being in there. Really? I can't see. You can't. It's like your vision is blurred. I don't love it. I I can't believe the sacrifices you're making to keep the show going. It's terrible. Thank you. Um, So you want me to rate? I'd like to rate last. You would like to rate last? Yeah, I have to think about it. I haven't thought about it. Okay. Oh. We'll start with Kamar then. Yeah, Ethan Supley, I thought was going to go a different way, but uh, other than that, I really enjoyed everyone. Uh, I give it a 3.8. Hmm. Uh, I give the week a three and a half. Yeah, I also give the week a, um, I'll give the week a four, I guess. A three, okay, so a three, five. Yeah, <laughs> well, we all know no, that means no, three, three, seven, five, three, seven, five. Three, seven, five. There were some problems, some huge problems. Okay, so Simon wasn't. We'll we'll get into it. Okay. Unless you want me to tell you all the problems now, but that probably doesn't make a lot of sense. I could tell you. No, no, we'll go. We'll go as we go. Sprinkle yeah. them out throughout the episode. All right, come on, let's fire it up. Sixteen forty-four. Ethan Supley, the guy, yeah, maybe. the guy from that show. I didn't even realize. How about that? Well, I, you saw Blow too, right? Uh, I have seen Blow. So you remember Tuna? Yeah, no, and That's he, him. he was also in um, Rats, Friday Night Lights, American Mallrats. History X, Remember yeah. the Titans, Blow, Wolf of Wall Street, many, many movies. Mothers yeah. Brooklyn, just to name a few. He looks very different. Well, it's interesting. He was in American History X too, because that comes up later in the week as well. Which is inter- but they they never even made the connection, which was very interesting. Well, uh, this is. I just wish there had been any some sort of movie talk anything uh, as opposed to a bunch of repeating stuff yeah about health that we've heard a million times not even health like when when someone says he tells you about Hogzosa that means they know about Hogzosa so you don't have to tell them about Hogzosa that happens on the show I'm not saying it right but they were talking about the giant pig but Ethan brought it up and then Joe went Hogzilla? on. Hogzilla? Hogzilla, whatever. Hogzosa. What was he saying? Hogzosa. <laughs> I think that might be uh, the name of uh, Brendan Schaub's brother's penis. Gotcha. Uh, I'm, I'm crossing past. Cool. Podcast over. But there was a lot of repetition, and you could tell the person you were talking to knew what you were talking about, and it, it was just lip service. That pig thing really is crazy, though, how you take like a pink pig that you'd make bacon out of. And you put that thing outside. I don't know if it's three weeks or not, but then it just becomes like a different thing. That's fucking, that's cool. Do you think that's just cool that that happens with cats? Cats become a different thing? Well, no. 
if you, if a cat just gets out, it becomes wild and will survive. Yeah, but it doesn't change its physical appearance and like yeah, I guess it just a pig feral. like. But well, we kind of do the same it, if you like, think about it. It morphs it like uh, Pokemon levels, you know it. But again, we kind of do it the same. Like up. if you just threw if if we took you know a regular dude and just threw him out in the woods. What do you think would happen, Maddie? He would die. You think he'd like grow big fucking tusks? No, but again, you get like that grizzly man fucking look about you and you could yeah, start like, you know, give it enough time. I don't too. think you become any more deadly. You well, know your, what I mean? Your like your, out, your, your fingernails, your grow fingernails out. growing well, aren't going to be an asset to you. They're going to be a detriment. Unless you sharpen the shit out of them. Fair enough. If you become like a Wolverine. There you go. Situation. I'm just saying is yeah. it, it happens quick with pigs, but I, I, you know. Well, that's part of it too, is how quickly it's happening. It's of course, everything is going to change to mold to its environment. At some point it may take, you know. But pigs are wicked fucking smart. So it might have something to do with that too. That they just immediately their brain switches to like, I have to adapt to. They have a curly penis, I believe. You would be the expert. Is that right? No, there's something, something else. No, it's ducks, that ha- it's ducks that have a no. curly penis, a um, corkscrew dick. So do cats so do also dolphins. have a corkscrew dick, but there's something about a pig's penis. I'll find out for you guys. All I right, know you're super dicks. interested, but I want to go back to what Kamara was saying. Oh my God, really? Well, just real quick. Cause like this guy, so, you know, Joe talks all this shit about, uh, Scientology. Like this guy worked with Jason Lee super close for like, Oh, there's so many other things. Oh, I forgot about that. that. So like, you know, that I'd like to know like, Hey, you were really a lot. He worked with. Well, I mean, but, or yeah, that too. Yeah. But but I mean, yeah, yeah, that too. Let's just be upfront. Okay. Since we're talking about it now, like that Christopher Mellon interview, there are things that Joe just doesn't talk about. They must discuss it beforehand or whatever the fuck. Like he, he's not like an, in, in, a journalist, right? So no. he's not. No, no, but I'm not looking for journalist no. stuff. I'm just saying Joe is, seems interested in Scientology and the people that are deep in it. Oh, I have a problem with it, Matt. I'm saying this guy probably said we can talk about everything except Scientology. And that's. Or maybe even then, maybe he was like, listen, I'm on this journey now. I don't want to talk about my Hollywood career. I don't want to talk about the people I worked with. I just want to talk about that, that my podcast that's and my journey. the only and- way that this unfolds that makes sense. Well, because again, you might also like that might be behind him and he might be like, I don't really like talking about it. It was an old me. I was I was overweight. I didn't care. You know what I mean? I I get that. I don't know. You can't always get what you want. Plus two, like think about it. You might want to go in and talk about your weight loss and then it turns into like a TMZ thing where they're like, well, what was uh, you know, what was what's her name like? Or, I don't know. Well, I, I suppose because Joe's in the business, he's not as I enamored agree. by it. Yeah. So but like a Johnny Depp story or uh, working on Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Hey, one little tidbit. Dude, the guy that directed Blow, Ted Dem, he died of cocaine. He died, dropped dead playing basketball, heart attack, cocaine in his system. And it's not to say that, like, I know we don't love health and fitness. Like, he had some interesting points. Uh, one of the things he said was, um, it's not about developing good habits. It's about, like, breaking the bad habits. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that, that's a first, like, just the way you... You look at this instead of like some people are so like regimented and stuff. And uh, I thought that was good advice. So the pig does have a corkscrew penis, just so you know. Okay. And a corkscrew And tail. Um, if uh, you're interested, I have a list of the 10 weirdest animal penises. No, definitely not. Well, let me just tell you about the highlights here, then. Then we'll, okay. uh, um, then we'll wrap it up. There's, uh, first of all, sea turtles have... Um, Giant penises. I didn't know if you know that, but they're w- very known to be well endowed in whoa in the um, sea world. 
Um, but there's a uh, fish with a penis on its head, which is interesting. And um, dolphins have like a hand penis. Did you know this? A hand penis? Yeah, a retractable hand. The good nature swimmer have retractable penises that are kind of like a multi-tool. Not only does the male dolphin penis swivel around, but it often also but it's often also used to feel out other objects, kind of like a human hand. This gives the dolphin a ravenous sexual appetite and could help explain why males are often seen trying to hump inanimate objects and other animals like sea turtles. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, anyways, okay, that's that. All right, animal dicks, yeah. cool. At his biggest, he was 550 pounds. That's shocking. It is It is shocking. I, thought it was I mean, how tall is he? Do we know? 6'1", 185 Is, is that like... Uh, Not that it really matters, but it does. You know, if he if he was six eight, yes, yes, is it that matters cloth a on a stick, fat? You know what I mean? Is that cloth on a like, stick? You know, where you have to like clean yourself with a big long stick because uh, yes, reach I, behind I, you. I, I, Probably, believe, yeah. I believe it's no, no. I'm just trying that. to get an idea of five hundred and twenty pounds. I mean, is it again, like Yokozuna. Well, think about him in fucking blow. Like he was a big like that. I feel like that's like the size where your arms are resting. on I don't you. remember him in blow. I'm gonna have to look him. He up. He was tuna, here. big tuna. Well, you can't remember anything because yeah, he looks even so. Even the guy from yeah. my name is Earl. Um, <laughs> well, I remember him from all rats. But uh, I, I thought it was interesting how he said like under every fat person, there's a total fit person. Well, yeah, he's got to carry around fucking gotta, so much. I thought that was kind of cool. So everyone's just a transformer. Um, well, it's like Will Sasso. Have you seen his calves? His calves are it's phenomenal. <laughs> it's insane. My roommate's almost four hundred pounds, and he has amazing legs. Well, again, you're carrying it's around all like, there. Yeah, yeah. It's very interesting. Uh, one thing. Um, well, this guy has mental illness. I mean, he he said it uh, about how like no matter what he does, he just sees there's something wrong with it. And I think that's sort of like a, an obsessive thing, which sort of. Maybe why he just talked about that. Was he a about. Scientologist? We don't. I don't. I don't know. It was a no-go zone. What, what's his name though? Ethan Supley. I just know that Jason Lee was one of the like. Yeah. No. No. High he's, profile. He's still in it. Yeah. I know. Yeah. He was a rad skateboarder. Um, Blind. He was. Yeah. He was fucking sick. When then. Joe talks about the guys betting on the raindrops on a window. Yeah. I feel like that happened once, or it was an analogy. Yeah, like, he makes it seem like weekly they're yeah. watching drops of water. All right, boys, rain's coming. Let's oh. pull up. <laughs> Shot him up. Get your leather together. Oh, he's definitely a Scientologist. That explains everything. And listen to this. He's like, okay, my name is Earl and Mallrats actor Ethan Suppley is a practicing Scientologist along with his wife, Brandy Lewis, sister of Juliet. They are like elite Scientologist and he's married into it so, also. So that shows you why that didn't come up This once. episode's null and void. Dude, this episode is so fucked up now, like... Well, good we did research. But this is the crazy thing is like... Did Joe not do the research? No, no, Sorry. no. Like, this is the thing. I agree with Kamar that for sure Joe knew this guy was a Scientologist and it was probably laid out before by him. Like, listen... Then I don't want you him can, on the fucking it show. It was probably like you can bring up Scientology if you want, and my lawyers will contact. Like they're they. It's, it's a always dis, a lawyer it's a game. Service to sacrifice the investigation into it. I, I, I agree. We, I, as we've done in the past, just to talk about this guy's transformation. This guy wasn't bringing enough to the table. Like maybe if he had had like a a new metal to the earth, then I get why you wouldn't talk about. But this is bullshit, man. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wish this we is that. fucking bullshit. Like, seriously, this is a huge problem. This is my problem with Christopher Mellon that we're going to get to next. And I didn't even realize that it started like this. He's a Scientologist. I was going to try and stay really <laughs> calm this week. So that everything I said had huge impact. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't just ramblings of a madman, but I'm getting really fucking hot under the belt here. We got had boys. Um, That really upsets me now that we know that. And I think it does every time. Um, I think it was interesting. He said diet versus diet. Like diet could just mean what you consume or the amount you consume. You know what I mean? I think that's, the word has two meanings because you can have a diet of junk food, you have a diet of something, or you can have a diet where you're worried about calorie intake. But the coolest thing they said is like, what if your car gained weight like, with the gas you didn't use? You know what I mean? Because we use um, food to fuel our body to do stuff. And if you don't use it, that's where fat comes from. Yeah. But this guy's a Scientologist, so he's all full of shit. And what about, he didn't mention how his daughter was, but she believes in the simulation. Jason Lee quit Scientology. That's what this says. He's still on this. <laughs> well, well, the, the, Welcome to the show, more, Simon. It's more interesting than what actually happened here. Way more interesting. Like he I can agree. list a bunch more points about this fucking guy's <laughs> fitness that I'm going to ignore. Like I'm just going to be honest with you. It's fine. I, dude, it's your show too. I'm just fucking cracking wise here. But like I never heard the simulation theory before like the last couple of years. I yeah, never. but I mean for young people, that's the thing is like. Do you think he was born from the Matrix? Uh, it played a huge part in it. Like I mean, I think the Matrix, the yeah, to the to the mainstream, yeah, the idea that maybe we could be, yeah, that was definitely the first. But but hold on, if you're older and a science fiction reader, like deep, I'm sure there are way way more examples. And you could also of watch, simulations coming up in science fiction writing. You can also watch the Matrix, and if you're not like you know paying attention to exactly what the simulation is, it could just become like you know I watched in a movie. I forget about it. Yeah, sure. You know what I'm driving at? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, as a kid, I talked about aliens, uh, conspiracy theories, whatever. Simulation was never in 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 the vocabulary. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I think Elon also had a big thing to do with it. I think maybe Joe's podcast and other podcasts. I mean, I think podcasts in general have opened up a lot of uh, worlds for different people. Speaking of, you have more butt guy, gut Bile. Butt guile. <laughs> that too. In your stomach, then there are stars in the sky. So the second he said that, all I could think was, yeah, we're, that's why they say you're like a universe, you know? There's a universe inside you. The universe. There really is. But Did you just Mike Tyson have the universe? But what if, what if, like, those are aliens? Well, that would make sense then, Kamar, for the simulation theory. Like each person is his own fucking universe and inside you are all these creatures that are alive. Well, that's like the end of Men in Black. But like... The, are yes, the, right, exactly. Yeah, are the gut biomes like wondering, I wonder if there's life in this body or, or whatever in the, in the feet or, or just... It's so, it's so interesting how crazy we are just on the inside that we don't have a clue about. Well, that's why I think it's a simulation because none of it makes any fucking... Like, oh, we're just, it's there's also particles it's just so random yeah. how it worked out. Yeah, hey, you're made up of particles. Like, well, that's cool. Yeah, Jason Lee is out, guys. 2016. Just um, letting you know. Get him on the show. I will say, though, I like that Ethan Supley, Simon, he laid out this, the, uh, the simulation like I laid it out. Go Where, on. Well, he said he was like, you know, my daughter explained to me that like, this is what it is. 
And he was like, yeah, but I mean, we're still in it. So what am I going to do other than just continue? The, the well, knowledge serves no purpose. I totally That's agree it. with yeah. that too, Maddie. Like you would keep on living. Yeah. I mean, me and you came to that yeah. conclusion. You hated it, but you were like, For yeah, I guess second, if I am. I said there was going to be a purge, but then when I thought more about it, like that's my initial reaction, the same way that if when well, aliens come, you said, come, you said there would gonna- be a purge if we found out certainly definitively we were in a simulation. That's when you said there'd be a purge. Wasn't that what you said? Yeah. And, but I mean, I don't even know if that's the case. Cause I think that the majority of people are just like, what the fuck do I do with that information anyways? And we just go on living We're whatever this is, it seems like a game anyways with like checks and balances. Right. So, well, I started thinking about it. So let's say you were playing grand theft auto and it's two in the morning and you're not high. Let's keep that in mind. And the character turns around and looks at you and says, am I really trapped in here? And like, like, let's say you have a full conversation with them for four hours. If you're not high. Yeah, if you're not high. That's why I said, it's like, the question is, is how can you, like, let's say he's fully sentient and he's like, I want to get out of here. Help me get out. There's nothing you can do. Do you lose your mind and then devote your life to trying to free him? Well, that it, that's it too. Like, I think I'd just be like, I got to turn the game off. Sorry, and I gotta go to- <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Not saying this one again. Well, <laughs> hey, don't you know? If you did find out, would you want to be like a Neo character who's is trying to get to the bottom of it, you know? Well, if I have all those powers, of course. No, you wouldn't be. I'm just not necessarily have his powers. But if you knew. No, I'm the guy. Are you like, well, I can't go on like this. But you're forgetting in the Matrix, they went and specifically found like hackers. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not I don't know. Jack, but I'm asking you forget the hacking part. Like if we did find out. That's what I'm saying, Simon, is I know so little about how these programs work that there's nothing I can do. It, so like Kamar said, if it was I just turn it off and I go home with my day. If it was a thing where you knew these people existed somewhere and you could either keep on living in ignorant bliss mm-hmm. or join the revolution and whatever that entails, I'm not sure, to get to the bottom of real reality, what do you choose at that point? Well, there's a third option though. You know, but you get a little extra because you're on the pie line. You get the steak. Like the, guy, the, the steak guy. Okay, but just stick with my two options for a second. Well, Do you it, guys it, join the revolution or not? The revolution, if I just got to be a schlep. If those are my options, the revolution, of course, live. Viva la well, live revolution. Is, live is not joining the revolution. Well, no, uh, the act of living being a verb, like doing something with your life would be join the revolution. Uh, just putting your head down and being a cog in the wheel would not be living in my head. I mean, let's keep in mind, Simon, it's one of those things where like if you're living off a dollar a day, you'd probably be like, I'll join the revolution. If you're a billionaire in the simulation, you'd probably be like, I don't know. Depends what you get for your, your thing. Do you know who Michael Pena is? He's an actor. Yeah, he's an actor. Yeah. Yeah. He's Character a Scientologist. Actor, yeah. He's the guy from Narcos, right? Yep, 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 yep. Scientologist. I'm, I'll take all my notes and throw them out. This is just scrap. This is this is tainted. Do you know that Nancy <laughs> Cortwright, the voice of the Simpsons? She's Bart a Simpson. Scientologist. I think most of the Simpsons are involved in Scientology. That's crazy, man. So I just finished watching this show called The Path with uh, Jesse Pinkman. Mm-hmm. And, Aaron uh, Paul. It, it gets ridiculously stupid at the end, but the okay. start is very Scientology feels like, you know, they're just, anyway, interesting. I ripped through Silicon Valley this week. Yeah, Total side note. it's fun. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah, it gets stupid after what's <laughs> Well, I don't like leaves. when TJ Miller leaves. Yeah, yeah it's not and as good. And it turns out that TJ Miller's a real fuck. Well, yeah, because he, dude, he called in a bomb threat on that train. You don't remember he, that? He, no, but, but he like sold all... 
Sorry, go ahead, Kamar. He he's got uh, mental pro- like his brain is fucked up. Mm. Well, it seems he, he's epileptic. Epileptic. Thank you. No problem, buddy. Well, that I'm, here, I'm here to help. That doesn't make you like wires miscrossed though. Like he, okay. If he doesn't do his, I'm not. Def- I don't even like him. I'm just saying. Um, he didn't hold out for more money and all that shit because of epilepsy. He got me too he, to get off. He uh, did that because he's a fucking or just his, his behavior. But he he's done a couple crazy things that uh, could be attributed to his. Apparently, he's very funny. DJ Miller, yeah. Um, when they figure out the jerky off. Oh, my, dude, I don't know if I've laughed that hard in a long time. I was fucking dying. Don't that you episode. love Big Head's character? Yeah, though? I love that. Yeah. He's the best. Man. Anyway, sorry. Back to the well, this should be post show. My apologies. I just forgot to bring it up in my the how was my week. But you'd okay. seen it before. Move on. No. Oh, no way. Yeah, yeah I had never. Bonus, I had never. It's like workaholics. Someone was like, well, now that you're done that, you got to watch, watch and workaholics. Then, and, and then, then like, Pied right. Piper and now with Robin Hood. And that was way before. Like, it's very like. Oh, oh, we're going to get to Robin Hood. And, we're going to get to Robin Hood in the post show. There's that's, a lot of synchronicities with real life to that show. That's inside scoop stuff. Like, like that is. They knew shit that we know didn't know. Shit. Yeah, for sure. Well, it's Mike Judge, isn't it? Yeah, yep. it's Mike Judge. So yeah. it's gold. Anyway, back to Ethan Supley. Uh, no, I, I'm done with him. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the most interesting part of this whole episode is what was not said, unfortunately. Well, now it is. Yeah, I want to get fit, though. So, I, you know, I've been I feel like these are calling out to me lately. The action Bronson's this guy like and again, I'm not sitting here like I'm some morbidly obese fuck, but I live an unhealthy life. And I I'd think like it would to, be awesome if like four months from now you come in here super just jacked. fucking. Just super but that's the thing jacked. is I'm not even talking about getting jacked. <laughs> I would just like to be like toned and fit and know that I'm not going to get fat. I, I want like, you jacked. Okay. We, uh, we got I can do. our sauna running. Yeah. And it just feels good to like know that I'm doing something good for myself. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. With the least amount of effort. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Definitely the <laughs> least amount sitting. of effort. Listen, I, shock I, protein. I'm not bragging about how yeah, great yeah, I whatever. am. I'm You're just taking some active steps. Every though, time yeah. I go in that thing and I'm suffering through that last five minutes, I'm like, yeah, well, I don't use our sauna good. anymore because I hate it. So his diet. Oh, the other thing he said is that there's a weird thing that people, what do you say? Um, we don't all want the same stuff, but sometimes people think like well, you, you should want this, or, or you know what I mean. And that's sort of like, if you're doing that, you might want to take a step back and go like, why do I want them to do that for them or for me? No, it's definitely for you. It's to make you feel like you're doing the right thing. And 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 that is. I don't know if it's wrong or right, but it's just. But pushing somebody in like a what you think is a good direction, I don't think that's a bad thing, unless if, you're like if somehow detrimenting no, them. I've I've always said I believe there are there's no such thing as a, um, an act of like, like every act of kindness also in turn gives you something back. So there's not it's like nothing is without. Uh, Especially because we don't know how people see stuff or think about like we can think where well, you look at it this way, but you, you actually don't and. I mean, listen, there's been people that I've thought genuinely I've been trying to help forever. And then I, they're just like, I, you haven't helped me your shit. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, OK. The whole time I thought I was doing good. And this person just thinks I'm a jackass. So I always take pause. Um, the cool thing you talk well, about most times, just sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Go on. Um, most times somebody um, like you're helping them. They don't even notice, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you notice because you're going out of your way somehow, like you said, to do something for somebody. They don't even, it, it's not like they're being rude to you. They're just rude, period. But like Matt know? said, are you doing that to help them or are you help 
You would who, have to feel who, good about yourself. Who fucking cares? No, but that's not what I was saying. Helping I mean, that's what I'm saying is like, you know, what I'm saying is, you know, no act of kindness is without some sort of personal gain, but it doesn't mean that it's not still an act of kindness. Like, you know, just because you get something out of just it. Just because you get the high of uh, what you get from helping somebody, it could still mean that you did something that put you out of your way or whatever the case is. Maybe it took something from you or you had to give up some part of yourself that you wouldn't have usually. I don't know, man. I mean, it also goes to like, if you ever spend time being like, I wonder what this person thinks about me. This is a good exercise. The people are so in their own heads that you spend so much, you spend so little time in other people's like, you're not a thought in most people's heads. It's just this weird thing we do where we're like, they're oh, this person. I'm the king of that. I, everyone I meet, I'm like, ah, person hated me. Well, you're the center of your own story. I of mean, course. That's yeah. Everybody is. And if you didn't think like that, I think there would kind of be a problem. You, you'd be like a sociopath or something, you know? No, I think it, it's the opposite. The sociopath is like so in the middle of their own story that there aren't even other stories, I don't think. I, I think, though, that also a sociopath is like just doesn't give a fuck about the damage they do around them. So they never give it a second thought, you know? Mm-hmm. The world literally revolves around them so why would they you know how does my actions affect other people I think about that all the time mm-hmm. yeah I do too I don't think a sociopath does but I could be mistaken alright so we're done with this guy then uh, just the last thing they talked about that Yuri Prohaskis and that guy is crazy the guy that elbowed fucking Dominic Reyes to death but he's only fought twice in the UFC yeah if you go on YouTube oh I know I've seen like it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's fucking bananas. He's bananas. Listen, this is the this jujitsu guy. Listen, jujitsu guy. No, no, he's uh, he's the guy that knocked out Reyes two weeks ago. Mm. Um, I've never seen him wrestle because he knocks everyone out. Anyone that fights with their hands down, you should be fucking very worried about if they've made it to that level. No, I'm just what I'm saying is if you've made it that far, are you saying it looks like confidence, like they know what they're doing. It's like the guy who takes a bite out of your cheeseburger. I think is what Matt's saying. What I'm saying is like. A, <laughs> If you've gotten to that level of fighting by fighting with your hands down, you're a f- you've probably murdered some people yeah, in the you ring. you're knocking people out before they get a chance to knock you out, obviously, because your hands are around your fucking waist. And this is what I'm saying. Like, we all think that's something you, you should not keep do. Your fucking you should hands keep your up. hands up. <laughs> like, fucking, what's his name? Fat Boy Jones fights with his hands down, not because he can knock people out, just because he doesn't know any better. You, Who am I talking about? Daniel Cormier? No, no. Oh. Um, Fat boy Jones. Oh, uh, the guy who just fought. Black Beast? No, no, no. Who just fought the white guy, Daniel curly Rano. hair. The white guy? He got kneed hair. into outer space. Fat boy Johnson. Uh, <laughs> Dad bod. Dude, oh, I can't do Ben Askren. Oh, okay. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, wow. That was that took I thought he said a black guy, yeah, too. I, know. I, like, well, <laughs> I never would have gone to Ben Askren. Why? Just because I said Fat Boy Jones? Yeah. I yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Well, because John Jones. So then I was like, okay, he's mistaking John Jones for someone else. My point, though, was just, yeah, like, it's tough to get to that level. If you've gone to the UFC by fighting with your hands down, you've probably fucking done some serious damage. And again, Dominic Reyes is top level. He got fucked yeah, up. I, I'll stand by. If you fight with your hands down, you've taken a lot of bites out of people's cheeseburgers. I'm sure. I like that analogy. Did you ever see um, there's a fight between Tony Ferguson and Mendez? Chad Mendez, yeah. Like it's just it's just the craziest fight ever. They're running around the ring. No, the craziest. <laughs> they knock each other out. And get out. The craziest fight ever is what Maddie sent me the other day. Diego it's, Sanchez uh, yeah. against Clay Guida. Those guys. I you've have you seen that, Kamar? I, I know I will though because I love watching crazy. You fights. have to watch it. it it's is in the, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that yeah. Fight. It, it might be the craziest fight ever. 
I just saying these guys had their hands down. We're knocking each other out. Like it was, it was just crazy. Write it down because I got to show it to him at the break. Yeah. This is the wildest barn burner. That's of a not first the one round. with the guy. The guy knocks the guy down. It just you a backflip onto him. No, no, <laughs> no, no. This Kamar, the, the he goes. You ready to fight? You ready to fight? And it's a Donnie Brook from the second. Like Diego <laughs> Sanchez. <laughs> Diego <laughs> Sanchez might throw twenty five uppercuts that all land, and he's. It ends. It ends on the first round with Diego on his back, laying just the most vicious elbows to the top of his head, and his clay just bloodied up at the end of it. They're yes. both yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! It's the, the um, it's a vicious. They fight. added two new episodes to uh, Dark Side of the Ring. I don't know if you guys ever watched that, but you definitely should if you haven't. It's the. Uh, it's on my list on Crave. documentary yeah, yeah, about the list. wrestlers, yeah. all the dark side of wrestling. But this one is all about uh, Brian Pilner, Pil- Pillar, Pilner. I think it's Pilner. Um, it's a really interesting one, man. Definitely worth the watch. Hmm. Okay, well, we're done with Supply now, yeah, right? Done. All right. Kamar, you want to rate it first? We found out that this is totally tainted. Well, it is what it is. With editor notes. And because of that... Um, Definitely dropped my rating a lot. One and a half. Oh, wow. My, my rating's not going down that much. Simon, you want to rate it? Zero. This episode gets a zero for Mine, what was not Everything said, changed. Not what was Simon said. cracked this open like a, a cub reporter. I'm I'm sorry, but um, this one really leaves me thinking, like, what the fuck? Why? Why are we doing this? All right. Well, after listening to it, I thought it was like a three. It was a decent conversation. A lot of weight loss stuff. But again, I'd like to get fit. So, you know, a little motivation. But after this controversy, I'll drop it down to a two and a half. But I'm still going to give it it. There there, there was some inspiration. He said minutia too much (laughs) for a guy that lifts weights, but. Okay, well, let's move on to uh, Simon's wet dream. 1645 with controversy. I thought this was just going to be like, told you, boys. Nope. Apparently 1645. Not. Uh, Chris Mellon. Um, sorry, I'm just trying to get to my page here and then I will. Uh, be or if it's Italian, know. Christopher Maloney. <laughs> um, Simon, you look like you have a lot of notes. I do. I, I just. Okay, so I'm going to start by saying. I called Luis Elizondo being on, who is his partner in crime. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have rathered have seen that just because I think it would have made for a little bit more of an interesting interview. I was happy that he was on, but now I realize like Joe is doing this for people who aren't even paying attention to the subject. So these guys are just pretty much repeating themselves at this point. Mm-hmm. There was nothing new brought to the table at all. To your, in this ta- to your table. To, to my table. Maybe you guys got some new stuff, but I feel like we got all the same stuff with Jacques Vallée, with uh, the last guy who was on. Uh, I forget his name. The guy who did Phenomenon there. Um, but just I'll, I'll let you guys go in one second. But I'll just lay this out for you, okay? When they started talking about um, Bob Lazar, that's where my like spider sense kind of peaked a little bit. And I was like, what is going on here? And then I started thinking, okay, if Bob Lazar was like a CIA operative but didn't know it, that if we follow that whole kind of line, um, of course... Chris Mellon is going to say it was bullshit because they did the exact same thing to the Blink-182 guy. So these guys worked with, um, sorry, what is his name? Tom DeLonge and Mellon are not associated? Not anymore, but they they, they broke up. They were, okay? He he worked with Elizondro, with um, 
to the Stars Academy. They did that show und, und, unidentified on the History Channel, two seasons. Um, he's now doing whatever he's doing. But my point was, like, if we think that Tom DeLonge was also being led by the CIA for whatever reason, whoa, like whoa, we've whoa, been whoa, through whoa. this before. We think you got to start talking about eyes because <laughs> you're at the bottom of this. I, I, I completely heard a totally different episode. Like, Keep going though. I want to hold on. Just bad, let him finish. Bad. Let him finish. And anyways, my point is, so if, okay, so if, if that is the case that Tom DeLong was this guy who got approached by the CIA saying, you know, we think you're really knowledgeable about UFOs. We want to make you the head of this whatever. Here's a bunch of guys who are super reputable, or they don't even say that. Maybe those guys go to um, Tom DeLong on their own, Alessandro and Chris Mellon and Hal Putoff and all these guys who are really reputable having worked for the government already, but coincidentally just don't work for them anymore. I mean, that's how I would do it. You know, I would implant my own people in to, to monitor exactly what was going on. And that sounds like exactly what they would have done to Lazar. I don't know, man. I, I just, I got really like, and the other thing about this guy too, is everything that, um, Chris Mellon and Elizondo talk about is a threat. We have to pay attention to this because it's a threat. These things are in our airspace. We don't know what they are and it's a threat. And listen, I'll agree to that fact for sure. It's probably a threat, but guys, let's be real. No matter which way we look at this, whether these are uh, beings that are traveling millions of miles to get here or they're coming through portals and shit, we don't have a fucking chance. Like they're not a threat to us because they could obliterate us with the blink of an eye. When they talk about threats, it's because that's how you get money out of the government. You create fear and then you create a situation where you have to fight a war and the war is going to be fought against these things that we don't understand. So you think there's going to be an you think there's an oncoming war with extraterrestrials? No, I don't really think there's okay. going to be a war, but I think that wouldn't be a war. Be I a think slaughter. that's how they're going to paint it, because that's how they're going to get their trillions of dollars for a tip or for whatever program they set up. This guy just seems like he's in this perfect position to like, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Wow. So this is a perfect example of fishing your wish and <laughs> still shitting on it. Yeah, wow. no, no. But but again, I just, there was nothing that this guy brought to the table. Where but I, I feel like underwater aliens, like you yeah, must have. The ocean, I mean, like, the ocean, the ocean. I, That's the first I was listening down. to this and I was like, Simon's going to have a fucking field day here. I do. Till he, till he called Bob Lazar a radiation badge checker. <laughs> no, <laughs> listen, I, I think Bob Lazar could be full of shit too. Like that's that's definitely a possibility. I just... Unless this guy knows something that he wasn't saying, I don't understand why you don't. That can't be a possibility. But let's hold on. Let's call a spade a spade here. Let's be honest. There's no way this guy's going to go on the biggest podcast in the world and just spill all the beans, well, right? This that's own, never. That's that. Of course not. Okay. Even if he had the beans to spill, which we don't know that he does. This, let's assume he has all the beans. They're not all getting spilled. I apologize. Come no, on, no, 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 no. I just want to add. This was my only problem with the episode. When he called Baba, well, from what I understand, he was just a radiation badge checker. Yeah. And Joe goes, well, no, actually, he told me he was working on something that's actually quite terrible. I'll tell you after. Then he went back, well, I'll tell you something after. And I was like, fuck off, guys. 
Yeah, that like, stuff. Like, what yeah, are I we know. fucking yeah. doing yeah. here? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just sorry. Yeah, either have the real conversation or just don't like, do it. Like, it's... I was listening to an interesting uh, thing this week about, remember I was telling you small D, big D disclosure. The yes. next thing that's coming is the president and they're going to say these things exist. This guy was saying that probably won't ever happen because if the president comes out and says these things exist, he also has to admit that A, they have no idea what they are. And B, that if they have no idea what they are, they really don't know what the threat level is. And he won't ever do that. It would cause like... But what if they do know what they are? Well, that's a whole other story, I guess. Like what if they've had like contact for 50 Again, years? You know what I mean? To- that's a... Totally, totally other story. And maybe for um, thousands of years, Maddie. Sure. Like they were talking about that whole panspermia. I guess that was in the last episode, but... Uh, but I'm just saying you can't say you've had contact with them and as, you know, the States is only 200 years old, so... What I'm saying is like the U.S. themselves couldn't oh, say I like see. we've yeah, had yeah, contact gotcha. with them for thousands of years. They could say, listen, in the 30s, we, you know, or the, or like you said, maybe in the 16, 1700s, we, you know, 1790, we had our first contact with them. I don't fucking know. The weirdest thing is, well, what he said, like, I don't know what to think now that he, Simon's thrown all this to um, how he's saying, like, the money they're spending on this is the people's money. The people who make this decision are basically the people's employee but there's this crazy disconnect of like okay you guys know you guys know best for us you know what i mean well that's why it's not really so much democracy because like well, you you choose a limited amount of people who then choose people that are actually in well, you know those people i don't even know what the department of energy is that well, that was, that, was interesting the, thing. that was crazy to me too is when he was mentioning that i was like wait a minute what's the with this high clearance at the department of energy and billions like, and billions of dollars but sorry yeah. just to go backwards for a second where you don't decide like when you pay your taxes i mean i guess you do by deciding who you vote for but you're just throwing your money into a pot and it's being allocated as they see fit. You don't have any say in that the same way you don't in how it goes to aliens or whatever, whether you understand it or not. Well, if there's know? a Keep smell, in mind the public can say, we demand you tell us everything right now and say, well, no, we, we won't tell you. Like, I'll, they shouldn't be able to do that. Also, there's like Australia, for example, they do it right. When you get a thing every year, as far, I'm sorry, Aussies, if I'm getting this wrong, but I'm pretty sure you get a thing every year that explains exactly how much tax you paid and it shows you what percentage of it went to what. So you get like you have a, a pie chart in front of you that says. Yeah, I mean, they could easily just be running black up, um, y- you know, calling it one thing and oh, this is for military. And <laughs> really, it's just. Well, going yeah, but at least else, then. You, you know? But even then, if, even military, if you see that it's 60 percent of the pie, you as a voter can say. I, I guess. I mean, in America, it's 90 percent of the pie and nobody fucking blinks an eye. You know, did you see uh, you watch Lex on a regular basis? Yes. Did you see the guy talking about smart contracts? Yeah. Because that, I think, is going to change everything. If you implement something where certain um, things have to be done for the money to even be released, eliminates that. Yeah. The the bait and switch of the money. So I I just think if if, uh, 200 million Americans said, tell us everything you know right now, they have to tell them. They can't, oh, sorry. No, I don't think they have to do anything. Yeah, I don't think they will. I, I don't, don't think they would either. People have demanded. I understand, but they should. Like, if we have a democracy, like, uh, who knows? We don't care. Or, or the general public doesn't care. I was talking to my mom about this morning. Oh, by the way, happy Mother's Day, belated to all the, the mothers out there. Um, how many people could not care less? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just not weighing on them. Well, again, though, because it's such a big, like. They just don't know. 
I think if more people actually understood what this means. No, because Simon, I sit here with you every week and even to me, it's like, I just don't care. Well, it's si- so big. The, but the thing is, Simon is like, it's like the simulation. Like if they are real and they are here. No, this is provable. The simulation is not right now. You know what but I mean? What I'm saying though, is if they are fine, if you prove tomorrow that aliens are here, what power do you have to change that they're here to fight them? None. That's what I'm saying. You have the same power as if you found out you're in the simulation. It's a it's a moot point to uh, me. No. Okay. Sure. Fine to you. But I don't think that's the case. I think if like aliens show up, giant spaceship in the sky, it's right out there. Everybody's fucking staring at it. I think then people are going to start caring about it. Right now, it's just this abstract idea. Oh, the Navy has videos. But when we looked at them, I can't really tell anything. You know what I mean? Like, unless you're just like Melon said, unless you're looking at all of this stuff in like the giant context of the whole Nimitz thing, it seems like, oh, this is just more bullshit. But when you like look at it, oh, we got it from the boat. We got it from the satellites. We got it from the fucking submarine. We like this guy, this guy, that guy, then it starts to become a bigger deal. I just don't think anybody knows about that at all. You ask somebody what the Nimitz thing is, they're like, what? Yeah, so you agree, no one cares. <laughs> well, um, only because they don't know. <laughs> what I was surprised when he was like, actually, we can, um, we have quite effective ways of seeing what's uh, on the bottom of the ocean uh, using sonar and submarines and stuff, because that's, that's your out, right, Simon? Well, and Joe tried to dismiss that really quick. Oh, it would be like looking at uh, too big a space. Don't look at such a big space. Start with monitoring hot spots, like this guy said. After the um, the Nimitz, when you're seeing these things come in and out of the water, that's the time you want to go looking underneath, right? Well, and and I, I, I'm sure they know a lot more about the ocean floor and the bottom of the ocean than they tell us. I'm sure they do. But then I was thinking, like, if you're a UFO and you are you go down into the ocean, you disappear really quick, kind of like you would if you were blasting off into space, right? Like, that's a lot of area to I mean, it also depends how track. big your ship is, though, right? Like, we don't, well, you, like, you're yep. thinking of Independence Day style. Drones, yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying, is, like, it could just be a one-man, manned oh, type. Oh, no, no, for sure. I'm just even thinking about little ones. But now that you say the big ones, the thing that they saw... They say they saw during that Nimitz was that giant cross coming out of the water, right? The mm-hmm. size of like three football fields or whatever. So, what did you did you hear about the the soccer game that got shut down because all the people? Because those are the most interesting things to me. A group of people, uh, their story of a sighting. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like um, the Phoenix Lights, right? We were talking about this the other week. Um, that happened in Phoenix, but it's interesting how that thing came through like four states, right? Nevada, it followed this route down, and there were sightings all through those four states. But, but like you, that's a you'd giant. Heard, you'd heard about that soccer stadium where they stopped the. I, I had, and I'd heard about the school where all the children had that same sighting in South Africa. That was the uh, Mac story there, John Mac. And so that guy, he was like huge into regression therapy to try and bring out these um, events. And he ended up uh, getting hit by a car because he didn't look the right way crossing a street in England. Isn't that interesting? Where is he from? And convenient, eh? Where is he from? He's from the States. Uh, That is not... uh, When I moved to Australia, for two months, I got hit, almost hit by a car every day. I was just going to say, I don't think... You're so conditioned to look... you 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 don't realize how you just... You always look where the way you think the car is coming from, but like it, and it happened when I returned. Sounds too, so. exactly like something Mike Baker would say. 
<laughs> Walk to Gorky Park. So he was talking about the pyramid objects that they've been spotting. <laughs> and those ones are really interesting to me because they're like these three-dimensional pyramids, I imagine them as. And that's like, you know, it's one thing to see a disc moving around, I guess, because for some reason that seems very aerodynamic, right? So just, it would be crazy, don't get me wrong, but... I think it would be less crazy than seeing like a, a giant thing that just is not moving or these pyramids, which don't seem like they have any place on but you it, know, the way we would design something if we were trying to. They, they so don't know what these are. Like it could look like that, but they, that's where like energy is exuding looks like a triangle, but it's actually on a circle or something. Oh, oh so to- I have no clue. Totally. And it, they could be changing shapes. Like there's that's this, the story that the guy was looking at something, right? The, um, you know, the Batman balloon, mm-hmm. like that was either three different objects they ended up seeing or one object that was changing its shape, which is kind of interesting too. What about the air force lying about the weather balloon? You knew about that? Yeah. I mean, they lie about everything. <laughs> But you knew that there was this thing and they had a story and then lied. You, you knew all about that? I did, yeah. yeah. I found this really interesting, except when they um, were talking about memories and got totally sidetracked talking about bears. Well, that happens a lot. Yeah. But, no, uh, we should talk. But I was just thinking, like, uh, you guys are releasing the dope on uh, aliens right now. Like, <laughs> how'd you get lost talking about bears and bear spray and freezing in my tracks? So. Is it okay if we just forget about the bears? Yeah, he was done. Yeah, I, w- uh, I was just saying that it threw me off. Like, what are we talking about here, guys? Go on. Go ahead, Simon. Back to your alien stuff. Yeah, thanks. We know um, you're hot and bothered here. Well, no, I just, that's, you know, it is an alien episode, so there's finally a reason to talk about it. Um, <laughs> like, you need one. They have, uh, I, I like his thing, like, so they've been buzzing around military installations, nuclear facilities. They want to be seen. That's why they have lights on the bottom because they have no need for lights at all, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that's true. I mean, why the fuck would a UFO have lights on the bottom of it? Landing lights or flashing lights or whatever. We put those on our plane so they don't crash into each other. Well, maybe they have them to land. Do you? Okay. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying, I mean, maybe that's a still, very maybe. human thing for a outer space uh, machine, but okay. But you sure. could argue that flying is a very human. Like, like I just, I, you're kind of losing me in what is human and what is alien. Like, it's weird to think that like an, another species of something wouldn't need light to land. I'm just saying, it's to me that seems. Uh, I could see that they don't even see like we do. Okay, fine, but you like could... Light isn't a thing uh, to them. Uh, to me, They're like, infrared eyes. I never understood. It, it, to me, it was either every one of those we see that have lights on the bottom, that's actually a human thing, or... They're doing that because they actually want to be spotted, which is an interesting um, idea. And they're, you know, the people who are having these true sightings are being chosen for a reason, maybe. Who knows? Do you, are you angry you haven't been chosen? No, I mean, I'm probably not important enough to... No, no, it's like hillbilly seeing these things for the most part. Come on. Those are the guys probably lying about it. Oh, okay. Or seeing like a fucking army thing while they're drunk or... Who knows? Maybe not. I I could be totally wrong about that. No, it could be that too, for sure. But it could be that like maybe a guy like Christopher Mellon has his sightings so he's convinced so that he can actually do something, right? He's in a position where he used to work for the government. I'm not in that position. Even if I found it, even if they came and landed right here and started talking to me, like what the fuck am I going to do with that? I'm going to tell you guys on this podcast and you're going to laugh. 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Yes, you, you prove their theory. <laughs> um, uh, did you guys look at that um, Phoenix Lights film, not film, uh, footage that Joe was showing? No. You didn't watch this episode? I didn't watch it, no. Okay. Did you look at it, Kamar? Uh, no. They, they stopped. You can't stream it anymore. Well, Joe was showing it. I know, but on my phone, it's a little screen. Oh, okay. It's just not. Anyways. What does that mean? You can't stream it anymore. Last week, you could str- I could cast the episodes onto uh, <laughs> a smart TV. And you can't now. And they can't. They've taken that option. That's so interesting mm-hmm. to me, though. Like, you hear about the Phoenix Lights. It, it, you're not, like, interested in that to see what that was all about? No. I, no. In general, all this footage is just not. It's always, like, disappointing. Like, yeah, that could be something. I mean, I've seen crazier things with my own eyes, shooting stars or stars that really last too long that get me more excited than any footage of UFOs I've ever seen. Simon, my biggest problem is that we live in a world where everyone now has a fucking 4K camera in their goddamn pocket. And when it comes to seeing something incredible, everyone films wrong. They have shaky hands. It's a bad angle. No one has a tripod. Like, you'd think that in this day and age, there would be something a little just, I just... uh, just slightly more definitive. I mean, I, I guess I can believe that, but at the same time, I'd like to see you see a UFO and just see the footage you get. I just imagine your whole fucking brain has been blown. I mean, I guess it's different if you're like watching it from a million miles away, one of those videos, but again, then you're using your phone to film something really far away, you know? There's, with the phones that are there now, there's going to be something really good coming down the pike. He, he mentioned that footage that didn't make it. That was something I didn't know about Kamar where it like buzzes really close to them. So I've never seen that, but that sounded really interesting because that sounds like he was taking it with his phone inside the cockpit. But see, I hate those two. These like, I'll show you after the show. I can't show it here. Like if we like, Oh no, he, this was one. I don't think, I I think it must've been because an army guy took it on his phone. So then it becomes classified. I get it. But I'm just saying like, I get that's, that's hearsay. Like he's saying there's a video of, you know, well, he says he saw it. So if we're going to believe this guy, which again, you don't have to, because like I laid out at the beginning, he may not be what he seems to be. So yeah, listen, touche. Yeah. Um, what else we got here? Um, that gimbal video is cool. The um, how it's rotating and then just speeds off. You saw you didn't watch it. You, I've seen the Nimitz video. That's the different video. Oh, okay. Um, Kamar, did you watch that one? Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Why? <laughs> no, I'm just. Uh, <laughs> it's too much, man. No, it's, it's, it's too not too much. much. Uh, what about it? Like. What he's what I heard him say is we're seeing things done that for all intents and purposes we know cannot be done. Yeah, we know it's not the Chinese. We know it's not the Russians. Or, or, or we should know. Like there's yeah there's from no all the spot from all the money we spend on spying, we assume it's not them. This is just a this video. Like if I were to show like Matt's mom this, you know what I mean? And I say, okay, so look, they have a lock on an object out there in the sky. They have no idea what it is. It has no propulsion. It is simply hovering. And now watch what it does. Boom, it's gone in the blink of an eye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, like yeah. that should, for all intents and purposes. Now, I'm not picking on your mom here, Matt. I'm just. Sounds like you are. I'm, I'm triggered. And on Mother's, on Mother's Day, too. Mother's what a piece Day. of shit. No, fucking monster. But that person then should be like, 
boom, mind blown. That is something that I didn't know was out there. I didn't know that that existed. This changes the way I look at things that may be coming from outer space. That, that's but if they're the problem with no concentration whatsoever in the first place, it's not like it now to be consumed with it. You know, the problem too, Simon is like, we've all seen a couple of blurry footages of UFOs. So at this point, like even you being like, it moves so quick and it, the gimbal picked it up. Like no one knows what that means or gives a shit for the general public. I'm just saying you like, have a serious interest. No, no. But again, if you were to be able to lay it, people don't, you're right. They don't understand when they're looking at a video like that. But even then what I'm saying is like, be, Everyone has seen a few blurry UFO videos in their time. There's no way you've lived, you know, 20, 30 years without seeing one. And I just feel like until it's, I don't know. It's no, just we, still, we it's need the, a better video. I told, we need a better video. I totally agree. We need something like Hollywood quality. I don't even know to if convince I'm, most of the people and still some people will be like that special effects. I mean, Simon, at this point, I don't even know that a better video would do it. it the, you need a you need a being not of this earth getting out of one of these things. You need one landing. You need like something like that. Something like that for sure. <clears throat> Anyways, just back to these videos for a second. Go so ahead. the go yeah. fast video, because that's an interesting one too. what he was saying, how they only show a small portion of that. That's the one where they're watching it above the water. Mm hmm. And it's just going in a perfectly straight line, super fast. You can hear the pilot. Like they I've, seen, like, I've seen that one. They yeah. sound like yahoos, though. Eh? They sound like they <laughs> sound like young guys, which I'm sure they are. They're probably like 20 years old, but they're seeing something that they don't understand. The rest of that video, which I or I haven't heard the video or I haven't seen the video, but I've heard that recording of the guy talking about the squadron out there. That it's they were looking at like 15 or 30 of these things out in formation. Like, that's fucking cool, man. Or scary. Well, you, it, you don't get scared it, at all. No, it's super scary. I'm just like, that is like mind bending to me where if we're going to believe it, which I don't see why we wouldn't, this is like, they didn't know these videos were going to be released. I just, that is fucking. Well, the aliens cool. didn't know or the pilots? Yeah, the aliens didn't know. No, the fucking government <laughs> didn't know. Um, they, anyway, they knew. Anyways. They turned their lights on. But he had no problem, just back to Mellon for a second, and whether or not this guy may or may not be um, working with the government or for, like we know he's working with the government, but is he working for the government? He didn't have any problem at all with the Travis Walton story. No, he was quite into it. And that kind of got my spider sense up too. Like most people, when they... I, I don't know. I find that most people, when they dismiss Bob Lazar, they dismiss all of those. Um, and he was also into Skinwalker Ranch, which Joe didn't say anything about. Well, Skinwalker Ranch, I've been listening to the guy who owns it now. He's been making the rounds on like all the fucking podcasts that I listen to. That place sounds insane, dude. Like They have literally found a spot on Earth where lines are crossing you know like such weird shit is happening there that lines are crossed undeniable i don't know if they're on like you know how there are ley lines kamar that go like under the pyramids and they okay, okay, cross sorry. well this is a place maybe where two lines have crossed because it's like uber weirdness portals opening you can go outside like people go there and have a sighting like the night they go there something happens I don't know, man. Simon, so, did you know there's a place in Canada that has less gravity? Yeah, it's that road, right? Um, Not the magnetic hill. Oh, I thought that's what he was talking about. No, no. Uh, 
Because that's an optical illusion, isn't it? No, no. There's actually a place in Canada where there's like a large swath of it that has slightly, like fractionally less gravity due to the massive ice sheet that used to be on top but of it. But it doesn't apparently. make a difference. Like No, it's not like if you go there, you can dunk. jump and float. <laughs> you can dunk every white person's dream basketball court. And then um, I know I've talked about this before, but Betty and Barney Hill, which, by the way, was that them on Joe's T-shirt? I didn't watch this one. I was trying to figure out what his T-shirt was. You didn't notice, Kay? I can't. I can't. I can't see anymore. Like, I, like, <laughs> no. I'm not, like, I, my phone text is super embarrassing. Oh, mine's. I, I had to up mine the you other day. You know what day. I mean? And when I watch Joe, if, when I could cast it, it was one, uh, one show, but it just isn't like I. Why don't you get glasses? Why don't I get glasses? Yeah. I, I intend to. Okay, sorry, it wasn't like a knock. I, I was, it was I more have just like like um, uh, Jugmart readers. Gotcha for that stuff, but I I can't see anything. So just um, so I did not see if it was Barney Hill on the shirt. Sorry, Christopher Mellon. Just before we get to Betty and Barney Hill, Christopher Mellon. He was on that television show, un, unidentified. Like I told you, that's like as much as it's ever been brought to the mainstream before the UFO thing. This was the history channel. They were, you know, having, um, interviews with military guys, that kind of stuff. It was, you, neither of you have ever seen that show before. No, Simon, you're the, you're the alien guy. We no, I'm just, I'm just saying this guy was like, I, I can't believe they didn't talk about that at all. They didn't talk about the fact that he worked hand in hand with, a guy that Joe badmouthed beyond belief. Tom DeLong. Tom DeLong. We, we cannot have this discussion without a mention of him, right? It, it should have happened first thing. Just what, off, just off what the What do you do, Chris Mellon? Please tell us a little bit about yourself, what you did. Oh, I worked for the government to start, and then I started working with aliens, and then he I left. To the, the Stars Academy. I only, I, Kamar, I have the exact time he mentioned it. It's not until the last 20 minutes of the show. He doesn't talk about to the stars. Joe doesn't bring it up. So either Joe didn't do his homework or it was agreed upon before that they were not going to talk about Tom DeLonge. There's, some, there's something there. That's fucked up, man. Is, is so that's what got my spider sense tingling in the first place, Kamar. That's why I came up with this whole fucking theory about him still working for the government. So things were going well until he's like, they didn't mention Tom DeLonge at all. At the end of the episode, you're like, this is fucking suspect. Well, the fact that they he didn't say it right away when he was giving his credentials... Right away, I was like, what? The, the, you, that's where you say it. And then you have a brief conversation about Joe says, I had him on. They, he says, I either he believe, will not mention his name. hate him or don't hate him. Why did I leave? I don't know. Something. He won't mention his name. It's crazy. I, but noticed, hold on. Have you noticed that, though? <clears throat> well, when Travis Barker came on, they talked about him for a while. No, no. He, but this guy worked with him. Like... I think Tom yeah. DeLong mentioned this guy's name. Yeah, yeah, I when get he it. He was on and it was all to bullshit. the stars is a legitimate player, whether they're a fucking government plant or not. They are a legitimate player in everything that's going on right now, and he, he should be brought up in every episode where a uh, alien person is there. Frankly, one way or another, I would like to hear Joe say once, like, "Yeah, Tom DeLong was here, and I thought he was talking crazy or reckless and." I agree. Come I've on, said that before. Yeah, I agree that this was the oppor this was that this, opportunity. This, this, I, I, one hundred percent. At the end, as you know, as you look at the timer, like, 
Well, they're going to mention Tom DeLonge eventually, at least. I, I mean, I don't know what they're gonna, I'm going to get out of it, but when he didn't mention that, I was like, this is fucking sus. Well, I will believe him when he says, because he is, a, I believe, a company man. Um, when Joe said, I wish there was a lie detector that actually worked. And he's like, oh, there is. <laughs> well, what so if, that lie detector exists, fellas. Yeah, but I think it's drugs they use. It's not, it, it, and it's, or it's like your pulse. And they ask oh, he said it was a machine that was reading brain waves. but either way. Um, what about when he was like, everyone says the government can't keep a secret, and I disagree with that. Like, um, secrets are very easily kept by the government. Well, they are, obviously. There's oh, tons of shit you don't know. I thought we thought there's no secrets could be kept. No, I believe that lots of secrets are kept. I don't believe it's so hard to keep. Like, I think if NASA wanted to fake the moon, you only have to convince four people. And everyone else just is. Everybody else actually that. thinks they're going thinks they're to the moon. Yep, 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 yep. I was watching, what is that... Uh, Armageddon the other day. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that movie? That's with yes, Bruce with Willis. Bruce Willis and Bruce, Liv Tyler. Oh, oh, it's so gross. That period of, they just invented uh, screen flare. Is that the movie game? No, it's oh. not. We could we could do it. I, the, I don't want to close my yes, eyes. Yes, Aerosmith. Um, How hot was Liv Tyler not, back then? Not she, at she all. She was then. No, but she had just never. come out of that video with Alicia Silverstone. Yeah, no, never. Crazy. But, Crazy, exactly. But, um, she has the mouth of her father. She was so hot back then, but if you look back now, it's just so like, uh, it's so gross. Ben Affleck is that movie's so sucked. hot. But at one point, <laughs> one point, I, I, I can tell when a guy's in his prime because I was there once too. Um, at one point, they have the, because it's uh, Billy Bob Thornton is like yeah. the NASA guy or whatever. I hate him. You hate his role or just him? No, I hate Billy Bob Thornton. Sorry, go on. He was up inside Edge of Jolie's guts, too. Right? That's what I hate. Um, but they have the uh, head of the Department of Defense or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, we have a budget of $230 billion. Like, the defense budget is so much more now. They're like The numbers he was throwing around are so like... What? That's not that much. It's money. like Doctor Evil. A million. It, it, yeah. it sounded like that, and it's just crazy how much they've uh, progressed. Up, up the ante, yeah. So I, I wonder. I think I thought that was a good argument that secrets couldn't be kept, but this guy made me think, and I thought Simon's going. This guy's full of shit. But I guess you're flip flopping. Um, no, I, I think that secrets can be kept. I do think though that now that I'm thinking about it, if this guy really is like actually just. A guy who works maybe for the CIA or something. What the um, fuck is going on with your mic? I know. I don't know. I think it's the noise gate. Keep going. Um, I'll try to figure it out. Then the things he did say on this show, like the things he was kind of more sure about, and I'll use that in air quotations, those are probably the things we should be reading between the lines about. Like he was. You think it's misinformation? Or those are the things that maybe like have a grain of truth to them. Um, the idea that the greys or whatever creatures people see are, and I think Maddie talked about this a couple of weeks ago. They're, they're like, if these things are uh, spaceships that are coming to do research, then these things would just be an extension of that, right? A tool to go down and that's why they don't bother making them look anything like us because they're just robots per se or androids or... But wouldn't you do your best to make them look like us if you have that technology? 
so that the android like just looks like some dude walking around the woods? Or? Yeah, I mean, that would make way more sense unless, again, they want you to see them for some reason. Or you I, drop one on Earth, make him create PayPal and then make him a billionaire. Yeah, and put him on Saturday Night Live. <laughs> just saying. Um, what else? Um, I like how this didn't have anything to do with aliens, but he's he admitted that he knew that a nuclear bomb was going to go off in New York City. And he had to walk around with that knowledge and tell people on the street. Did he lost friends when this episode came out? Well, yeah, they're like, I never got a phone call. Because he quietly moved his family aside and stuff. It was, that's such a Mike Baker thing to say and do. It was crazy. And then he says the reason why they didn't tell anyone is because they didn't want to cause panic. But I think... Everyone should know about the UFOs because it's not going to cause panic. Well, I don't think it would cause panic in the same way. One seems a lot more immediate than the other, right? Like if there's a bomb about to go off. Yeah. Unless that ship, again, Kamar, is hovering <clears throat> over the fucking White House. Well, if that's happening, your eyes can see it. You don't need someone to tell you yeah, there's aliens here. I still think people need somebody to tell them at that point. Would you guys tell me if a nuke was headed for Ottawa? Well, Simon's on the mailing list, not me, so. And the Amuamua guy? Yeah. There's something that's light years away debating the shape. Like, that. that's silly to me. They know nothing. They know nothing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, no, but you, do, do you know what I mean? Like, we could discuss whether that is a... A ship or like our ideas of what ships look like, like it could be a meteor. I don't know. Like just Joe almost said that Mick West was a fucking idiot today. That was close. Or in this episode. Who's Mick West? Sounds like an idiot. Mick West is the guy who used to come on Rogan. He's a debunker. I don't remember him. And he like debunks the Nimitz thing. It's so fucking stupid. It's so dumb, man. His arguments like and anyways, but those those guys, that's just like a um, a hustle, right? Because like debunk the debunk, and you just make a career out of you can make anything look like it's real or fake just by telling your side of the story and leaving out facts, right? So that guy is his thing, just like who's our resident Shermer? That's his job to debunk stuff, and you have to really care to look into his work. Agreed? Yeah. You just, well, this guy says it's not real, it's not real. So just going back to Bob Lazar for a sec. So Bob Lazar described the way that these machines travel as bending time to get from one place to another, right? Okay. Your notes are terrible today. They're all over the place. What's going on here? I just, I skip things <laughs> as he talks it's about fine. them. I don't know. Okay, Bob um, Lazar, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying because Chris Mellon was talking about the Acuburial device or some device that like apparently is a way that they would build a machine to travel through time time space he dismissed bob lazar 25 minutes later he's talking about a machine that may exist already i, I just found the whole you thing very interesting i think i got him man i think i got him if, anyways uh, if i know anyone on this planet because the one thing he did use was the off-earth. Have, have you heard that used before? No. Because he was saying off-earth. Just like it's a... Because that will be an earth, uh, a term 
if they're on other planets, maybe not in our lifetime, but that'd be a common phrase, I think. You know what I mean? But he's saying off Earth. But if anyone on this planet, on Earth, could smell a rat, he's behind that bubble right over there. <laughs> and then I got, to, <laughs> then I got to thinking that what if Tom DeLong? You see, I always assumed that everybody ditched Tom DeLong, like they had had enough with this guy. These guys decided, okay, we want to do something more serious now or whatever, leave to, to the Stars Academy. What if Tom DeLong found out that he was being had the whole time and got rid of these guys? He may have the most credibility of anyone in this whole But do you, do you hear what it. I'm saying? <clears throat> like really flip the script on that one. Just for a second. Like we don't know, right? May, that would maybe That would make him extra hero. So I don't sure. understand though. What kind of con is that? You're trying to convince him you're trying to convince tom DeLong that aliens are real even though they are real no no they're using him to uh <laughs> forward their agenda correct but by convincing him of what though i don't get it by it, telling him that aliens are real which they probably are anyways but letting him in on that inside information why did the government like but wouldn't you feel it did a disservice well, no, because they need a way to bring it to the mainstream. They did that through the New York Times article, through To the Stars Academy, with all this, like, the books he's writing, the movies, the spending money on acquisition. I, I don't get, I, I got to say this, too. I don't get this. Joe will quote the New York Times when it suits him. But 90% of the time, he's like, the New York Times can't be trusted anymore. It's all bullshit. We've had this discussion. It, it, it's hit or miss. But what I... Well, no, we know they, they lied about that Trump thing I talked about, whether it's Trump or whatever. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you don't believe them, then don't believe them. If they come up with an alien article, Cross then you board. should, yeah, you should just be like, I probably don't believe these fucking I idiots. I only read the post, but, <laughs> but just, just the, it just occurred to me how, you know, he, Malin was talking about, there's a bunch of reports, but guys threw the books out. Like, I don't want to be ridiculed. And you wonder, would he be ridiculed? Enter Tom DeLong, completely ridiculed. You know what I mean? Like the evidence is there that you come out and say this stuff. A lot of people are going to go, you're fucking crazy. I just like, I don't know. I still look at it. Like if you're just, let's say you're Tom DeLong. Most people aren't going to believe you anyway. Just because it's easier to why live. Is a, why is a punk rock guitarist the yeah. conduit for this? Yeah. That's I mean, even why if, they needed these guys. No, but the even if you're a, but even if you're a scientist, like I just don't like you're going to spend your whole life yelling into a microphone that aliens are real. Aliens are real. Like uh, just so that one day when you're dead, you can be like, told you so. Like, it just seems, I don't know. No one's listening. So, and no, you have, no one is listening. That's, that's not only is no one listening. Like if they do know, then they're keeping it secret and you're not a part of it. So I just, I don't know. What do you mean no one's listening, though? Sorry, I don't understand that. I, I think what Matt said, if I can sound like Matt talking for me, is there isn't a groundswell of interest despite, I mean, we, this, this is, is Joe, but there's been the reports, the news. And right. I mean, in a, To the Stars, I think, is geared for a young audience, right? So I don't know how or if that message is getting out to the kids. I went on Tom DeLonge's Facebook page today just to try to do research, and there's To The Stars merch. Yeah, tons. And that sort of bothered me. Well, because he said, Kamar, that his approach was like two-pronged. On one side, they were going to do serious research where they were buying these medals. They were working with these guys, these military guys, this guy, Hal Putoff, like, 
And on the other side, he was writing his books. He was making his movies. He was selling his merch. Like the, it, it was all a two pronged attack to get the information out to the people. I'm just telling and, you and, what their their and, and thing build is. a brand, or they yes, or was that selling cocaine to fund the contras? Do, do, do you know what I mean? Like they were not getting money from the government, so that's why Tuesday Stars had to sell shirts, or is just like a branding thing? I don't. Again, I don't know if they get a lot of money from the government, or they need to do this to make money. I assume more. This is probably like if you're trying to convince people of something, you. You know, you tackle the ones on this side who know a lot, so you got to give them something like. Here's the weird thing: I'm like just, mysterious metals. Sorry, just one sec, Maddie. Sure. Or on the other side, Kamar, you're trying to influence the kids the same way you would if you were a CIA agent uh, writing songs just, to take down to, a you're wall. You're just trying to build a brand. Subtly, you are trying. Then one day it is. It they, just is. They've been showing it in movies for the past 40 years on Disney yeah, yeah. so that you become acclimated to it so that when they do come and take you on a magic carpet ride, you don't fucking blow your mind. Sorry, Pass, Matt, go ahead. Pass is my smell test. So I just, I have one, I, I'm kind of, I'm going to go off what Kamar's saying and th- I don't know if this point's great or not, but I'm going to bring it up. The merch bothers me. I'm almost with Kamar because yeah. I think of someone like Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling made, I think, man's a legend. <laughs> I think he made like $130 million playing baseball in his day. Comes out of baseball and he decides, I'm going to start a video game company. And he's so determined to start a video game company that he loses all $130 million. Now, you can say, what a, what a fucking retard. Like, it, it takes a real moron to lose $130 million. Like, Boy, I, a privilege. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you can sit there and say, wow, you know, he really cared so much or he, he felt so strongly about it that he was willing to dump everything into it. So my point is like, it, you know, if Tom DeLonge really believed deep down that aliens like were real, he has all this fucking money. He's got tons of fucking cash, tons of cash. He doesn't need to sell merch. Like it seems like a, it, I don't know. It, it, the merch seems weird. Simon though. Uh, gave me an explanation. I'm why not. It, I'm not necessarily a Tom DeLonge fan. I know. I, I'm I, just laying out what I think is going on. I think the merch again doesn't have anything to do with cash. You're absolutely right. I think he has his own money first of all. But if I'm right about this whole thing, his entire operation is being funded by the government, anyways. Again, Kamara, to your point before, this is how you change minds by you walking down the street and seeing people wearing the t-shirt and then it just becomes normal. Oh yeah. To the stars Academy. That's just a place where they teach you about space because we have aliens. But you know? with, with the case of Tom DeLonge, <laughs> that is a stretch at no, best, no, but okay. I, again, I, I, there are a couple of steps in between Matt, but in the end, that's what it is. You know, it's like, it's acclimating people. Okay. Well, Simon, I, the day happens. Do you have one more note there? Because we got to move on. I, I just want to finish my point. Um, but our theory is that Tom DeLonge was writing songs about aliens and they reached out to him, not they were writing songs for Tom DeLonge. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Oh my God. I never even took it back that far, Kamara, but I'm going to ponder that for a second. You're saying that Tom DeLonge is actually the fucking Scorpions. Wow. It's so hold on. You're saying other. that the CIA wrote like, say it ain't so. No, I no, will no, no. Not go. no. He, he started his own side project. Yeah. Was singing about aliens. Yeah, the uh, other one there. Um, I, I I just stopped. Was it popular? 
not like Blink-182, but it was popular. It got enough. Like, yeah. Just what the, was it called, Kamar? I'll find it. Don't worry about it. Anyways. <laughs> All I'm saying is he was he was singing songs about aliens and starships. I'm just so confused, though, Simon. Is your argument that the CIA wants Tom DeLonge to let people know about aliens? Is Correct. this your argument? Correct. And the same way that they used... Matt, yeah. the exact same way that Werner Von Braun and the boys used Walt Disney to acclimate people into space travel. They made a movie, a Disney movie, about what, what it would be like to go to space five years before, apparently, they went to space. Like, this is what they do. This is the plan they've been using from the fucking beginning, and you're just seeing it in an exact other way. Like, I'm... What if, I've almost convinced myself of this. What, if this what do you mean you haven't convinced yourself yet? <laughs> no, I'm willing to oh leave some, some room on this whole fucking... You'll change your mind on your drive home. What if the CIA made Jefferson Airplane change their name to Starship? To Jefferson Starship? No, they were Jefferson Airplane and then became Starship. Oh, I see. Like, I get, Just in this idea of branding, getting the idea out there. Because that, that's what we're talking about, basically. Yeah, I just, I don't know. There's a ton of movies coming out right now about end days. It just seems to be a constant theme, like the apocalypse or whatever. Okay, but I could argue there was a real, there was a time where zombies were really hot. Does that mean that they knew something about zombies that we didn't? You know what I mean? Like, I think it's just like things come and go and you could go back and there was a time in the early 2000s when the end of days was also like a a big theme. the, the, The perfect example would be back in the day, it was Armageddon Deep Impact. What do you guys think yeah, Tom well, DeLonge is worth? Just out of curiosity. 50 million. I was going to say 41. 80. Boom. He doesn't need no t-shirts to sell. There you go. Yeah. 80 million. Fuck. Crazy, eh? Why didn't I pick up a guitar when I was young? Jesus. And not learn how to sing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, do you think there should be a department of UFO, Simon? Hold on, Simon has one more point to make. Oh, and then sorry, we got it. We got it. No, no, no it's sorry, just... it's all good. It's all. It's all good. Uh, do I think there should be a department of UFOs? I. I don't know. There will be very shortly. They already have U. U. Tip or, A. Tip or whatever the fuck it's called, and they're, they're prepared. Like mark my words here, man. They are going to have a huge budget towards this very shortly. This is going to be a new way for them to funnel useless money into something. I'm wondering where all the money for Star Wars went. Into Reagan's back pocket, probably. There you go. Um, let me just see if there was anything else of interest, and then we can be done with this. Um, Steven Spielberg knows something. If someone knows something. Yeah, I agree. That, again, that would be another perfect guy for like a young CIA agent to use to push the message forward. And when you look at Close Encounters of the Third Kind, what's that movie called? That's what it's called. That one is like so close to real life. That that would be the perfect movie to, and I wonder, Kamar, there was so much going, and Matt, there was so much going on back then. I wonder if they were about to like break something wide open and then decided against it. Like maybe a war happened instead, but they were really like E.T. That, like I know the other one was before that. It was the 70s and then E.T. And all these movies preparing you, preparing you, and then it never happened, but. It's interesting. Interesting to think about. Anyways, let me just leave you with this. It's um, really think about that whole Tom DeLonge angle because I think it's really interesting. 
Oh, I don't care. But I'll give that's it. What you, that's what you're leaving with? <laughs> yeah, that is what I, after all of this, because this guy, right from the beginning of this, right when he wouldn't disclose that he worked with Tom DeLong, I was like, holy shit, man, there is something going on here. There is something going on here. And if Joe knows and he's complicit in all of this, whew, that's terrible. And if he's not complicit in well, it and he's just letting people off, Scientologists, uh, CIA agents, that's a huge problem too, man. No, we have to absolve Joe. Joe is just, without Joe, we don't exist. We now, This has happened too many times. We just have accepted as tax, you know? It's part of the game. It's just, it's just, it's just brutal. We're never going to get to the bottom of it. Tax. But what I want to ask you, was just something I deal with. Oh, no. I understand. Well. I'm just um, not happy about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no one's happy about taxes either. Were you looking forward to this before you heard it and then disappointed after? I was very much looking forward to okay. hearing this because I thought that if nothing else, we would get some closure or something on this to the stars thing. Like, I haven't heard anybody talking about it. That's why I'm now wondering, okay, if Tom DeLong got rid of these guys... But he has to like keep his mouth shut because he wants his thing to still succeed, even though he realizes now that he's been had. Or maybe if he like tries to blow it all up, he'll get murdered. I don't know. I'd keep a close eye on what's going on out there, folks. If he's just trying to keep his little thing going, I think he's a pussy. He should just be punk rock and blow it up. He, well, maybe he doesn't want to die. Is the uh, maybe he's like Bob Lazar scared? I don't know. Maybe something's gonna happen, man. In closing, I'll say this guy's a heavy breather. Joe had to tell him a million times yeah. to get closer to the mic. And then he'd breathe into it too heavy. Awesome. Do you want to rate it, Kamar? Well, I'm really confused. Of course, I will rate it. Uh, I, I, They got right off the bear thing, but then everything I thought was interesting. I imagine Simon eating this up like a perfect bowl of porridge. Uh, I give it a three now. After Simon just breaking the thing open. Well, it was always getting a three from me. Simon? Um, I'm going to have to give this one a... Uh, fuck, I don't even know. I gave him a zero because he wouldn't talk about the Scientologist. And just by the way, it was 2241 before he mentions to the stars for the first time. 2241. Like time that's step. what's left. Oh. I, I'm pretty sure that was the time. Is there anyone left, Simon, to be on the show now? Because this was like the, the last piece. Um, I mean, he's got to have people on, I guess. it's. No, but do you know of anyone out there that you'd like to? Um, I think the people that Joe needs to have on are, yeah, so like um, the guys who do the debrief. I think those would be really interesting people to have on. That's, um, what's his fucking name? Anyways, they leaked a bunch of those uh, Navy photos. I can't remember. It's three guys. I can't remember their name right now. But those would be all three of those dudes I'd like to see on there. And I, he has to have somebody from um, Skinwalker Ranch. Like, Joe has to be illuminated on Wasn't what the, the fuck is going on Wasn't there. Wasn't the billionaire the guy? That was Bob Bigelow. Yeah, but he never talked about Skinwalker Ranch. There's a new guy who owns it now who's oh, okay. who's like, willing to talk about it, Joe should have him on and be open-minded because anytime this thing turns, anytime the phenomenon or whatever you want to call it turns to anything a little woo-hoo, Joe fucking closes his mind like a 
something in my clothes bear is trap. really hard. Bear trap. So what do you rate it? Yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus sorry. Christ. This guy is no, fucking... No, it's my fault. It's my fault. Is, I asked him a question. I'm going to have to rate it a, a three. Okay. Agree. We have an agreement. Jesus Christ. All that to get to the agreement. All that paid for by the Patreon. It was worth it, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really was not. Um, okay, we're going to take a break. We're going to pay a bill, and we'll be right back. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Pot Stickers. Have you ever heard of Pot Stickers? No, I'm not talking about the delicious Asian dumplings. Pot stickers are the newest thing to hit the cannabis accessory market. Whether the state you live in has legal weed or not, I guarantee you can find some cannabis cartridges somewhere. The first truth is cannabis cartridges come out of the box unlabeled, and given that you might experience forgetfulness, how can any good pothead be expected to remember which cartridge is which? The second truth is that many of us use cannabis as medicine, so being able to distinguish one cartridge from another would be extremely beneficial to the consumer. Think about it like this. What if your prescription medication came without labels? The world would be in chaos. Well, thankfully, Potstickers is here to solve all of your cannabis cartridge problems. Potstickers is the inexpensive and convenient method of accurately labeling your cartridge variety. They have sativa, indica, and hybrid stickers. Potstickers has popular strains from Northern Lights and Granddaddy Purple to Gushers and Gorilla Glue. Potstickers are half-inch round labels that adhere right to the side of the cartridge and stays there until the cartridge is empty. Potstickers are sold in packs of 6 and 12 labels, each kind features a unique image or phrase to identify the cartridge flavor. Be sure to check out the website to shop their full line of products. It's etsy.com slash shop slash Robert William O'Brien, or simply go to Etsy and search pot stickers. With pot stickers, you can watch your confusion go up in smoke. All right, we're back. Thank you to the sponsors. Thanks, sponsors. Everything is uh, running. It feels that way, yeah. The button is red. So, yeah, just before we get to Matt's really special time, just, yeah. No, no, it's Sasquatch first. Oh, and Simon's other special time. Um, maybe I didn't um, <clears throat> make myself clear enough because we were talking after the fact. But, yeah, if Joe is purposely leaving things out of conversations, that's a that's problematic for me because then he's creating a narrative that he wants us to follow instead of putting all the information out on the table and letting us as discerning listeners decide what's important and what's not. So he's done that twice in one week now. Like that, no, that they're that's not right. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying this reoccurs all the time. That's all, and oh. I think it hits closer to home. For you when it's a subject you're so close to. Well, again, anyways, yeah, there, happened again, Matt. Um, so, yeah, let's... I was uh, trying to think what the egregious one was that happened a couple weeks ago. We just all were like, I can't believe he didn't ask about that. Oh, yeah, what was that? But I can't remember. because I'm Again, in Joe's defense, I, I can't tell you how many times I listen to our episode and I'm like, fuck, I forgot to bring this up. And it, it, it was something in my head that was like, I could not have missed it. It happens, you know. Sure, I'm, but he didn't forget to mention Scientology. Oh, no, we are sure that there are, contrary he, to what Joe says, there are a pre-show meeting. There has to be. That's correct. There's got to be some things on. And Joe it. goes out of his way to say that never happens, and we can clearly no, we, we, see we that We just that sit happens. down here and just have a dog. Hey. Uh, thank you, sponsors, anyways. Yeah, so I, mean, I think you made that abundant and clear. Okay, okay. No I problem, then I'll let it go. But I don't know the problematic, like the solution to the problem. There's nothing we can do on our end, except continue to point out and uh, be skeptical. But uh, Keep your eyes open, folks. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good night. Uh, 1646.
I, I, I don't know this guy's name. Squatching. David Sat. Holthouse. That was it. Sorry. David Holthouse. My apologies, David. So both of you have seen this documentary or neither of you have or? No, the, I haven't. The latter. That's the second one, right? Neither, neither of you have? I've not seen. I never heard of it. I don't know if Hulu. I wouldn't know how to watch it. It's, it's on Crave. It is on Crave? It is on Crave. I'll be watching it tonight. Yeah. Um, or it's on one of them, either Amazon, Crave, or Netflix, because those are. So you ones. have seen it? I have seen it. Yes. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, this isn't working anymore. Um, I it was a f- it was a good documentary, but I was expecting something totally different, so I was a little let down. Oh, because as I thought you expected, it was a Sasquatch. I thought yeah, we were going to be talk. talking about Sasquatch, but it ended up kind of like Murder Mountain. It was like Murder Mountain. I figured it was, yeah. And I won't ruin it for either of you because I'm hoping that you're going to watch it. But the way the Sasquatch ties in is interesting in the end as well. Um, But I also believe that there are Sasquatch up there. So I'm really torn on the whole thing. (laughs) I had a feeling feeling this was going to be tough for you. Well, you were super bummed because people were using Sasquatch to scare the trimigrants into... Keep well, them to their own space. Or, Kamar, conversely, Sasquatch scared people and they then use that story to scare the trimigrants. I wonder which one I believe. <laughs> it, it, it is even far fetched for them. Like, just shoot some guns in the night. You know, but you know what I mean? Like, you know what we're not going to do on this episode, guys? What? I'm not going to sit here and try and convince you Sasquatch or Bigfoot is real. You don't because to, you I am fucking sick of doing You don't have that. to convince the willing, man. I, what I don't go- believe he doesn't exist. What I'm going to do, and I would, you know what? I think you both should do this. I have. It's a half hour recording of all different sounds that have been recorded by this one person in the woods. I'm not saying it's Bigfoot, okay? But some of these noises, you just have to listen to them. And I'm saying okay? you emphatically, no. Yeah, no, you, you are going to. I am no not. way. I am not. Yeah. I am I'm not, not listening to a half not, hour I'm of not. animal sounds in the woods. I believe Sasquatch, Bigfoot, Yeti, whatever you want exists. There's enough cultures that have their own version. I don't have to listen to that. First of all, sometimes I have to watch the fucking bullshit you send me. So you're going to listen to this. And nope. Matt, same with you. Negative. You're going to listen to I never this. send you bullshit. Everything I send you gets a crying face emoji. I sent you one thing and it was completely related because Sasquatch was in the fucking title. Okay. That's all. You're both going to listen to this. What about, what about those street fights, essentially? You didn't like that? It's worth listening. Were they fight on concrete? Street have, fights? Have you seen King of the Streets? No, I don't want to watch that Fuck shit. Brutal. Have you guys ever seen the Sasquatch video where it's done from a distance, but you can see like it's these loggers and they're filming this thing, picking up this giant tree and throwing it? No. You've never seen that? No. Oh, remind me to show that to Sounds you. Sounds legit. At the break. Um, so, yeah, I assume the uh, Sasquatch killer documentary is a documentary or a, it is a doc, right? Yeah. This takes place three hours south of Humboldt County where Murder Mountain was. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is right in the mix of things. Up but it, it's a, I, thought it, I thought it was like, oh, yeah, this Humboldt County. It's a different area. Where the exact like, and so there can't be those only two areas, right? The, gre- oh, no, the green the whole- triangle, that whole thing up there, is all perfect growing place. And imagine what it is in our own country. 
Oh yeah, like BC is incredible. Like there must this. But this guy said Alaska was the best place. Well, because they have the twenty-four hours of daylight. So for 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 uh, outdoor, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I wouldn't know, but he would. Um, but what it made me think is, you know, how people always will say, "Whatever, cocaine's bad for you, or unhealthy." But you know that there's blood on your hands if you do cocaine. Like, I I think weed there's is almost blood in your nose. Well, there's blood Uh-oh. on your hands. There's, I don't think there's any product. There's very few products Everything you use that doesn't have blood on your hands. No, Everything you use in the world has some. Yeah, I get you what you're saying. You know that yeah. by the fucking mice getting killed by the machines that pull the fucking vegetarian food. Uh, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just being captive obvious, but I always in my head like weeds a bit better. Mo- Let's keep in morally. mind for the last two years in our country, um, if you've been buying it legally. If you've been buying it legally. Well, I'm just saying. But but if you don't, then, I mean, if you have a moral or you are wondering where it's coming from, although the legal weed, according to this guy, is causing the violence, and you, you know what I mean? Like it's we just can't win until we just make everything just. Dude, if you've had well, Canadian because, maple syrup, there's blood on your hands. Well, it's <laughs> because in the states, though, Kamar, it's like legal in this state, but then not legal in the state next to it. Like it's senseless, you know? Yeah. If they just just yeah. stop the war on drugs, fucking drugs yeah, won. Th- that's what I just said. Yeah, it's drugs won that war. Drugs won. Sorry, CIA, you're out of fucking luck on this one. And yeah, but we just sound enough. like a broken record at this point. Like we've been making this point for 130 episodes. Well, now. it's funny that if like let's say it was roles reversed, yeah. if the states had legalized weed and we didn't, we would be so close to follow suit, like. Because that's how Canada is. But with us, it's like we'll have weed legalized for 20 years before they ever figure it out. No, so actually, I believe in the next five years they'll legalize it federally. We'll see. It, it, it'll it become a political issue. We'll see. Well, they got to get rid of the lobbyists first, I suppose. Um, or just get better lobbyists for the weed side. Did you guys know that? Just hire me as the weeds are. I'll take care of it. I've said that all along. The eagle is the seagull's bitch. That was a sick rhyme you just dropped. Ill bar, Kamar. What did I say? The seagull is the eagle's bitch. I'm just not sure if I believe that. Do you know that for a fact, Kamar? No, this guy said okay, I'm seagulls find, fuck I'm up I'm going to find out what happens to eagles. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. He was saying seagulls. He's from Alaska. I feel like it's because of the pack, though, the right? Time. Wouldn't that be it? There's more seagulls. Yeah. Although uh, there's packs of fucking eagles up there. But I think the point was is like the way the eagle has been presented mm-hmm. again we have this thing in our head of what something is i've never seen a bald eagle but if i saw one i'd be like well that's majestic i mean you see hawks and stuff like that but then maybe seagulls are, are cooler because it's so common to you know what i mean like have you ever someone from abroad who's never seen a squirrel yeah and they're or like they see they, they only have gray squirrels they're just amazed by it. yeah whatever I, I just thought that was interesting like the eagle is presented as this majestic thing, but... Well, I just feel like if you have a fucking seagull on your flag, you're going to get shot on by every other country. Well, our national animal is the beaver. hey yo. I don't, I don't believe that, uh, Kumar. Just well, by it. the way, it says here that bald eagles hunt seagulls. And uh, Listen, I've seen, a, I've seen an eagle pull like a goat off a mountain, so I can't see how it would let a little bird... Dude, some of those eagles are so fucking huge. It's crazy. Like yeah, that nuts. golden eagle in, uh, or the harpy eagle 
in the fucking jungle that takes the monkeys out of trees there? I, I think it was just the ball headed eagle, but this is what he said. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I don't, sorry. I, I don't have not like this guy. I just found that point to be like, that was like anecdotal. He saw once that a seagull beat up. One brazen or, seagull yeah. who just didn't give two shits. It's that seagull. The from, Charles uh, Bronson of seagulls. Down or from the explorers or whatever. I guess he just, he sounded so cool and looked so badass that I took his word for it. Fair enough. It's a weird story with this. Or sorry, go ahead, Kamar. I'm going to trample no, no. all over your points. No, no, go on. No, 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 go, go. Just keep going. I'm sure you'll get to it. Well, I was getting to the point where, because um, they're talking around the um, documentary, you know what I mean? As in not to plot spoil or whatever they're going to do. And then he goes, it's interestingly, you brought up how you were raped as a child. Was that difficult to talk about? And the guy's like, well, no, I, I've, I've put it out there, so this isn't crazy. And then Joe tries to share his story. I know. I thought that was, I was like, this is in <laughs> such bad taste. What, did, was I, was a like, little gauche? Is, I was like, this is insane. Hey, you know how you got raped? I almost yeah, got raped. Twice. <laughs> twice. Dude, listen to my stories. I know. I was like, this is did terrible. Did Joe watch this documentary? Yes. Yeah, he, he said did. He, okay. ju- he had just watched it. And Which you, also pissed me off. And you two are planning to, like, I shouldn't just, we uh, shouldn't just uh, talk about it. You could go ahead. I don't care. I'll, I'll forget by the time I get home. But I because it just seems weird for us to talk around it too. You I haven't watched I mean? it, so like I could tell. Are you going to? Uh, maybe I don't know. What's it on? It's on Crave. Oh, then I'll watch it. Yeah. I think it's on Crave. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Those are two different things. It might be it? on Amazon as well. Is it on something I have? I don't know. Do you have Crave and Amazon? Yes. It's definitely on one of those two. Then we're good. I probably will watch it. Yeah. Okay, well, then uh, this I, is weird. I zoned out the second he said Hulu. I was like, well, I don't have that, so I can't watch it. Okay. But this guy also had was part of Operation Odessa. Yeah. Tiller Russell, he's like... And it was weird how he just like... Because Joe didn't want to give him any props for it. And then he like forced the story in there. You know what I mean? And then I was there with them sitting yeah. with what's his name. And this happened. It was a crazy story. That's oh, nuts. Yeah. The <coughs> Chechen rebels. They are the worst, apparently. Like I think the Russians are scared of the Chechens. I wouldn't fuck with a Chechen ever. Have you not seen, uh, is it Dave? Not Dave. That's the rapper one. What's the one with, uh, who's the guy from SNL? Bill Hader, not Bill Hader. <laughs> John Hader. The guy from SNL, really good at fucking impress impressions. He's on South Park. He has a show on HBO. Bill He's Hader. a hitman. Bill Hader, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, Bill Hader. Bill Hader, okay. What's what's his show on HBO where he's a hitman? Oh, whatever it is. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, aren't the aren't the, isn't the guy Chechen oh, in his, that? It's his name. Yeah, Dave. That's why I said Dave, it's but it's not, not Dave. Dave. I know, that's the other show with little Dicky. Bill? It's no. not Bill because that's his name. I don't know, man. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> That he's, was afraid of, he's afraid of Chechens. No, the, I think the the bald man. dude that's like his co- his cohort in the show is a Chechen. I anyway, don't, I don't like long, that. It's a long way to get I there. I don't like it. Yeah, I wouldn't fuck with a Chechen. Anyways, but he was talking about because of his traumatic experience. That's what draws him because he was doing crazy research for this documentary stuff. So all what, the all, sorry, oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry, sorry, just so I don't forget what I was trying to get to. Kamar was whether Joe watched is because this guy in this documentary there's a whole part where he comes out about him getting raped as a child. Like it's in the dock. Yeah. He makes it part of the dock. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying. It's well, not, Joe said, he said that in this. Okay. It wasn't out well. of left field. It's not like Joe knew that going in and just brought it up. But no, it's interesting why Joe wanted to bring it up. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I'm with you there. Joe loves telling that story about the fucking <laughs> fisherman. There's another guy across the fucking lake with binoculars this time. Dude, I could. Yeah. 
<laughs> do you I, ever think back though not that anything happened to either of you but maybe it did i don't know but like think back to situations where at the time you thought totally innocuous but now you're like oh shit i was in like a weird situation there and i didn't even realize it not like joe's yes, yes I, there is but if you told me you got raped as a child i wouldn't tell you about how i Almost oh, could have been raped. Kamara, I'm with you. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I am with you, but let's like <laughs> keep it moving. I mean, and it'd be even weirder if he came out and said, actually, I was molested. But I you have had something in. like that? I mean, hold on. Why are we not asking? Why was Joe as a kid alone in a boat with some old man? Oh, like, he wasn't oh. in the boat. It was on the shore. And the Joe told you, the Joe 70s. told you he was a latchkey kid. His parents were hippies and he would just go out for the day fishing by the river. Dude, I was a latchkey kid too. I wouldn't have been in a boat with some fucking. There was a Joe guy. was like Huck Finn, pretty much, <laughs> or Tom Sawyer. There was a guy who gave me thousands of comics for free. I was like eight or nine or ten, and I and I don't even for think, free in air quotes, okay? For free? No, it's just it, I I I was a like a uh, uh, there was a place called <laughs> Capital City Comic and Cards. Yeah, I went there every day of my life. I went there every day of, there of my life, and I was annoying. And I just sat at the baseball <laughs> couch like, one summer, me and my dad built a brand with no tools, you know what I mean? Playing video games, <laughs> fucking whatever. Like, just just such a nerd. I'd buy a comic, you know, in the in the back. I'd buy a comic yeah. for like two fifty and bring it back and sell it back to them for 75 cents. And be like, what the hell is going on? I thought my money's going to... But one day, this guy was like, you like comics? So I got a bunch of comics in my house, and he had a room full of comics. And I, we drove over there and just filled up our car, and... Nothing happened. Your car. So he really just wanted not to give you car. free comics. Like your parents? Car? I think I think my mom might have uh, driven her. Uh, well, that's not weird. Your parents drove. I was just gonna say. There. I love that Wasn't every rape now every nice there. thing that happened to you as a kid is a potential rape. That guy well, like, was this, just this, a super nice guy who gave Kamara a lot of comics. Well, let's books. hope. I mean, I never did the research. Maybe he's. He, well, again, if your parents drove you, I think they vetted him. But. It was all in the up and up. I was never felt in danger. Yeah. But who knows his intentions or, or whatever. Okay, so Kamara's answer is no. Dude, I can remember, forget the rape now for a second. I can remember going to the comic book store every day. Forget the rape a, now. As a kid. Like, what a great fucking entity that was. Yeah, it's we were just, oh, and you, uh, it was amazing. Did you what an amazing cards? place. Cards, comics. Tons of cards. Yeah, they had everything. The video games at one point. I remember when 7-Eleven had fucking... That was the best when 7-Eleven had like pinball and video games at it. Well, they no, never NBA had pinball, Jam did they? Heavy. Oh, they did. They yeah, the, the newer ones. Dude, the they had the ones. Flintstones pinball. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, the yeah, fucking shit. NBA Jam was the shit. Contra was fucking incredible. What was the other good one they had? I there? spent hours and hours at uh, First Avenue store there, like right across from uh, First Avenue School. Yeah, they had some good games. Playing Bubble Bobble. We would get to like level fucking a hundred and whatever. We would, it would, dude. It was all like hours when you were at. Uh, How old are we? Remember arcades? This, uh, I went to Glashen and they had an arcade in the bowling alley across the street. Have I? Oh, that's right. They did. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be you sick at lunch. Yeah, yeah, you yeah start for to play, sure. And you leave. I got to yeah. class and also fuck class. Double so Dragon. Play I played bubble. there so much. We'd go bowling yeah. and then play Double Dragon. So sad yet so social. Um, so he was raped as a child, but he went to kill his molester. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. And then crazy. the talking about it too on air, I was like, "Fuck this guy!" I mean, I guess he'd already been through yeah, it, so yeah, he was he like, "There was, about yeah, it. yeah." That's what I'm saying. But this this guy, dude, like, think about him. He's he goes into the whole rave scene. I'm sure Kamara's going to get there, but then he becomes a raver. 
Like no, no, no. He's he a was weird... a raver. He was a raver. No, yeah. no. Come yeah. on, he, dude. He wasn't. Yes, he, he was. He said he was, he did not go to the rave scene. He had no idea he was a journalist when this was going on. He was a raver mm-hmm. and a drug dealer. He said that. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> I never thought of myself as a drug dealer, but I mean, I was buying quant- massive was, quantity of ecstasy dealer. and do- uh, distributing it. But he went into the rave scene in the first place to write a story. And then no. found out that he loved it. Go back and listen to this fucking episode. No, I believe episode. you're wrong. I believe you're wrong. I am as right. Well, Please, listeners, if there's anybody out there, <laughs> right in, get and, in and touch confirm. and fucking tell these two jabronis that they are incorrect. I'm pretty but sure. I'm not going to waste another breath. He was just rocking out, rocking out in Arizona and got in the rave scene. Like oh, dude, you are young, hot chicks. So mistaken. And like in dealing MDMA, but it sounded like he was not a like he was dealing with South Korea. Dude, he played chess with Sammy the Bull. I knew Sammy the Bull was Dude, coming too because I had read that. I had read that whole story, story like a decade earlier about the, the devil's son. Yeah, the devil dogs. That's what they called themselves. And they, dude, they fucking, they nearly, I think they did kill people, but they fucking, the fact that he's out is fucked. I think that's the highlight of this podcast is the Sammy the Bull part. Well, just anything he said, I've never told anyone this part, but a Sammy Bull reached out to his kid is like, stop beating them up and take it over. Yeah. Well, he also said, like, <laughs> All of this happened. We got robbed, all of this shit, and they were still going to the raves and we hadn't figured it out yet. Like, that's what makes what kind of he, an investive journalist was he? Because he wasn't an no, investigative that that journalist at the time. Because at that point, Kamar, he had gotten too far in, like the guy in Blow, you know? Like, you start doing one thing and the next thing you know. No, I, I think you just proved me and Matt right. Oh but my God. Dude, listeners I knew, confirm. I knew a guy in Ottawa that was selling ecstasy at the wrong rave and. These fucking bikers put a garbage can over him and beat the garbage can with baseball bats. He was in a coma forever. Oh this God. guy had to learn how to walk again. Like, it fucked this guy Did up. Did he get the option, though? What do you mean? Well, this guy said in this one, they drove his friend up to the hills and said... No, no, they just... Hole. No, they were just like, wrong place, pal. That was it. Way back Didn't in... Didn't give a shot. No. Way no back shot. in the day when we used to get weed in high school the um guy we used to get it from had the story that he woke up one night and there was a biker on top of him like in his room with a shotgun to his head and the guy just said to him look i have a guy in your roommate's room i have a guy in this guy like stop what you're doing that happens on we know right yeah yeah it's so brutal man oh i don't know if you know him this is a different you know that i know Whatever. Uh, I, I'm just being empathetic and saying, fuck. Oh, that's a different story. I mean, I know but, multiple yeah. people that have been. But that's like fucking scary. But that's Excuse the same me. basic idea. Yeah. Listen, I know a lot it's of people that have been tactics. fucking tied up. That have been beaten for drugs that have all sorts of crazy shit. Um, I had the craziest dream last night where I had bought all this Bitcoin. And in my dream, the way Bitcoin was delivered to you when you bought in the quantity that I bought was it came in like a safe. (laughs) Like it looked like a safe, but it had all these like circuits running through it and stuff. Yeah. And I had brought it to my brother had this like safe house and I had brought it there. But the whole time I was like, it's not safe enough. And then I got back to the place. I'd gone out to do something and there was like a door with, you know how the doors have like panels on them almost, but it's just for decoration. You know okay. what I'm talking about? Sure. And it's like four panels usually or six panels. Mm-hmm. Anyways, one of those panels was missing. And I was like, oh, they got in there and took my fucking magic cube. 
They're the worst, eh? Crypto dreams? And then I woke up. Crypto yeah. dreams. Yeah, it's been fucking with me. Well, the best is you can tell Simon doesn't know anything about crypto yeah, yeah, or how yeah, it yeah. works. Well, it was also a dream. No, yeah, but I know, you yeah. still, it is an actual fact that you could wait, go to bed if you've bought some coin or something. And wake up broke. Or rich. Not rich, but well, it depends how much you invested. But. And if dreams are just you living in a different one of your lives than somewhere, I had like a shit ton of Bitcoin that got stolen. Well, I think it's safe <laughs> to say with uh, Ethereum or Bitcoin, you're never going to wake up broke. Like it's not, it's too big to fail at this point, I feel. Well, Anything's did you possible. see that? I'm sure I'm stampling all over Kamar something here, but did you see that uh, Doge dropped significantly with him on Saturday Night Live? Well, when he said, yeah, it's well, he also hustle. He also well, no, lied about what he said he on Saturday Night Live. He was supposed to go on there apparently and explain it. Yeah, and he lied. And that was going to propel it up to a dollar. No, again, he lied. What he said was a lie. That it's a hustle? No, what he said was he was what like... Did, what did he say? He said Doge has a, a maximum supply of 130 billion coins, and that's just... it's That's a patent... Right. Patently wrong. That, that there is un, unlimited amount of Doge. 10,000 a second or a minute yeah, get and, fucking and minted. He, and he owns like 51% of all no. the coins out there. No. Well, I think he does. But he, he, he did on Silent Live said it's a hustle. Simon, there's like, one... There's, it's basically a scam. There's one person that owns... 21% yeah, of all Doge, and they believe it's Robin Hood. Okay, fair enough, Matt. It may be Robin Hood, or I may be correct, and it's Elon, which by extension just means that the government owns it. And this is the way that the government is getting to make a coin that everybody's going to have to use. No. Okay, uh, mark we'll, my words. We'll, 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 we'll revisit this in the in the post. Yes, yes, yes. Um, at one point, the guy's like, and you know, there's a lot of these reporters the love Adderall. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, this guy. <laughs> yeah, well, because he's still a rave dude at heart. Well, I just I just think it's it's like, he said an interesting thing. He said, a story's never done. It's just a deadline. You know what I mean? Like, th- th- whatever you submit, someone picks it up and runs. And I think, like, all reporters need... Some closure. No, need the drugs. Oh, to, 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 hit, to hit, hit the deadline, like to 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 cram and sort sort of thing. I, I don't like all these documentaries are left open ended, right? Not this one. Oh, we know find out everything. Yeah, you get a. An well, I feel like Murder Mountain. We got an answer, didn't we? No, we never find out. Well, they had you. a pretty good idea who yeah. it was. I get it. They, it's, it's not like we okay, change well, where they come right out and say I don't think the they CIA can, wrote. I don't think they can come out and say it because yeah, I think legally yeah, there's there has to be some ambiguity. Maybe maybe of, you're wrong. Maybe but, you're right, Kamar. You, hey, maybe I'm wrong. You're saying they, to event, prevent themselves from being sued? Kind, kind of so, like yeah. the Q documentary. It's the guy's opinion on what yeah, you the know ambiguity what I mean? yeah. is what leaves it open for I interpretation. I find with the Q though documentary was the most that someone came out and said this is what it is. Like, yeah, I could be wrong, but this I'm pretty sure. Did you guys watch that Son of Sam documentary? Sons of Sam? Yeah. Did I, you watch that? Well, that that is heavy. It gets fucking nuts there at we'll the end. We'll bring that man. up at the, okay, uh, okay, the post show. Fine. Um, so that, it was just funny where he's like, you know these guys who do all this out? I was like, yeah, I'm the guy. <laughs> um, lot, like This guy was super cool. Right hand man, Taylor Russell. He was an undercover Nazi. Yeah, that was super Yeah, that weird. was cool. Well, I mean, everything, all the, it seemed like because of his awful fucking 
shit that happened to him as a kid, it, it allowed him to put himself in these fucking wildly like or propelled him towards. Yeah. Well, it I, seemed like it did propel him towards I have nothing it. Yeah. to lose. Like, and he was about to say like that he liked being in the Nazis at one point. And well, he then, got a tattoo and then, ca- and then caught himself. Like he got caught up in the camaraderie of the whole thing, you know, and you disassociate yourself from the horrible fucking things these people are doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is also, or he maybe was, he did. <laughs> or maybe he did. Yeah. He's still we going know, to meetings. We know yeah. this thing isn't honest. I, I thought it was scary though. How was you saying how there were your raw, raw, raw skinheads like fuck them up. But there were actually people like, no, we have to run like get into government, more, more organized. It's the same with the Q people, Kamar. There were the parts of them that were like, yeah, we just got to get out there and wreck shit up. And then the other ones were like, no, we want these people to run for office. We I'm want- sure all these people were Q people as well. No, but that's how every like kind of cult works. You know what I mean? You have the people who seem like zealots and then you have the people who are undercoverly like zealots, but who are integrating themselves into the real world. But let's say like that's how Scientology Q wants for to, sure. Q wants to get to the, the Kabbalah and... Um, a child molesters in Hollywood or government and white supremacists want to get rid of all races. It's just like their intentions. The white supremacists are a little more um, malicious, I'd say. Death camps, yeah. I'd say they have a their agenda sucks um, a little bit more. That, well, that was it. Like, and the, the scary thing is, are you guys gonna like? I, I guess we don't come across races. There used to be a lot of skids at Ottawa when I was a kid. What are you saying? A lot of what? Skinheads. Skinheads. Oh, skins. Skinheads. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, it was a thing. Like, I don't never see them ever. I'm, I'm sure I'm not. There's somewhere out there. But uh, but were they skinheads in the sense that they were like actual like. There was both. There were two things. There were the sharps, which they looked like skinheads, but they were skinheads against racial prejudice. So they and were then, heroes. And then there were the skinheads. And they were both when we were kids. Because I remember a lot of just like punks. Like I remember that was a big movement well, punk when I was is young. different. Like a mohawk or whatever. They, yeah, but these guys bomber jacket. Yeah, I know Doc Martens. Yeah. Doc Martens. Yeah. And jeans so tight, like with safety pins sometimes. And um I never thought because he was saying if you wear gold laces, mm. you, that was you so killed a cop weird, or whatever. Man. And I want to find I want to find skins and I have their laces. Acting like I know something. So Dude, I, I want to let them I I wonder if anyone's ever been like Hey, just so you guys know, gay guys do this too. Like, do you know they? What I, yeah. Oh, that was that like a thing. Yeah. Like back in the day, that was a big thing. They'd wear like a, like a different colored handkerchief on their wrist and it meant like they were down for oh, different no, not shit. Not a laces thing though. No, but still the color coding. Gotcha, you know what I mean? Like gotcha. that's all right, but did it mean they killed a cop? But yeah, you're <laughs> Maybe. out, you're <laughs> out and like you look down at some guy's boots and he's wearing the fucking purple laces and that means he's killed like over a hundred Jews. Or he likes to eat ass. Well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, okay. The, the one is like, would give me the heebie-jeebies or something. It, like I said, I, I thought that was scary, man. I can't exactly. I can't remember last time I saw Skinhead. I just thought it was interesting, and it's it's a mindfuck for him because he's saying he was it, well, the breaking point for him was Charlottetown because he had the same symbol on him that these guys use. Well, no, but he, he was. I think it, he's yelling. He's uh, throwing up his salute. He's waving his flag. You know what I mean? Down there, and shit goes awry, and it's not like okay, I got the story, but. And then he could have risked getting fucked up by oh, like a football gotten, team. He would have gotten fucked up. Oh yeah. boy, 
boy. And the guy had the documentary. Anyways, this this was super interesting and sort of out of left field where you didn't uh, know it was going to come on. And I'm, I'm glad Joe had it on. Those yeah. are all my notes. I mean, if nothing else, I'm happy that you guys are going to listen to that Bigfoot. Um, no, no, we're going to watch Sasquatch on Crave. We agreed. No, that's I'm not listening to this You're fucking sounds of Bigfoot. Dude, we're not even having this conversation because you are listening to it. Um, What's going on right now? Well, no, it's just important. if you drive me and the dog home, you can put it on in the car. It, unacceptable. Well, then I'm not listening to it. It's about that's that's about as sounds like a plan. Okay, well, let me know how it, it sounds like. Is that it? Then we're actually done with this guy. Um, I well, feel like well, no, the Kamar's notes were lacking on this one. I don't think they're lacking on this one. I think uh, listeners who listen to this to um, find out where they should listen, we should be stepping over, over everything. They also didn't talk about everything. It was sort of like skirting around, uh, especially all the Sasquatch the show they didn't talk about what happened because they didn't want to reveal it well that was the big problem is they if you the second you talk about it not being about sasquatch you have to say why and then it ruins everything but i think my notes demonstrate that this guy was super interesting he talked about a lot of things and we could rash it out talking everything but yeah no i i just uh i felt like they had talked about a lot of interesting stuff i just don't remember what any of it was unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, they talked about everything that we just talked about. Yeah. Okay. I thought him being in the rave scene, though, and getting in there because he was doing this report and then getting <laughs> caught up in it. Like, that's I, so interesting. Again, this is the biggest problem. So this is the disconnect. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a half hour of this podcast. Someone who, hasn't listened, someone who hasn't listened to this episode yet, go please go back and listen to it and timestamp for us on the Reddit when this conversation goes down so awesome. that we can... So oh, that someone can be proved right. Well, because none of us are going to listen again to prove no, each other. No, no, right? that's what I'm saying. Is I, I can't, I can't do it. I won't do it. So, just, okay. I, well, let's start with you then, Simon. Rate it, please. I'll give this one a three and a half. Three and a half. All right, Kamar. Yeah. I rate it a four. Four, four point one. You know what? I'm with Kamar. I'm going higher. I give this a three seven five. Yeah, I give it a four. Just out of nowhere, gold. I don't know. Yeah, it was unexpected. I was so happy for Simon because I was like, wow, Simon's getting back to back bangers here with this Sasquatch. And then the second he started talking about it, I was like, yeah. Bum, bum, yeah, that was that was too bad. Yeah, but, but still, still an interesting. A, yeah, episode. still a yeah. sleeper episode. So that's yeah. nice. I can't take that away from uh, from Joe. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. Well, this is the, this is the truth. This is the moment. Like, I, finally, I this was supposed to never happen. 1647. Dave Chappelle. The was goat. It, was it everything you hoped it would be, Maddie? Yeah, no, let's not talk about the episode. Let's just <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I mean, again, it's it's never going to be everything you want it to be, is it? Okay, so tell us what you hated about it. And then it tell was, us what oh, you loved about what it. What I hated about it is that if you take out all the COVID, it's only an hour-long episode. So, like, if you cut out all the talk around COVID... It, that's probably 62 minutes. Like you mean, even if they're talking about putting the shows together, it's just all, everything revolved around it COVID. COVID. It was all, mm, that's interesting. A lot of COVID. I mean, again, I've, what I got, did you want them to talk about though, that they didn't hit? Um, like more background of Dave more, cause you already know everything about him. No, no. Right? Again, like they touched on, you know, like the, I, I, I wasn't angry at the episode. If that's what you're asking. Did you listen at normal speed? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, but you don't. Yeah, of course. You don't seem. You don't seem over the moon. I don't know. I just. 
I don't get over the moon about anything anymore. Well, you know who is over the moon is our Instagram for you. Oh, well, thank you, everyone. People are just raging. Yeah, no, people, there was a lot of people are joyous oh. and so happy for you. I mean, listen, when I saw it, I was like, fuck, finally, this is great. I can just be done with it now. And that's wonderful. I posted a picture of Dave Chappelle. I was like, what happens when you get everything you want? And people just it's our biggest post we've ever had. Oh, excellent. I mean, I feel um, I feel like it's been too long coming. But again, we just got someone like Nate Bargatze. But uh, it, I mean, it was a. It would be better if the Darnell episode didn't happen at all. Uh, I can't say that even. I just think be, given what's going on in the world right now, that was just like the brunt of the conversation was COVID and COVID related bullshit that I don't give a fuck about. Now, I told you last week that he was starting a podcast and then he actually talked about it a little more in depth. Yeah. But last week you were going to listen to it. Did this change anything for you? Um. No, I would say this. If I was going to listen to it, what I would do is I would probably wait until there was like uh, six months worth of episodes. Because you have to, because it's behind a paywall. Yeah. And then I would go and like, you know, I'm give it a one of, month's chance. I'm it's, the type of guy. Sorry, sorry. I was cool. just going to say, it's cool that he's releasing them all on vinyl. Is that Very, cool or is that a cash grab? I don't know. I, it's, I, I was, it's neat. I've never heard of anybody doing that before releasing podcasts on vinyl. I mean, then you always have a high fidelity copy of it. He hasn't heard of NFTs yet. <laughs> well, I mean, Joe, so it seemed like school. Joe hadn't really heard of NFTs. Who else explained? Oh, it was N- no, Re- Reggie explained Watts explained it. Yeah. yeah. And save it for there because it's all we got. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I actually have a couple of things. Um, was it funny that I someone wrote on the Reddit they were very disappointed with this episode? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. But I, th- I thought I thought Dave was hilarious. Dave's, like, I mean, I always find David in conversation. He can't help himself because he yeah. starts with the mask prank. Yeah. <laughs> He's wearing the mask. Uh, and I hope Joe was like, uh, is he actually going to do this? Um, Yeah. I mean, Dave always makes me laugh. I think he's just funny in conversation. So I was, again, I was, uh, you know, I was super happy to see it for sure. Did you feel like they addressed the, because they start off, um, I love how he calls Jamie Fingers. It's the best. But then they had a, a, a big conversation about walking away from the show, getting his money yeah. from, the, from the thing. And do you feel like he, I felt sort of like he sounded like, yeah, I, I wanted to go what I wanted. You know what I mean? He wasn't like, it was so righteous that I that it worked out for me. I think he just thought it would never work. That's the vibe I got. It, it, I'm going to I'm going to bitch and I'm going to complain. I'm not going to get what I want. Like, <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, because it's, it's the only time, like Joe said, that this has ever happened without lawyers. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, the the network had all the bargaining chips to begin with. And now the tables have turned and it seems like Dave has now made it clear that he holds all the chips and they, you know, capitulated and. Like, I don't really usually like Joe's stories that are all the same, but that one about uh, Dave Chappelle and him at that party where it's all the famous people and Joe's like, dude, you're the most famous person in here. And he doesn't even realize, like, Dave has so much power well, no, in Hollywood. D- Dave goes, insane. God, I'm insane. sure God. glad I'm not one of these famous people. Yeah, yeah whatever, yeah. whatever. You get what I'm saying. It, no, he's... Uh, he is so powerful. He's otherworldly, yeah. It's just like Joe. Joe is so powerful right now, and when he downplays that, I get it. He has to. Like, otherwise, you're the Wizard of Oz, you know? But he is so... he, he When Christopher Mellon was like, 
Joe, why? Because he, Joe, he was like, um, what would, if you were president, what would you find out right away? And he was like, well, Joe, you roll in good circles. Go try and find stuff out for yourself. And Joe's like, oh, I couldn't. He could. Yeah. I bet you he could. That might have been a bit disingenuous. No, just in general, though, I think Joe, maybe he doesn't realize how much power he has, but he's fucking like podcasts. Whoa, sorry, guys. Podcasts are the next, like, obviously the the next frontier. (laughs) And um, Joe is the soothsayer of this movement. Like. Uh, he's the king he's fucking uh l ron hubbard of podcasts but in 10 years there'll be a bigger joe rogan i'm sure or joe rogan will just somehow age with the times he'll be 80 years old still doing this thing no a year from now dave chappelle could have the biggest podcast in the world this this is what i'm saying i don't think joe's gonna go away or anything but it's it's (laughs) like we get in our heads the american eagle the bald eagles the, the just the most majestic bird joe rogan is the podcast and Blockbuster, you know what I mean? Are like, you going back to the seagulls now? Uh, I just touched on it. Okay, uh, back to this. <laughs> the I believe Joe's days, honestly, I don't want to say are numbered, but as being, I mean, it's tough for me to see him being 60 plus and maintaining um, as big a fan base. Appealing to younger people. Well, yeah. And I think it depends on how he handles it. Like if he keeps fucking censoring the show i think people are gonna have a fucking uh, a problem with that the, eventually all i'm saying he's got his bag for him personally it doesn't matter at all for us personally if he stopped doing it it would make a difference but i i really especially this covid i would still cherish coming to see you guys once a week and shoot the shit about anything but it's more likely that someone else will come along and be a bigger thing yeah for sure it just, it's just inevitable yeah i mean that is the way history usually works. Yeah, exactly. But there are people, um, what's his name? Uh, long curly hair, Howard Stern. Like there are certain guys who stand the test of time and there's not, there's nobody saying that Joe can't do that. But to say stand the test of time, like I wouldn't put Howard Stern anywhere near the top I, anymore. I, w- I would say Joe set the gold standard. No, but he also, sorry, Kamar, just one thing. He also did, um, like he did Dancing with the Stars. If Joe remains pure and all he does is still be Joe, I don't know. Like I, I just, who, Listen, who knows? You're getting me wrong. He's always going to have a lane. He's always going to make money. He's always, like, always. I'm not saying... I'm not going to say he's going to go away. I'm just saying... He's at the top of the heap right now, though. When I was 20, it would have been very difficult. Now, again, when I was 20, it was a much different landscape. But when I was 20, it would have, it would have been a tough sell for me to listen to a 60-year-old's podcast. Yeah, I hear you. And it's much more likely that this will happen anyways, Maddie. When his popularity starts to wane, he'll just go right, and there'll be a whole new fucking world waiting for him, you know? Probably even more lucrative than the one he's in. Just ask... Um, Kamar's favorite, Tim Pool. God, Tim Pool Tim, sucks. Tim Pool's my favorite? Isn't he? No, I haven't heard of him. I, I, I said he was annoying and he hides behind his tooth. Uh, what I want to <laughs> say is, what would be amazing if Joe Rhoda, yeah, Ethan Suppley, I uh, was able to talk about if he, if he, if he confirmed all that stuff in a book um, later on down the road. No? Confirmed all what stuff? All the behind-the-scenes things. like Oh, like if he wrote a tell-all? These are the guests I never had on or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I doubt he would. It doesn't seem like in his character. But I was just going to say, it doesn't seem like him to do that, but that would be... Uh, 
Yeah, if he just came out and put everyone on blast. But Kanye w- fucking sucked. Like, <laughs> well, I, I, I think Kanye's amazing, so I wouldn't say that. Anyways, um, six years ago, Joe Rogan looked at Adam Crowley like he is killing this podcast thing. I'll never be like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing with you 100%. Uh, so, yeah. agreeing. Um, so he's famous now, whatever. The story that Dave Chappelle uh, tells about the guy goes, would you like to meet Denzel Washington? Oh, that was fucking hilarious. What a grip <laughs> that a, is. What a great move. What a grip. What a great move. Yeah. Do you remember that, Simon? Uh, no, refresh me. He goes, do you want to meet Denzel Washington? And he's like, well, okay, Denzel wants to meet me. Brings him over. <laughs> he goes, Dave Chappelle is Denzel Washington. And then introduces himself to Denzel Washington. Like the guy never knew Denzel. He was just some random who was like, I can introduce myself. I can get oh, introduced. Yeah. That's a good scam. Yeah, it's for the sure. best for scam, sure. man. Such a grift. Inviting someone to something you know they can't go to. Um, and it's also like cool. Because the, the person's criticism was, uh, is two rich, famous guys talking to each other. Oh, that was going to be my criticism. At one point, I was, I said, oh, my God, what are these two guys' combined net worths? And then I looked it up, and I was like, they are not the everyman anymore. But <laughs> Not I, even close. I found that way more egregious in the next episode. The ne- oh, yeah, that one is weird. That, and, and how is he so rich? But we're going to get there. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, but, yeah, I used to buy weed off Idris Elba. Like you look at it just Elba like he's just been a movie star. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's also that also talks about how long Dave's been around. Well, this is this, this is where I think when Simon was saying what what would you want? It could have been any, he could have talked about for an hour about Jim Brewer. Yeah, yeah. The, the issue partners. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Of course. Yeah, he could have uh, talked about Half Baked. He could have talked about Neil. They could have talked about a lot for sure. In retrospect, like if we want to poke holes in this thing, which we or I do, obviously. Um, yeah, there was a lot of ground that didn't get covered, to Matt's point especially, because they get caught up talking about, like, they don't want to say what their stance is on COVID. They just dance around it for a whole long time, you know? I mean, I will say this, Dave. It's interesting that he's been in the game for as long as he has. He is regarded by many as the GOAT. Yep. And he still, even during COVID, was like, got to stay ahead of the game. Like, think, like he was talking I, to Joe. He was like, he was like, I have 105 more sets than anyone else during this time because I was out there hard working. And like that really hit home to me as I was like, this guy's at the top, been at the top. Like, there's no doubt that for me, he's been at the top for the last decade and a half, two decades for sure. And and even he had the power to fuck off for like eight years, 10 years and just come back like like nothing had ever happened and still be at the top. And Netflix gives him all this cash and he gets his own shit back like but he still was like, got to be a hundred, hundred sets ahead of the game. It really speaks to his so work ethic just as well. In retro, or just looking back now, um, he walked away from the Chappelle show. Correct. He wasn't super rich at that point. He walked away from, he the walked super away rich from deal. tons of money. Yes. That was a huge risk for him. Like he had, he, it, he, that was his bag. He had worked hard yeah. for said bag. No, yeah. no, no, I, I, I get it. This is yeah. what I'm, this is what I'm saying. That's Tover, Toverly. <laughs> That's totally overlooked. You see what I did? Yeah. That's totally overlooked when people kind of tell that story about Dave. They make it seem like he walked away but was okay. You know what I mean? He just went to Africa because he he had time. He was okay. He was okay. He was. Yeah. Listen, he was comfortable, but he wasn't like. $50 Fifty million dollars, Rich. Nope. But I bet he no, had a wasn't. couple. He had a couple million okay, in the bank okay. for he sure. He was, uh, for lack of a better word, the token black guy in every movie for ten years. 
Yeah, I mean, he was in a Mel Brooks movie when okay. he was like 19. Okay. They were talking about chicken and he's like, how many pilots he did? Oh, that chicken oh. thing was so funny because that's what Kamar does to us all yes, the time yes, in the post Yes, that's exactly what I did to you. It's, it's exactly what he does. He goes, Joe pulled the Kamar Oh, by the way, Dave. he hung himself. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. And Dave an says, yeah, chicken, that's the stupidest name <laughs> I've ever heard. And then Joe's like, yeah, it's a pretty stupid name for a guy who hung himself. Yeah. What did you just do to me yeah. there, Rogan? Fuck. Yeah, you do that a lot. Yeah, the all one, the time. That's that's my he MO, man. Me. I'm just like Dave Chappelle. No, <laughs> no. you're you're sneaky. In that um, I'll but, agree to that. But I feel like the weird thing is, uh, he is such a disdain for show business. Yeah, yeah. that's what makes him so real because he never tries to sugarcoat it. it. It's show business, like you know what I mean. Like you could say, I hate the NFL. They hit too hard. Right? Like they don't do it. Like it's. But I think the weird thing with him is like you can take. You, he's proof that like you can take part in show business or you can just be like in it without being in it. Like you don't have to live in Hollywood. I, he, yeah, he's leaving proof as a he's as the outlier. No, no, he they he, turn up way more people and throw them out than or maybe if more people life. did exactly what Dave Chappelle That's did, my point. they wouldn't be in that situation. But because everybody is so goddamn hungry in that town, yeah, they get to dictate the terms like. It, it, it's like the government, right? Like if everybody just sits around and Kamar, you'll like this. If everybody just is willing to take it, they're going to give it. Meaning if you bend over, they're going to shove it right up, you know? But if you don't bend over, or if you don't make it easy for them. Well, what I was going to say is maybe this. Maybe you can change it. I mean, he said this. I think this was his big point was like, yeah, Hollywood, you know, shot out like ate up and shot out a lot of people in his day. But now, because you can go out and get it yourself, you know, like he said, what did he say? He was like, you went to the comedy store back in the day. It was a bunch of like Toyotas and Chryslers and shit. Now you pull up. It's everyone's got a fucking. Well, well the, the, <clears throat> he was talking about that one guy who like uh, had one tonight show set and then fucked it all up with alcohols and drugs. Yeah, that's right. I and mean, Freddie Prince. Well, Freddie Prince killed himself. Yeah, but again, he was fucked up and he just blew up. That's what I'm saying. Big. Um, what he was saying is, I open for that guy. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So he surpassed everyone and is in a, a league of his own. And I thought his um, reverence for Eddie Murphy was very interesting. Well, I mean, I. Th- like, he's just. He is the goat, Eddie Murphy. And he quit at like 23 or, or 27, they said of this. Yeah. I, I just. I thought that was very telling. Like, he, like you said, 105 shows. Like, he knows what he knows. It was interesting when um, Joe tried to explain to him Andrew Schultz and he wasn't getting it. Yeah. Was like, he was like, well, that's not comedy. That's, that's not, not what I that's do. That's not what I do. Even though Schultz is a stand-up first and foremost and just pivoted in a time to do this. Well, but even then, when they were explaining it, I was like, "He's it's the Daily Show. That's all Schultz did was the Daily Show on his Instagram. Even quicker. It's quicker because it's a smaller time frame. It's fine, but, but my point is, thing. is having the, the thing up in the corner Agreed. and, and it, it's the same shit. It's it just hadn't been done to, in Joe, that to, format, to Joe's knowledge. Sure, but my point was, is it was it's an age old yeah. thing. It's yeah. not, uh, you know, it's it's so fake news can I, in funny ways. Can I interject for a sec here, Kamar? That's why you're here, you buddy. On. Um, re- remember I was telling you a while back, like everybody complains about the social media sites and how it's unfair and they're, you know, taking everybody down, but nobody wants to do anything about it, right? And I was saying what you need is like a couple of really high 
um, profile celebrities to make a switch to like a different platform. Well, yeah. To give it some credibility, that's what, right? That's what David Dobrik tried to do. Well, okay. If enough people did do that, they could buck the system. Like if, if enough people didn't like what was going on, they could do it. And to give Joe a compliment, he's actually the, one of the guys who's come the closest to doing that by leaving YouTube, right? Just to go to another one. Well, theoretically, okay, I guess. If he started, theoretically, he started his own platform, now you're talking. Right, right. That's the difference. And this is what, I, what, this is what I'm interested in, what I said Matt, before. Matt, I have a lighter if you want to make your life he's easier. A, he's badass, man. Use your teeth. Um, so that's what David Dobrik was trying to do, Simon? Yeah. You know who he is? I do. And he got canceled right before he could do that, right? Okay. So Would it have worked, do you think, Kamar? Well, well, the company still exists that he started for the transition, but he had to step down on him because he got canceled. But that's his own company, right? Not anymore. No, he had, no. He had to step down. But it was going to be his it own company? It was going to be his own social You see, and why platform. would other people want to go to this guy's company so David Dobrik becomes the boss of the universe? Like, it has to be like an open source thing that people go to. You're also, hold on. You're also you're forgetting. crypto, baby. You're also forgetting, though, Simon, that Instagram had like a direct competitor something like two years ago that was backed by like all of the biggest stars and it absolutely flopped. What was that, Vine? I don't even remember because it, it literally flopped so fast. I'll find out for you. But it, it dude, it was just a monumental what fucking failure. What was TikTok failure. called before it was TikTok? Well, there was Vine. No, no, it wasn't Vine. TikTok was actually something. It was like a music app. It was, uh, it was one that. star or something. I'm totally butchering that, that up. Switch to TikTok at some point. It was first star or something. Anyways. Didn't Sorry. No go, one saw go, that one. Go coming. on. Come on. Um, I liked how he called the red carpet the host troll. <laughs> 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 I mean, he was just he was just so bitter. It's it just weird. Someone so bitter who's had so much success. You know what I mean? Like. He has never won, obviously not, um, any sort of Academy Award or anything like I, I that. I think he won a Mark Twain Award. like For excellence. Um, then, Does that happen at the Oscars, Kamar? No, no, that, that's a separate award. Okay. Um, they were talking about boxers. And they were mentioning, like, Punch Drunk. Yeah. And I think they're wrong about Muhammad Ali. In he, what sense? He had Parkinson's and was actually all right on the inside. But maybe it got brought on by being punched in the head. Is that possible? That's possible. I don't know. But, but no, he was. He he goes. I walked past Kenny Norris and it was like bad. Like there's a there's a slur stumble. Did you ever see Harlem Knights? No, I don't. Eddie think Murphy, so. Richard Pryor. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Yeah, it's like a 1930s or 20s. Yeah, exactly. And there's a boxer who. Like the joke is how I don't think you could do it today. I, I hate saying that term, but I believe Muhammad Ali was all right. It was just the Parkinson's was the problem. Yeah. But keep in mind too, like the, you know, there's certain people that can just fucking that will take a million hits in their life and walk out cool I, on the other I, end. I don't think so. I, I I think that would be an outlier. People are people they, they are head trauma's so, really bad. Are so different, right? But, like, yeah, but you didn't let me finish. Is what I was saying is there's some people too that play one year of high school football and develop CTE and die. So there's like a big. You, you just said millions, and I thought that was a big okay. Well, sorry, not maybe not millions. Again, I mean, I've been in a coma. I've had massive brain injuries. You know, 
I always worry about that shit. I don't fucking know. But do you think you're unaffected? Or like by affecting that shit, you're worried you're going to start slurring in a couple of years? I mean, who the fuck knows? But Maybe you, you may suffer from depression or whatever now from it. Well, I might. I'm always worried that one more, that if I did take one more big hit, that that could, like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, I skateboard like 15 times a year. Like, I'm always worried that Without maybe a I, helmet. Yeah, of course, <laughs> that maybe I smash Reckless. my. Yeah, maybe I smash my head and like next thing you know, yeah, I'm slower. I don't know. I mean, well, you were in a coma as a kid and then you skateboarded all growing up. You never wore a helmet, I assume. No, never. Yeah. So that's a huge risk you took. Yeah, but my, well, I'm not talking about the risk. I'm just saying in general, like when you're a kid, you don't think about risk. There's no risk assessment. Now that I'm older, obviously, I think about it. But no, my point. Would, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just, you know, I think the head injury thing is. It's a wide scale of how it affects each person. Maybe Simon's right. Maybe the maybe all the head injury did bring on the Parkinson's. And it Who makes knows? somebody some people like Roseanne really funny, right? So And now crazy. Mm. I, I I it was just that one thing I, I thought they're wrong. You did be totally uh, right. No, I'm probably gonna no, don't worry about it. Oh, okay. Um Do you think Dave is the goat? I think Eddie Murphy is the GOAT. Okay, fair uh, enough. For me, what is interesting is that I'm sure the hardest I've laughed, like I said, the hardest I've ever laughed live is John Doerr. Yeah. At Yuck Yucks. I was there. It was too much. Yeah, he was hilarious. It was just, it was too much. Like, you had to leave the room to breathe sort of thing. But Cat Williams. Ugh. Like the first time I saw him doing the cryptocrat like and oh my god, Zambuca, dude, that's just delicious. I fucking I, yeah, I, I couldn't <gasps> breathe. Like I got punched in the stomach, so I could not breathe. And Chappelle's never made me laugh that hard. I, and and I, I've enjoyed his specials, laughed at it. And that's weird. See, I just I mean again, that's just a taste thing. I disagree though. I'm his not, Bourdain joke. I was on the fucking floor laughing. I'm not Chappelle's like hugest fan. Like I like him, but I would definitely put him one or two. In, yeah, and there's still something about delirious. I mean, just as the the first the first time you hear rock yeah. and roll, the first time you see comedy. Like, I can't. First of all, I listened to it when I was young, so I'm skewed right away because it was the funniest thing I've ever heard. Out, because I had never it, heard real comedy. Well, and you never heard anyone talking like the, that. The, too. This is yeah. what I mean. It's totally unfair, and I refuse to give it to Eddie Murphy because he does not have the the breadth of work to judge on. Like we're okay. talking about two but specials. It's true. Know? Yeah. That's 100%. ridiculous. Yeah. He can't even be in the conversation. At 22 years old. Very rare comedians after 20 years can be that funny. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like yeah it's, it's, fine. It's, but um, if we're talking about the goat, I mean, keep in mind, it's going to take a lifetime of work for me to put you in that category. You know, what's weird though, Simon the is ever. What, what's weird though, is I consider like Patrice only had one special. And I still consider him. He's still okay. Then specials isn't the way to judge it. I know what you mean though. I'm on a million shows. I know. I know. Uh, you like, have a lot of work to compare it to. I, I'm with you. I, I'm just saying the way I judge there. Like I'm with Kamar, I guess in a way, like you have to be really good in your craft of doing stand up. But I also like, if I listen to you just sitting down and talking to people, I expect you, I expect that I'm going to laugh because you're just a funny guy. You yeah. know? Yeah. So, yeah. Both those things come into play. I mean, that's the thing, too, is all three of them, Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, and Patrice, all hilarious just in conversation. Yeah, I mean, I would say that Patrice, uh, like Eddie Mur or um, Dave Chappelle I, is really good in conversation, but Patrice, that's... Oh, Patrice I is probably top, just, just top of Just the fact that Eddie Murphy had been doing comedy for maybe 
five years. It's just, it's it's um, lightning in a bottle or, or whatever. I don't think we've ever seen anything like it since. And well, yeah, so, fair so, enough. So that's why I say go. I mean, I'm with Simon though in the sense that too, like he was in that era, like he caught the perfect lightning in a bottle era where like, you know, the 80s, a lot of people were filling fucking insane stadiums for stand-up. And then it kind of petered off a bit in Chappelle's time. Like, then it went back into the clubs. Like, dude, Steve Martin sold out Giant Stadium like five nights in a row. I mean... Well, Joe always seems to think it's uh, Andrew Dice Clay is the first guy to do big stadiums. I don't know if that's true, though. I, I, I don't know. No, I, I'm, I'm not... No, I'm, I'm I know not I'm with... Back. That's yeah, yeah. 20,000 people did, like... Was Steve Martin doing 20,000 people's stadium? Oh, that's 50,000. Or 50,000? Giant Stadium is 50, is it not? No, that's Kevin Hart did uh, Vetch's Stadium. I don't, th- I, I, I don't think Steve Martin ever did I shows think, that um, big. I think uh, Dice Clay did like MSG, which is like 20,000. I'm going to look it up. Square eight, Gardens, 18,000. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Okay. Anyways, um, it was interesting when Joe was sort of pressing Dave about Eddie and... Dave said, which like resonated to me, this ain't riding a bike. Like, even Dave Chappelle, if he's the go or in the conversation of the top three or whatever, recognizes you can't take time off this thing and stay proficient at it. It isn't like that. It can if you want to be mediocre or just recycle your jokes and go through the motions. You'll never open for Joe if you do that. But I thought that was very telling. Like, there's lots of people who've just stopped doing comedy with this time off, whenever they have other opportunities or stuff. No? You guys didn't? Yeah, there are. But, I mean, I, I think the outliers are the ones who have actually, like, succeeded through this. I think most people are just... Well, in America, there's people who didn't stand up this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um, did you... I wish they broke it down how much those first shows cost. What first shows? Well, you were saying everyone's getting a mask, everyone's getting a test. Oh. Like, was it just break even for not his ego, but his ability to perform? Well, that's what I was thinking. Do they even care if they make a profit? And they're Joe and Dave. Like, who fucking cares? I'm telling you, he's old school. Dave still cares about the money. (laughs) That was a weird... Do you know what I mean? It seemed like he's as successful as you can get and was still like, they'll get you if you you don't keep your eyes open. That's just what I thought about him. Yeah, I mean, I assume he's got some gold buried in his fucking... He definitely seems that way. He's He does have that old school mentality. But I, you have to imagine that he has just so much fucking bread that he's taken care of regardless of... Well, How I, much do you think Dave is worth? Oh, especially because his living expenses... Kamar? Uh, 150 million. No, you can't guess the same thing Matt does. Dude, That's by the way, I saw the best... I saw the best example of how boxing versus MMA... Um, <laughs> pay scales are skewed the other day. Two hundred million. Do you know what Bruce Buffer's worth? One hundred fifty million. Well, this said forty million. Do you know what Michael Buffer's worth? One hundred fifty million. Four hundred million. Because he gets a million dollars every time he says that, and he started way before his brother. Well, either way, I just find. Oh it. no! The, uh, uh, sorry, I was saying that's why I think those discrepancy is. Either way, well, they were just saying that Michael or Bruce only gets a hundred grand per UFC, so. And Michael Buffer gets the money if someone else says it. Oh, there you go. Like what the let's a, get ready to rumble. Right, you cannot say that. Well, and, and you'll notice they'll never say it in any of this. What were your guys' guesses on Dave Chappelle? 170 million. I said 150. 50 million. That's it. That's, That's all. That's it. But I don't see. See, this is the thing is 
I always have trouble with that because Joe signs a deal for a hundred million and all of a sudden Forbes is like, he's worth a hundred million. Like he had no money before that or no equity. And Dave, it was way more than that. Dave Chappelle signed a $50 million Netflix deal. So like, I don't, it just seems odd. That's but, what gives him his 50 million. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird for sure. But anyways, that's what it says. And that's what it says. And Let me ask you this though, real quick. If you have, if you have a million dollar home and you have two cars and you have no debt and you only have 50 grand in the bank, do you consider yourself a millionaire? No, I think you have to have a million dollars in the bank, right? Yeah. Oh, I agree. That's how I feel. But I'm just curious. You're only how you a millionaire guys... if you can lose a million dollars and you still have a million dollars. I like that too. Yeah, that's even better. I like that too. <laughs> Basically, you're a millionaire if you have a giant box to store your Bitcoin in. Until <laughs> <laughs> you wake up and there's nothing there. Dude, that, stealing Simon's a, Bitcoin, if he ever one, gets any, is going to be the easiest thing one. ever. Well, I'm keeping it under my mattress. So <laughs> it's, it's very, we all know where it is. It's very telling that he decided to move to Ohio and just live in a small town. I have a crazy Bitcoin. Well, that's where he's from, right? But he, he could live anywhere, like mm-hmm. uh, Letty Kravitz style. Matt, I'm going to pull a Joe Rogan here. Yeah. But remind me to tell you this Bitcoin story. After we're done. Good. I can't say it on air. Okay. Because it involves people that we know. Okay. But remind me to tell you. You won't even do it on the post, Joe? Matt, you will love it. I will not even do it on the post, Joe. Matt, you will love it. Okay. Bitcoin story here. I wrote it down. I'm so excited. Hey, peeps. Sorry. Sorry Um, about that. (laughs) I was just going to say. I can't remember. It's okay. Go ahead. I was just going to say he had he decide to have a live in L.A. mansion or whatever. Like, I think the number Simon said for money is. You know what? You know what? Underflated. Do you know what makes sense to me though? Is on his last special or one of his last specials, he talks about his dad and how he grew up super poor. Because I remember he's like, "Dad, I need a dollar to go to the dance," and he's like, "I don't have a dollar." He's like, "Oh, a dollar, Dad? Come on!" Anyway, um, it makes it. Part of me thinks that maybe Dave Chappelle was just really frugal and smart, where he was like. He watched all these other comedians blowing money in L.A. on like drugs and houses and partying. And maybe he was just like, I can get a house back home that's triple the size of this for half the money. Why would I not do he that? saw guys blow up and blow all their wad. Yeah, that's sure. it. And he was probably like, you know what? I can raise my kids in a normal place in a house four times the size. Like I would. Can I, I believe al- that small town he lives in? I bet his house is fucking insane. Can I also tell you something else? Like, And I'm being legitimate here. Yeah. If you like have a ton of money. Yeah. And you bought, I don't know, I'm just saying here, like gold bricks that are buried in your backyard or something. Maybe that doesn't show up on the books. Yeah, of course it doesn't. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have offshore accounts too. Or have you have maybe gold Dave in your was just really fucking smart. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. Gold in your backyard. That's well, what I said. Uh, he is, he's a miser, I would say. Like, I don't, I've never heard about him in my life. Uh, enjoying the fruits of his labor, so to speak. Like spending a ton Live, of money. Yeah. Living it up or being like... Well, like keep in mind, too, he only gets in places free. He, only, You know what I mean? Like everywhere he goes, the red carpet is rolled out. I bet he hasn't paid for a meal in 25 years. <laughs> did he smoke on this episode? Did, yes, he did. Yeah. Cigarettes? Isn't yeah, it see, interesting that if anybody else smokes, they get an earful, but... Not true. Not Keep in mind, too, Simon. Not he, true, Kamar? No, anyone can smoke on that. Simon, keep in but mind. But they have Joe talk about the smoking. Dave Chappelle, every restaurant he goes to in America, he lights up a yeah, cigarette. I'm, really? Yes. I'm surprised Joe didn't smoke a cigar. Mm-hmm. Or ask Dave for a cigarette. That would have been amazing. That would have been amazing. Well, it would have been amazing to watch because people who don't smoke are the worst smokers ever. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe probably would smoke it like a joint. Hold it just in the most awkward like way. Like this, Kamar? Just like I can't see what you're doing, yes. Yeah, well, look through my fucking plastic. I suck him in. We can't see, dude. It, not even. So you're surrounded by opaque plastic, plus there's a plume of smoke in there. Like, Yeah, it's a total hot box, and it looks like those, uh, like those invincibility cloaks that they're trying to create <laughs> right now. That's what it looks like. That Christopher Mellon was talking about, yeah. which probably means they already exist. There you go. I only know you're in there because I saw you go in. Interesting. <laughs> That's true. You saw me emerge like Neo from the fucking... Uh, from the womb. From the, the battery womb. Well, apparently it's the trans womb, according Sorry. to... Uh, Point of privilege. Yeah, <laughs> the take, trans womb. Take it. Point of privilege. <laughs> take it. Uh, another great one-liner from Dave is uh, when uh, uh, Joe's telling about him and Bill Burr, which I thought would have... He didn't say anything about Bill Burr. He, he just, you know what I mean? Like, funny story about Bill. Why I like Bill? But he says, me and Bill were trying to see Cosby. He's like, well, I know where you can see him. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no, like, he is so jaded that he doesn't feel he owes anyone anything. Did, did, did you get that feeling? And not that he does. Not that he does. But I'm just saying, this is since I got him. How, he's so real. I don't think of it as jaded, though. Wow. When you watch that special, he's jaded. <laughs> he's saying no to everything. Who, Chappelle? Yeah. You yes. know what I mean? Like, And I think that just... Yes and no. He did that movie with Bradley Cooper. What movie? But and, he, and Lady Gaga. But what movie? Uh, to be a star, born, a star is born. But he, oh, yeah? He, he, yeah. he said it and he said, I'm, I'm glad I did that. Because Joe was like, do you, do you want to act anymore? I was like, no, I don't. But I did the star is born and I'm glad I did because I like Bradley. Yeah, like, that's a weird combo too to me. Who knows? Who? I know Hollywood's just, a weird place. Just like that part he said, hey, that's the coolest thing. If Dave Chappelle ever taps you on the shoulder and says, hey, do you want to go do something? Don't think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just went aware, and now we're looking at a 50-foot statue of, uh, or a poster of Naomi Campbell naked in her house, and who knows was there, the Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> um, That's a great name. It's the really, like, sexual part of the Illuminati. Illuminati. The Illuminati. <laughs> Naughty. Yeah. Oh, Naughty. I, I didn't even know I did it. that. Yeah, no, yeah. we did it for you. It was... <laughs> oh, fuck. It was interesting. Trigger finger. It was, oh, my God. It was yeah. interesting how he answered his own question about corporate gift tax. I didn't. What was that part? He he was sort of complaining like I can't give a friend a gift without getting taxed. Yeah, and then he's like, "Oh, wait a second! Like, no, every every rich person would just give their kid, of course, a, like in the same with the state tax. It's yeah. Then you're back to the fucking. This, you might as well be back in England in the, fucking fourteen hundred. Unfortunate, but like, well, this is what the libertarian ow, are talking about. <laughs> I hope you get your dick Jesus. sucked in there. <laughs> That's what the libertarians are talking about. Eliminating like, that. Well, yeah, it's all about the government taking too much. Yes, yeah, sorry, but it, no, you need some. You need some form we, of a state tax. You need a way tax. to squeeze a little bit out of rich people. That, it, it, I, I never. They already have enough havens. Thought. Well, you have to be. Here's the problem, Matt, and this is just me spitballing here. You have to be able to stop the very rich from just keeping on giving the wealth 
because it just keeps it insulated, That's right? That's what I'm saying. But when that ends up hurting the common man who's just trying to take the little bit of wealth that they have and pass it along to their children and they're getting taxed on that, well, there's a problem, right? Well, again, so, it should be a sliding scale, yeah, right? Like right. If, you're, if, if you're giving them below a certain amount, then it should be fucking, yeah, you we, know. We solved it. Make me weed czar, make you whatever, fucking <laughs> Don't make money, me shit. Make this guy money, man, and we'll solve the whole world <laughs> Am crisis. I this guy? Because I'm the Minister of Transportation. No, no, we are. Uh, you're, you're charged with finding <laughs> Doesn't have a license. Yeah. I need. Um, I need you to find Bigfoot. Yeah, just send me the tape of those sounds. I'm, I'm <laughs> sending you. In, I'm sending you into the woods. We're gonna send you out on a cruise to see if you can find the ice wall. Um, with uh, Eddie Bravo. I'll, I'll try to do this tactfully uh, without. So they're talking about COVID, and um, Dave's trying to do an analogy about AIDS. Don't you guys feel like AIDS is cured? Well, people have it and still live now, right? Look at Magic Johnson. I mean, I think it's still a, I think it's definitely still a problem in Africa, in parts of Africa. So, do you think then that AIDS was like used? Well, no, okay. Uh, TikTok conspiracy, whatever. I don't know what it was, but like, how can they not come with a vaccine for AIDS after twenty years and come up for vaccine for COVID nineteen years? But the, my point being is, I believe for all intents and purposes, AIDS is cured. It still exists. But it, it was a death sentence. But AIDS, but that's the thing is like you asked about the timeline. I think AIDS killed your entire immune system. And that's a tougher thing to figure out than. And it's than, been figured out. Well, I mean, it has, though, like they can actually cure AIDS now, though, I believe. I know. But it, it does seem like there was a, a moment where we acknowledged what an accomplishment this is. Yeah, nobody came out and was like. AIDS is cured. It's gone. I mean, Vice, we, Vice, we won. Vice did a two-hour piece on we it. We won the war against. Well, we won saying. the war against AIDS, and nobody told us. It, 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 there's never a. I'm with you, Kamara. It's it's yeah, but it, weird. They again, used like, AIDS for what they needed it for, and then what? Matt? What did they need it for? Well, probably to prove that the gay population to and, sell condoms and the and the uh, drug population were bad, to right? And it was you were going to die if you did these. It was all the war on drugs, I'm sure. Huh. I'm being serious here, okay, man. Like, sure, yeah. It just occurred to me the way they mention it. It's still like, and maybe I'm ignorant, and AIDS <laughs> is still a massive problem. But well, it just like, like Matt said, in Africa, it probably I believe is. it still is. I don't want to talk out of turn. But Everything's just been overshadowed by uh, Corona. <coughs> Why? Did this get solved during Corona? <laughs> no. 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 Um, so don't conflate the two issues. Too late. Okay. It's been done. Um, All right. Did you guys notice when they're talking about Martin Lawrence, who I think would be an excellent interview? Well, I don't know if he's yes. such a great guy, man. Well, okay. 38 million people in 2019 I don't living know. with AIDS. Die. Living. I don't know well, if I'm, Joe... 1.7 million became newly infected with AIDS in 2019. I'll, I'll, sorry, I will rephrase myself. AIDS used to be a death sentence. Now it's just, it's like tuberculosis or anything else. You get it, but you can survive. Sure, but we haven't eliminated it, was no, the point. No, yeah. it, Don't you feel, Kamar, like Martin Lawrence would be one of those guests that Joe just couldn't have like a legitimate conversation with because he's probably like so far up his own ass. Well, well, this is what I want to ask. Joe goes to Dave. He goes, Martin Lawrence was the first guy I ever saw who walked into the comedy store with security. And Dave goes, he needed needed it. it. Yeah. And 
I didn't know he was like because he's a fucking asshole and everyone hated him. Or, or just because he was so big. Or it was a time the comedy store was more gangster. It was very gangster. Like, like yeah, a, yeah, I remember they had the gang nights and shit. But yeah. it, in, 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 I heard. Yeah, I heard Dave like he said, needed it. He needed yeah. it because he's a cop. Yeah, that motherfucker needed it. Yeah. Because he bigged up lots of people. He didn't acknowledge other people. Or uh, I think it's just an unsaid thing in show business. Like if you want to go far, don't. Shit on people, yeah. On a podcast with a million people, where afterwards, like fucking Martin Lawrence stole a girl. Oh, you know what I mean? Like the extracurricular stories. I'm well, I mean, sure. keep in mind, Dave said in this in this episode, he talked about whoever was on Saturday Night Live, and he was like, she used to be a a busboy at the store, and he was okay. like, I was so happy for her. yeah. And then he was like, it really reminds you, like. Who you should treat well in this industry, like just treat on your everyone. Way up, you never know who you're going to meet. And on And I your think way down. he still has that sort of attitude of old like, school except mentality. For chicken. Except, well, he's dead, so no, I'm, I'm sure he, he left. Didn't and know he, that he sent money to Chicken's family or twenty five k. And now, hush money. Did you find for the first time ever? Uh, we we're constantly critical of it. This was half Joe interviewing Dave. Dave interviewing Joe. I didn't even notice it, and I don't think I cared. Yeah, as long as I Dave's talking like it. I didn't notice either. But Dave, Dave was like, where'd you come up? See, and I also find that Dave's going to ask questions in a way that maybe we'll get something new out of Joe. Well, th- I'm saying with Dave, Joe seemed a little, not Elon-esque thoughtful, but focused or cared more about his responses. And well, here's he seemed what, more mindful than someone else asking a question. That's here's, what here's what I'll say, Kamar. Um, I think that Joe, when Dave is on, Joe isn't uh, in control anymore. It seems almost like a shared well, experience. Well, it's also because know? Joe is no longer the big swinging is, dick in the room, is, like even is, spe- especially in comedy. This he eliminates the power struggle. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's so like it I, becomes a different kind of a thing, and I liked it. Yeah, I liked it too. Yeah, yeah. Joe, a little fanboy, a little awe, a little but like I'm I changed not, my mind. This one gets a five. No way! Okay. No, no way! I'm just joking. The last thing I want to say is: Did everyone realize that when Will Smith put out an ugly picture of him, that's exactly what it's going to do? Joe, like. Thought I'd he like, had a huge oh, epiphany. Yeah. <laughs> like my su- assumption is that photos from like sayer. three months ago, and he's already fucking probably. He's probably halfway through. That's what I'm saying. I he don't probably know what the fuck you guys are talking so, about. So, so Will Smith put out a um, a picture of him like sort of out of shape. Probably look like me now. Sort of dad bodish. But he's putting on a show about how um, he's going to get back in shape. Okay. And so he let himself go so he can become he, relevant. He basically again. projected it. And Joe thought like, you know what I think he's doing is what he's doing. It was, yeah. just, it was just the most <laughs> captain of the obvious moment where you always like, sometimes you think Joe's really smart and just, sometimes you think he's not. Yeah, whatever. I do stuff like that too sometimes. Well, I do that stuff all the time. I yeah, just, saying, just listen to this podcast. We all do it all I th- the time. I, <laughs> I, 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 I thought this uh, podcast delivered everything. There was enough comedy stuff there's enough uh questions you had about him if only covid didn't exist i mean that was it like listen even the person that that said they didn't love the episode the reasons they gave were all valid like i felt like those those there was a few times where it was like yeah two rich comedians that were just no longer the everyday guy that was the only problem with this well that and they didn't talk about the old days enough 
anyways, <laughs> that, that'd be more that'd be more comic century. But I think the remark was it sounded like two rich guys. It is two rich guys. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're supposed to pretend they're like it would be worse if they pretend like oh gee, you know, it could all go away tomorrow and yeah. uh, have in, to get a real job, including the money they don't talk about Joe making in that deal and the amount of gold that. Dave Chappelle has in his backyard. That's probably a billion dollars in that room. I would have liked Charlie Murphy to have come up once. Oh, fucking Charlie Murphy. I'll just say that up. in closing. That would be, again, I'm just being nitpicky at this point. He worked so close with Dave on season two, and that was like arguably the best sketch on the show. I bet you dimes and donuts. You you sign up for Luminary. And you'll hear those. Yeah, yeah. I, listen, like I said, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get those, you know. Who are, who are the two guys that he's doing it with? Most Def and Talib Kalib. Unless those are the same people. But it's who those is guys. No, that's, who no, is that's Talib Kalib? Talib Kweli is a rapper. They're both rappers. They're yes. not. Talib uh, Kweli also. Were they Black Moon? Yeah. Yeah. I, last week I said Reflections Eternal. It's Black Moon. Yeah. Oh, they, they are Black they Moon. They were two One, in two, the same. Ba- I know exactly who he is. Nope. Yeah. And so from, from that documentary. And I think he was in The Fifth Element. No, no, that was. Uh, no. There was, was no rap. That was tricky. Tricky. He's like a British. Oh yeah, tricky. The British like drum and bass sort of. Most rap Def DJ. has been in movies, anyways. Yeah, he was. Yeah, in he was in that movie. Guide to the Galaxy. No, but he was also in that fucking Spike Lee heist movie, wasn't he? I think what's what, yeah, he's been in a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what is interesting is he presented it like. Um, I bet you, if you listen to that podcast, they will make fun of Dave more so than the reverence that Joe had for him. Yeah, for sure. There, the, to them, he's Dave Chappelle. He's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. I really feel that. And that, that sort of like, a, I might have to so, bootleg one of those or whatever. Um, what's his name? The guy from Wu-Tang there who was on? The RZA? Yeah, that really fucked up. Um, Darnell. Dar- Darnell, eh? <laughs> yeah. It really fucked him up. No, but keep Dar- in mind. Darnell like, I don't think, fucked up Darnell. Let's, no, no, for sure. But I think it like put him into a depression. Let's keep in mind though, like no one is immune to this. Even Dave made light of the fact that he was like, yeah, I was swole for a bit because some guy wrote that I look like a crackhead. Dude, that was so, so I didn't want to give him an excuse. Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in Donnell's- No, no, no. It was that he looked like he smelled bad. No, that was that was one of the funniest fuck. No, he said some he said some reporter had written that he was fucking your mom smells. Dude, bad. that was thank you for bringing that up. That thank was the you. best part. Dave looks like he smells. <laughs> fuck well, you, motherfucker. You know what's so funny that just doesn't get the attention it deserves is um uh, celebrities reading mean tweets. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, on? Jimmy Kimmel. It is so fucking funny, it's man. The best. It's so funny. It sort of demonstrates why we should uh, not protect words as well. You know, yeah, it, just let it out. They doing it disarms it totally. Um, what were we just talking about? It also helps if you're filthy rich. I'll just say that you could. I could read. I could read shitty comments about me all day if I'm making tons yes, of yes, cash. Yes, I, I, I. I so yeah, if you're struggling, I so harder. wonder my swagger or how I'd care myself if I wasn't. If you had five million dollars so in the bank, if I had five dollars <laughs> in the bank, for God's sakes. No, um, I think about it all the time. Yeah, I'm like, what would I be like with? I mean, I think I'd be the same. I'd probably be more generous, and uh, I'd be a lot less stressed out. I can tell you that much. That's really where it lies, Simon. Is it's, that Joe says it all well, the no, time? He's Dave like, when I got this. my bag. 
die. Yeah, fuck you money is literally the ultimate relief. I didn't have to worry about rent and all those shitty things anymore and I could focus on things that made me happy. Like, look, that's what we're all trying to join get to, right? So let me ask, let me ask both what, of you. Let, he said join uh, the I, Patreon. I, I a join the Patreon. Let me ask both of you right now, right this second, as we stand, what number in your bank account would you need to just be like forever, for the rest of your life comfortable? I have no fucking idea. No, I'm just ten no million dollars. One million dollars. Just a mil. Just a mil. Wow. I'm I, with Simon. I want to be able to buy myself a bunch of really nice shit to make myself happy, but also be able to leave something to my kids. So just in case they fuck up, they're not like lost. You know. I, well, think, I think ten years from now would be ten million dollars, but I still think I could earn if I had a million dollars. Yeah, I mean, I just I would say ten as well because ten you can invest half right off the jump, and then you're set for life. And then the other half, you can buy some property, maybe go on some trips, build a bowling alley in your basement. Yeah, well, all that good shit. Well, I, <laughs> I think some rich listener chic out there would rather give me a million dollars than $10 million. So well, I, I don't want I anyone to give though. me a million, first of all. I'd oh, rather I would definitely it. take a free million dollars. I, I, I don't I, give a fuck how invest, I get it. Invest in me. But I think, I, I think the same thing with $500,000, you can invest and be all right. I just know this. $1 million invested in a high yield dividend stock portfolio will net you $80,000 a year. And you could certainly live off that. So so right away, that's... But what I'm saying is if you have five of those... Yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I'm with The you. interest alone or the, the dividends you're going to get. And I'm not trying to be greedy. I would be happy with like... Kamar, I'd be happy if I had $2,000 in my bank account. You know what I yeah. mean? I just... Um, you asked me what like that number would be. Mm-hmm. That would make me just be... That's what like, I said. No, I... Up, that's what I said. What I mean? Yeah, I said. Stop. Yeah. Like, I, I don't need to make a billion dollars. No, I don't God, need to no. make a hundred million. I don't let you, I don't, I probably don't even need 10 million. You know what, Matt? I take that back. Just whatever that number is that makes sense. I know for me. Maybe it's 5 million. I don't know. But that's why I was asking you. Yeah. No, because if you want to build a bowling alley, like none of that is, none of that is offensive to me. If you have, if you made 10 million and you wanted to build some luxurious shit, while investing for your family's no, future. No, but that's like, what I mean. Maybe I could do all of that for $2 million. Yeah, maybe you I could, don't yeah, even for know sure. what a million dollars buys because <laughs> well, it's in this, so far In this fucking market, fucking, nothing. Uh, $20,000 would change my life forever. <laughs> I know that number. Like I, That number rides on me as I live with a debt. Kamar, I'm, go forward. I will make you $20,000 off this podcast next year in 2020. What's What year is it? 2021? That will change... like. In 2022, mark my words, I will make you $20,000 off this podcast. But the, you too, the, and me. Wow, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> could you? Could we get this right? No, but um, the what Joe talked like the stress that I carry $20,000 in debt that like I I I throw money into, and then another place where I neglect it comes up. You, you know what I mean? As my li- living going forward, but if I could get to zero. Because I don't, I don't know what that feels like for twenty years. I, I I've never felt like because I like to work, even if it's painting houses or whatever. Like I know I can earn money. It's just I'm always earning money to maintain my debt. Yeah. And so, and the debt always just accrues too on top of it. it, it, it well, because you're always paying interest it, on that debt, of course. Yeah. The capital, uh, whatever. So that's what I'm saying. Twenty thousand dollars, literally. I would be a different person. Hmm. Um, yeah. 
It sounds like two rich guys talking because it's two rich guys talking. And uh, now it's three poor guys talking. <laughs> so let's fucking wrap this shit up. <laughs> rate All right. It. Yeah, well, let's rate it. I think we gave it. Well, far, we have one we more podcast. To do, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, we gave it more than more enough more time. I'm not complaining. Don't uh, don't think uh, we'll start with you, Simon. Go ahead. I'll give this one a three and a half. Well, I went from a five to a three yeah, and a that half. That was all a joke. What a fucking guy. Kamar, what do you give it? Five. So it, it, it is what it is, man. Like, I, I listened on slow. I loved everything. Yeah, I listened I, on slow. I mean, I have to give it a five. I got what I wanted. Again, if I was going to take anything, if you know, I just wish it could have happened when we started this podcast. If he had been on, it would have been a 10. Just because there was no COVID, it was, you know, different times, no Spotify, whatever. Every podcast we listen to is, is that's almost like an asterisk. Yeah, that's fine. I just had to add it to this one extra. Yeah, I still gave it a five. So Dave Chappelle's my goat. I agree. Eddie Murphy's on the Mount Rushmore. Now you got to find somebody else to. That's what I want. That's for. a fucking great. I, I want Dan to paint me a mural with like, I want the Mount Rushmore of comedians. That's fucking great. Yeah. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> that's worked. <laughs> that's worked. <laughs> Okay, right on. We all rated it. Yeah. yeah. Matt got what he wanted. Notice this is what Matt looks like really happy. So <laughs> it's not not that much of a difference, is it? <laughs> yeah. I th- I thought th- I think people are expecting you in here, no shirt on, waving <laughs> <laughs> on, passing yeah. on Jagermeister. No. Like, the, the brakes are off, this motherfucker. Uh, okay. Uh, finally, we hate it. Drops on a Saturday. I was so happy. I was completely caught up. Notes and all. I woke up. Dave Chappelle happened. I this woke up. Great. I woke up Saturday and I said to Mary, I just have Chappelle to listen to today. I'm in a great spot. And then she goes, well, that's good. And then I go, unless he's and then I shut up and I pull my phone out and she goes, what? And I go, no, there's no fucking way. And I open it up and I'm like, motherfucker, motherfucker. He always does it. I, I expect said, it always. I said, I'm sure you job one on Saturday, but I know he's doing now. It's always an MMA. No problem. <laughs> yeah, nope. Reggie Watts. So it was like a... What uh, number? Did you give the number? 1648. There we go. 1648, Reggie Watts. It was like they a... They never uh, talked about his helmet once. Mm-mm. That's weird. Well, he didn't wear it in. Well, it was at Joe's studio, wasn't it? It had been... By the way, I wrote his name Reggie Ways. Um, I didn't now, know you, I didn't know I you get, could put your own voices into Ways. That's super cool. It took me a long time to realize that... Uh, he was making that app because it's what's what's app. Yeah. What's up? What's no what WhatsApp? WhatsApp. Yeah, WhatsApp yeah, and WhatsApp. WhatsApp. Yeah. 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 I, really I can't decide if he's super creative or super like chasing the He's super creative. Do you like the things he creates? I guess that's a better way of looking at it. I'm not a huge Reggie Watts fan, but I can still stand back and go, the guy's super creative. He's super talented. Anyone that can do that shit with music. Absolutely. Blows my fucking he, he, shit. He did it. What makes him, I think, interesting is that he's a army rat. Yeah. So he traveled all over the world. Like, he's a weird, he's a weird specimen. The yeah, he's definitely he, a he's, little, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh it's okay cheeks cool it go ahead Chico okay uh darts they talked about darts at the beginning 
That should be our next competition. Just you can practice as much as you want for the next three months, and then we compete in so darts. We got darts, pool, and horse. Dude, I will fuck you. Okay, that's fine. I li- I'm so down with darts. Hey, dude. And it's easy to film. But this one will still say, did I always say that? I think I've said this. Darts is unisex. I've said this already. Eh? You said, well, the conversation we had was you'd, you said you, should, you would assume it's yeah. an equal playing field. But is it? Like, are, have... have what edge does a man have over a woman in darts? Like uh, physical. I, I wouldn't think any, except they hang out in bars more. And I would so think a historically, woman, a woman might even more. have uh, a lighter touch, more an advantage in, in the finesse. Well, and that takes all physicality out of it because you watch darts and you can see you can be any body type to play that sport. Yeah, it's not like Mr. Olympus. Just, just before we go on, guys, you know, you listen to this podcast and I would have thought that if I had to guess, I would have thought Reggie Watts was worth $20 million by the things he buys. And all. how much do you think he's worth? $5 million. $5 million. $3 million. Okay. Well, we so, were both close. So, so he's worth 13. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, it's true. After what we've deciphered today. But even then, Simon, I mean. He buys all these cars. He's Unless he gets them for free. Well, I mean, a Tesla's two hundred fifty grand. I bet the Porsche was another two hundred fifty grand. I get it. It's ten percent of million of his dollars. Just no, in it's cars. a half million. That's just two cars. He had more than two cars. Well, I'm just saying some people. And he was talking about buying the brand new Tesla with the checkered interior and like. No, what he meant by plaid was that's how fast it goes. How much is plaid mode? Whatever. You he's know like, what I he's mean. He's the co-host <laughs> okay. of a late night talk show. Is he? I didn't know that. Well, he's the yeah, band and, leader on the Corden show. Yeah. Like, that's big money. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, like not I bet that the, big money because he's only worth $3 million. Simon, think about the roots. They were like, I bet they make more money off being Jimmy Kimmel's band than they ever made off rap music. Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Sorry. Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. My apologies. Do you really think that the roots are like 100%? Oh, I think the root. The, I, I guarantee it. The, the landing this album on the Fallon thing is the most successful thing they've ever done. Yeah, 100%. And okay. all their songs are way better or whatever. Listen, there. don't get me wrong. Black Thought is one of the most underrated lyricists of all time. And Scott Storch is one of the biggest producers of all time. I mean, he was with them early, but yes, I agree. He did, You're not they, wrong. Remember they talked about the Erica Badu song? Yeah. He produced that. Like, Listen, if you've ever seen Scott Storch sit near a, a piano, it's it's nothing shy of incredible. Which, that's a great subway because it leads me um, natural talents. Yeah. Like, Scott Storch has never had a piano lesson. He, I know. He's just... He's do like you, a Beethoven. He just sat in front of a piano and was just like, I understand this. And it's guys shocking. Ad- admire natural talents or are you annoyed about like it's so fr- like have you ever been with someone who just can golf? Dude, I, I told like so Wade DeZormo. Wade is one of the best skateboarders on earth. Grew up in Ottawa. I skated with him a few times. And dude, watching him when he was a kid, when he was like twelve years old, you knew you were watching something staggering. It was insane. Golf is such a good example, though, Kamar, because you'll practice for like years yep. and then some dude will come out to play with you for one force. And he's just got that and he's fucking just swing, smashing the yeah. ball farther than you can. Doesn't give a fuck. Like, this seems but maybe easy. that's half of the thing. Not, you know what I not mean? giving, not a, fuck. giving no, a fuck. That's, that's fair. But no, for sure. There are people who are just naturally good There's at just things and way better than you, even if you try your whole life at them. And Wade is probably a perfect example. I find musical, though, like music, music is where you often find it. I found the ear or whatever. Yeah. Just the ability. Yeah. My neighbors, I think I told you guys this, they were all like these musical savants. They could listen to songs on the radio 
and pick up their guitar and play it or go to the piano and play it. They were just good at all fucking music. Me, I can't keep a tune. I can't like. I said it a month ago. That's magic. It's magic. Yeah, that, to me it that is. That is magic. Yeah, 100%. Simon wants other definitions of magic. Not, not my magic. No, not your magic. Other magic. I mean, it's the same thing though when you see some kid in Africa that grew up with nothing who's just like working out insane math problems in their head. Like that shit's bananas. Same thing with the chess when they were talking about guys just playing with no board chess. Like that's fucking insane oh, to me. Oh, everything's just crazy. It is yeah. next level to me. Like, Oh yeah, we forgot to talk about that in the uh, Bigfoot episode because that was a cool thing that he said like at some point in chess no matter how great you are. You yeah, your, your, your you mind ma- you is You max the, out. Yeah. It's your mind that's the limitation and these guys who are amazing at chess it's because they're also like Elon Musk uh, level weird and it's, you know. Do you guys play backgammon? We talked about this last week. Yeah, you've been playing yeah. a lot of backgammon. Still yeah. playing a lot of backgammon. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just, the, the, the thing about backgammon is there's so many moves based on the numbers. Yeah. And from the get-go, like if you get this, this is the, the prime move to do. And it's just, we should do that as another challenge as well. Well, I mean, I play a lot of chess and like chess.com, when you finish a game, it'll say you made five mistakes, six blunders, and you can go back and look at all of them. And you can, it shows you this was the best move. Oh. This is what you should have done. Back him up with the pawn there. Then the, yeah, it says you, you move. can do that in Scrabble too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Best word. Yeah, yeah. same that's, thing. That's more just cheating. I would say that's cheating. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. But at the end of the Scrabble game, it okay. shows you gotcha. these were the best words. And I think you can go back and look, but maybe you can't. Because I, I know that in I'm Scrabble, you can do it after each yeah, move. Yeah, I'm not talking about that. Yeah. You can also put it on cheater mode and um, just get the best word every time. Do you, do you guys feel like your eyes glazed over uh, when you talking about keyboards? My eyes glazed over a lot in this episode when they were talking about cars, when they were talking about keyboards. When they well, were well, no, just keyboards, was like it, it just went a bit too far. And I feel like Joe was asking questions just to, well, you seem to be excited mm-hmm. to talk about this, but. The NFTs was where things got interesting in this episode. I just got to say this really quickly. Like my uncle is a big time music head music producer. He had a music studio for like a decade. He's helped me out with shit in here a bunch. Music people love telling you about their music knowledge. It's yeah, like yeah. they will they ad nauseum. Like you could ask one question and get a 45 minute answer and not be done. People just like telling you about their knowledge, period. Whatever they're good at, they like this, telling you this about Maybe you're right, but musicians I noticed. The one thing I thought was cool is that there are like four brands. Yeah. Like Wurlitzer, Moog, Rhodes. Like, it's not like. And you can hear the that. difference. That's neat. It, oh, no, that was the pianos. That's what he's talking oh, about, though. Yeah. Yes. But there are. Uh, it, it, it's sort of specialized. You know what I mean? Like, they're just. the. This is the industry standard. There, there are. This is the piano. There are not many like this. I thought that was interesting. He likes to sing when he talks. Um, if anyone out there. Have you guys ever heard Jacko Pistorius? He mentioned him as a, uh, like, he the is... The legless runner? The runner? <laughs> That's Oscar. Oh, Jacko sorry, his brother. Is, his brother. Is like the Jimi Hendrix of bass. Interesting. And okay. he died, like, toothless, alone, broke. Mm. It's one of those... He, he didn't play... He played the fretless bass? He played the fretless bass, but, like, um, I believe it's Weather Report. Like, do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Like, that's his... You know, I'm tone deaf, so that probably sounds so stupid. But I would urge anyone to go. This guy was really, really cool, and and sort of like, I think uh, Ethan Hawke did a movie about a crazy trumpeter who. Died. You know what I mean? There's a lot of artists that 
aren't successful. I mean, music. Who are the best in their field. You know, you were talking one of my favorite actors. You were talking about Hollywood spitting people out. I think the music industry is far more ruthless historically and now than maybe not less now, but. Well, this is the next thing I want to talk about is industry plants. They they mentioned industry plants because that's a term now, right? We would talk about it. Someone is plucked and we're going to make you superstar. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, CIA does it all the time. Oh, here we go. Well, it's Buckle true. No, actually, <laughs> that's that's just perfect, Simon. That that's it's true. That's what it is. But it's like there's a thing now. Like, I guess we used to refer to as a sellout or whatever. But if you're not if you're not genuine from the get go yourself, then it's not good. But it, that's not true. You could make a list, a huge list of people who have no right to be where they're at but if the song slaps it slaps that's all i'm saying <laughs> but you know what Kamar? like look at someone like 50 cent like he was just himself throughout and it, he was always hilarious and like you could argue that he sold out but like his music kind of stayed the same and but i don't think he was an industry plant i mean he could have been planted by no, dr dre Vic who, Mensa. who do you think is an industry Vic Mensa plant, is an industry plant. who Vic Mensa. He, Vic he's Mensa. good. I would say like, um, <laughs> don't you have to be somebody that people know to be an industry plant? Well, he's a failed industry plant. Uh, Do how I, about Selena Gomez? What about Yeezy? Couldn't he be an industry plant? Yeah, all of them could, man. I bet you, you could make a case for just about everyone. Justin Timberlake. Justin Bieber. No. See, nope. He was playing a guitar. On his Usher, Usher found him on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Balvin isn't an industry plant. But even then, you could argue like the Usher. Brothers. Hold on, because Usher saw him on YouTube no. and like grabbed him and put him in. The, so the Paul brothers, rather. But his his YouTube was like crazy. Like, yeah, I guess it had like a lot saying, of views. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're fair um, enough. But why uh, can't the CIA make the person well, no, and it, make them popular? This changes like, everything. That's probably the most case. And well, the CIA could just give you a million views on YouTube. So they could verify you. <laughs> they could, you know what I mean? Like they open a million doors for you to be. Remember you were saying, I think, Kamar, like if you had a million dollars, you could make way more money. It's the same thing. Like if they make you famous, then of course you can become a superstar. Well, just the trend now is industry plant is no good. Like do you, you guys don't know who Jay Balvin is, right? Yeah, no. I do. Yeah. I don't like know he's who like the biggest in the world. But hold on. But Simon, you would then just, and I know what your answer is going to be, but bear with me here. You would have to have a hundred percent success rate, or you would have to have literally hundreds of plants. Matt, you answered your I get own it. question. Well, there, there's it tons is of not, failures of industry It plants. is not a hundred percent success. But that's rate, what I'm saying. So. so they have to have hundreds of them Matt, because they throw so many fucking lines in the water. Fine. Each CIA agent I'm just, has a boat. Listen, I get just it. Lines in the water. I'm just, just waiting throwing it out for there. Bites. I'm just throwing it out there because I was like, like Bieber, for example, is that's a dangerous one because as a kid he could have gone either way. He could have gone hooked on yeah. drugs. Like and his, Ma- Matt, you know. remember too, just like Manson, just like um, yeah, it could all go wrong. It can all go wrong. They can plan it out to the best of the, just like L. Ron Hubbard. They can plan it out to the best of their ability. But you know, if Simon, these guys have a mind this. of their I'm own, I'm just working it out with you here. Yeah, buddy. yeah, no, I'm, I'm. It's all coming clear. Do you know who uh, Justin Bieber's uh, manager is Scooter Braun. You know who Jay Balvin's manager is? Scooter Braun. He's every, like, everybody's <laughs> manager, Kamar. He's CIA. No if shit. Um, he's C- Dude, his name is Scooter Braun. Like this, it's think about uh, Mike Baker's kids. Kids. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Milo, that Sluggo. is a government. These are all, this is what I'm saying. It's all fake. Yeah. Name. These are uh, all we, fake we names. Maybe cracking something. Did Reggie throw Louie under the bus? Yeah. 
But that's fine because Louis thrown a bunch of people under the bus in how the past. How did he throw Louis? But it was under just a weird disconnect. Because he said he was like, I they I, they contacted me oh, to, right, to remake right, right, all the music. Right, right. Well, no, I was doing something to Louis, and then Louis turned into a they. <laughs> did, yeah, did that just seem yeah. like a sort of? Uh, I, I thought that was very interesting because they didn't know what a mix. Well, keep in mind was. though, he did. Then he was like, well, it wasn't Louis. It was like people in his production team. Because he then distanced Louis and the but production team a little bit. What he said is, and he doesn't do stuff for money. But we're gonna have to take that out of your money, and then that was the catalyst for him to walk away. So maybe he forgets where he came from. And I if don't we're know. talking, I mean, keep best, in mind though, he walked away without getting paid. Yeah, yeah. So take all the money, fuck yeah. off. If we're talking the best of all time, Louis is in that category too. If we're talking about laughs, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Indeed, I've laughed the Especially most. For, I can't Louis. believe he made that funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't believe I'm laughing at this, and those are the best laughs, right? Ar, well, that was interesting last week with Santino. When Joe's talking about the prison fights where the guy beats the guy to death in the orange field and Santino laughs. That's what humor is. Like, you, it's uncontrollable. Yeah, it's a gut reaction. You can't fucking... Um, well, sometimes you laugh when you're uncomfortable, too. So yeah. that's a little unfair as well. But that's humor. It's just, it's, eh, that's different. That's like a coping mechanism. Nah, people who can make an audience uncomfortable and then still like them at the end, I think it's like art, how it affects you, which Joe goes off about art in this. But ARVR... Should be way further along, we thought, say? ARVR. Augmented reality or virtual reality? Oh, I see. Well, here's the problem with VR, as I see it, is its popularity kind of came and went in waves. Like whenever it was really, seemed like it was going to take off, the technology was nowhere near ready. And then it seemed like it just vanished. It was almost like 3D movies. How it had like a resurgence, right? I feel like VR has had like three resurgences. Whereas we thought... The early, like this is just going to be. Yeah. Do you think that there'll be another resurgence and eventually it will be? Yeah, I think VR is, you know, down the road will be used for a ton of shit. Like, I, I also think when we say VR, we don't realize how often it's used for other things that we're not involved in, like medical practice or. Which helps its advancement. <clears throat> Precisely. Or I even the military. I would have thought it would have been farther, Kamar. Yeah, me too. By the the speed that everything else progresses, it seems like this has been stalled in like, they keep telling us, oh, the next version is going to be the one. And then it just hasn't been but the dude, one. There are doctors. But maybe that's to milk us for more money. You know? <laughs> but dude, there's doctors that do virtual reality surgery from like another country. So just as, a, as an entertainment thing, it hasn't. Then how has that not translated over yet? I just think it's too expensive in the, in the sense that like, yes, if, if you mainstream. like the amount of, you also got to remember the amount of computing power to, to render a 3d world around you. I can't imagine is, I think it also, it yeah, just they makes can't get there yet. That's we're in agreement then Matt. Well, like, then there's that too. I personally, when I do, when I do VR, I get nauseous real quick. Another thing they could overcome really quickly if they put the fucking money to the the metal. If they really the money to the it. metal, that's fucking good, eh? <laughs> Simon, you're on fire. That's an expression. And AR, I just think like first of all, people shat all over those Google glasses. Well, but, so, but Google spent mucho buenos and it neuro, just failed. Neuro, you know what I mean? Neuralink. That's once it's inside. But you. hold on, here's another thing though. Google did spend a ton. And you went like this, like it seemed like it failed. That's who, all who sitting on a shelf somewhere. You know what I mean? That will come back all that technology and they will figure out a way to properly implement it. Well, what's his name is working on it. So rest assured they will get to the bottom of it. The doom guy. And like, think about this too. AR, there are, there's tons of the new cars that come out that have the heads up display in the, in the windshield. And that's, AR in a way. And if you all like, I wasn't being facetious. If you all have Fair a enough. microchip inside you, 
then it's a lot easier to make that virtual reality work than having to wear the glasses, to your point, Matt. If the glasses sure. are your eyes, yeah. like that changes the whole ball game. Adds so up to me. Maybe that is that missing link. I'm not doing it, but maybe that's the missing link for anybody who wants into the, the real matrix is to get fucking Elon's chip. Or I, sorry, I, I should just, say the I, government's chip. I just felt, uh, say, ask me five years ago, it, all these things were way further ahead than they are now. That's all. <laughs> um, he's oh the Mr. Lisa. Did you even know about that? No, I did see the photo though. No, I didn't know about it either. That's fucking f- pretty crazy, man. But so the sheik put it on his yacht, and people are freaking out because yeah, and it's I'm not sh- a good place for it. But I'm sure his yacht is in a fucking yeah. he's like, trust me. This is a fucking mansion on the water, but it's it, still sinkable. But yeah, I don't think he okay. gives a shit either way. Well, he should. You'd find the sheik price. floating okay. on the Mr. Lisa. Well, that's so, why they wanted us so, to lose. So, so you're the guy. I don't care if that ping disappears. It can live on a legend and be an NFT in a picture. Why does it matter that it's preserved, Simon? What are you asking me? You say people are like, well, you can't treat like that. I don't care if something happens. There are so few. Because if if Michelangelo's hand actually touched it. Leonardo da Vinci. Or sorry, Leonardo, my apologies. If Leonardo da Vinci actually put his hand to that, then I I see value in. But again, the problem, Simon, is this. If the Louvre doesn't want to buy it off this guy. There there are so few uh, Leonardo da Vinci paintings left out there. That's why, Kamar. And And it wasn't that they didn't want to buy it. They didn't want to put it next to the Mona Lisa. They wanted to stick it in another part of the museum. And this guy was like, fuck no. If you want this thing, it's going right next to the Mona Lisa. Which is also a ridiculous fucking... Well, I think that's kind of cool. If, if, If they can, can, being the keyword, authenticate it as a real da Vinci then I think that would be a fucking great place for it. Did you ever see Fuck You, Jackson Pollock? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Because if we lose our old art, we'll forget where we came from? Well, uh, if, if the whole world just becomes NFTs, like we're trying to preserve some of our past, you know? You don't want everything to disappear. Works for me. Uh, I mean, again, Kamar, there's nothing stopping you from keeping the originals while also making an NFT of it right, if you want. Right, but like, you don't want to discard the originals. You I, don't want them fully, sinking on yachts I when they agree. are so rare. It adds to the story. It's like, Kamar, if you found the fucking, if you managed to buy a piece of like the original Old Testament or something, you don't want that thing on a on a boat. You want that preserved for all existence in... A very safe place. Dude, do you know that if you have even one single page in in good condition of a Gutenberg Press Bible, it's worth $25,000? That's just, all I need. That's all I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to every fucking motel. And, and the fucking, what? yeah, the Gideons were giving them away for free. No, no, but this is, it has to be from like the first, yeah, from the Gutenberg it. Press itself. Because it. there, there was like, there's so few Bibles but there left. Are so, and there are other Bibles that are worth a fortune too. Like yeah. if you can find those books that are actually like legitimate copies, you could. You know what's crazy is I was at an estate thing in Toronto with my aunt and I ended up leaving with this Bible and I open it up and it had signatures and dates from like the early 1800s in it. No way. And I was like, this is crazy. It's probably worth tons. I brought it to this antique shop. The guy's like, I have thousands of these. And I was like, no, but look at the date. He's like, yeah, dude. He's like, these get passed down from generation to generation. He's like, Matt sold it for 200 bucks. Meanwhile, that guy's living in like fucking Venice. That guy has 50 Bitcoin now. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) He has a big box of Bitcoin. No, I didn't sell it. I have it at my place, but it's useless. Yeah, no, that those are the coolest stories, man. People finding these works of arts and garage sales. Dude, I saw this like one the other day. This, and, oh. this person had a Ming Dynasty vase 
in their house that nearly fell off a shelf. And then for some reason they went to get it appraised <laughs> and it was worth $27 million. Oh my God. Imagine that makes me sick. Imagine. <laughs> um, you well, hear those stories and you're just like, that makes that me sick. never be me. Oh, that's never ever me. It's the story of art. Then. Um, he talked about all the crazy parties he go to. People just ask him to go to these crazy New York parties where they have hologram things. Did you guys check out the girl he was talking about? Mm-mm. She, she missing a leg. And she wears fancy legs. Well, she in her one video, she has a leg that's a chandelier. Oh, that's cool. And another one, it's like a sharp, like, like almost the tip of a spear. Yeah, I like would. It's it's scary. I would have like sort of a cool. katana blade. <laughs> yeah, if that's what yeah. I was doing. It almost looks like that. And at one point, she's walking and it's tapping on the ground. Dude, one of the cool. That's ominous as fuck. Oh, it's <laughs> ominous as fuck. One of the coolest things I ever saw as a kid was when I watched. Fuck, what Jean-Claude Van Damme movie was it where he clicks his boot and the blade comes out and then he kicks the guy? It might be Was that the one where he was in the bio? Cyborg. Oh, I thought that was was the one where he was in the bio. I don't know. I don't know which one it was, but I just remember thinking, this guy is the coolest. (laughs) Um, Reggie's done too much ketamine. He seemed to be having a little... uh, (laughs) What he was talking about is like... I did it for a couple of months. I thought he was like, I've done it once or two times. Well, he yeah. said I'm at the end of it, I think, right now. <laughs> but how he was talking about just the, like, I've been on acid. And we were like, yeah, cigarette. I will have a cigarette. I like, <laughs> you know what I mean? That that state. Yeah. But I think he's gone fucking deep. Well, it was when he was talking about the total loss of himself. That's like, I cannot wrap my head around that. That doesn't appeal yeah. to you, though? or No, that's like it does not appeal to me at in all. In a doctor's office, um, supervised? I mean, I, I guess I would do it, but I just don't seem like it would be any fun. Getting to a place where there's nothing, like, is well, that, that what DMT <laughs> is like? Yes. Well, no. The, the, the other one is like that. DMT is just crazy. Well, Reggie's too much of a pussy to take the third toke, but uh, <laughs> hallucinations but uh, it's like um, if you are, like he said, it, it's not something that you're having fun necessarily, even though you did it for two months. Like you, you're trying to discover something. But it yeah. seemed like you came out the other side a good place. Um, the wine forger. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the, the documentary. Fucking sour grapes. Balls on this guy to fuck these people over. But well, I mean, if you want to make the big bucks, you got to fuck the big people over, right? Like, but, but. <laughs> You shut her down, you know what I mean? You you change your address, you change your name, you disappear. You, you go while the going's good. Like, I don't think you could help. Like, he was a psychopath or... He must have been, because, I mean, the question is this. When someone's like, I might have a buyer, and you're like, okay, who? Oh, one of the Koch brothers. At that moment, you have to be a fucking lunatic to go through with it. The amount of yes, money the- they have to vet you and to get to the bottom of this, like you, you have, have to the, be absolutely fucking. You have to have the biggest fucking cojones. That's I think what that's I just what Kamar's getting at. That's what yeah. I just yeah. said. It's just like you have to have. But balls again, it's in like a wheelbarrow. It's, it's like Operation Odessa. Yeah, you know, like but it's on that, that level. But that's it. At that point, when you're willing to make a con that's that big, you have lost. You've disassociated from the the Odessa is not a con. It's it, it's a major illegal transaction. I'm just saying. Yeah, the but the, like well, the one guy steals from the fucking yeah, cartel, though. Yeah, That's yeah, his yeah. con. Listen, so it's all a con. But like this guy's just everything's a con. I get it. Like I don't know. I just I I, do, I haven't seen it. Do you, it was on uh, Netflix. Now they it was on Netflix. Is. Yeah, it still I couldn't is. find it last night. Um, do they interview this guy at all? 
I don't remember. Do they? Yeah, I think they do. Do they sign? Yeah, them? I think so. I don't remember. I, I, I just like to see them. It um, was a long time ago that I watched. Then it. they talked about uh, a movie where people pay exorbitant amounts of money to eat endangered species. Yeah, yeah. What movie was that? It was called The Freshman. Yeah, I and that. it's the movie game this oh week. My God, I never oh saw it. Out of all the movies you could pick this week, you well, went with the Freshman. That's Mar. Wait, let me guess here. Marlon Brando, mm-hmm. uh, Ferris Bueller. Matthew Broderick. And there was a middle Richard Dreyfus. No, 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 no. Den- uh, Hoffman there. Yes, it yeah. is. Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. Like with that cast, when I saw Matt's face sink. And it's all about a Komodo dragon. <laughs> it's not a movie you've seen. No, I'm fucked. So the whole plot of the movie. It's a movie game. We're about well, how's the plot going to help me figure out the, no, mo- the budget? It'll, it'll help you. It won't help you. It'll tell all. you all the different places. <laughs> well, I'm not allowed to do that anymore. So I, it's the movie game. We're about. So I'm going head to head to see what year a movie came out, how much it cost to make, and how much it made at the box office. Hey, I'm gonna fucking eat shit here. But the whole the whole thing is that they have this supper club where they're for this one they're serving a kimono dragon or these endangered species. Plot spoiler, um, but they it, it's a bait and switch. Okay, but it is. It, it, I I thought it was a good movie, and it's like. Marlon Brando is one of his last movies. I there was a place in Vancouver that served kangaroo meat. Yeah, I've had that. roo, crocodile, crikey. <clears throat> I mean, I, how am I supposed to fucking guess what year this? Yeah, well, you'll probably come the closest ever. Mm. Marlon Brando, Matthew Broderick, Bruno, Bruno Kirby. Bruno Kirby, rest in peace. You like Bruno Kirby, right? Uh, I don't know if I ever told you. I don't know if I ever told you guys this. I one day I got on the subway in New York with my girlfriend, and we get on the train. There's no one else on this particular car. It's just the two of us, and we go one stop. And this gentleman gets on the train. He's got a big gray beard, and he sits down directly across from me, and he's just typing shit on his BlackBerry. And I'm talking to my girlfriend. I think nothing of it. I look up. And it's Matthew Broderick. And I was like a huge, I watched Ferris Bueller's Day Off 900 times as a kid. And I was just like, what the fuck? My girlfriend's like, what, what? I was like, it's Matthew Broderick. She's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> He's married to Sarah Jessica Parker. That's what you should have said. Are well, we, I also met her and I saw her in New York too. Are we going for her. a year? I already wrote the year down. Okay, I got I, a year too. Okay, go ahead. Uh, correction, Dustin Hoffman's not in it. What? He's in, the, he's in The Graduate. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. That's not. Who's the middle? Who's the dad then? Bruno Kirby, I guess. I've always thought it was Dustin Hoffman. No, it is Dustin Hoffman. Hold on a second. Simon, what year do you have? Don't look it up, Simon. 1989. I have 89 as well. 1990. So close. Wow. Wow. That's crazy, I guess. Hold on a second. What is this movie called? The Freshman. Freshman. The Freshman, right. You can't look right now. Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. sorry. Jesus (laughs) fucking Christ. Okay. So we need a. So we got a year. It's 1990. We were both very close. Yeah, one year off. And um, I mean, Brando's in it though. He could have no. been like. He could have been like. I want 20 million myself. This is a Mandubla effect, man. He is in it. He's not. Okay, I'm gonna find out. Brando's after. not, or Dustin Hoffman's Dustin not. Dustin Hoffman's not. But Brando's in it. Brando's in well, it. That's what I was saying. I was. I wasn't talking about Hoffman. Wow, I, 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 I like, I'm having a brain breakdown right now. Okay, I'm ready to go. Just throw it out there, boys. Yeah. Uh, I have no fucking clue. All right. I said it cost 14 to make and it made 28. I said it cost seven and it made 39. Budget, 12 million. 
Okay. Box office, $21 million. Oh, my God. I think you I got it. Of those. You killed it. You're not going to never seen the movie before. I haven't. This guy is so down himself. This I swear to God, I'm going to start. Matt Floyd. I'm going to start picking fucking teams based on their jerseys. I'm much more concerned with this Manduble effect. Nice work, though, Matthew. It, it, wow. Yeah. Bravo, can't bravo. Even, can't and, even consider it a real. Well, no. 1989, too. I mean, we're knocking on heaven's door, baby. You got to say this, though. Those er, those low-budget early ones are easier to... Yeah, no, no. You know. They, but sometimes you guys are way off. Eh? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, got to take, take dubs when you get them, right? I'm not doing this as stump. It was more the idea about the this richness and like... Uh, He's not fucking in it. It's a Mandubla effect. I swear to God, he is Simon. Not, it's Bruno Kirby is the dad, I guess. This doesn't even make any sense. Mind is lost. Um, oh, my God. I am fucked up. So Hold on a second. Okay. Joe has a mental problem, right? When um, Reggie tries to compare the car analogy, and because Reggie talks about a Camaro, but he said Ford, Joe's just lost. Yeah, he he's just saying that American cars are fucking a dime a dozen. You get aftermarket parts. Yeah, and then Joe's like, "What are you talking about? They only have a Mustang. It's only the Mustang." uh, I was like, (laughs) "It doesn't matter what." Throw him a bone, Joe. You know exactly what he's talking about. We all know exactly. It's so simple, but it had to break down. And then no, no, Chevy makes a Camaro. Like it didn't matter. Yeah, it didn't matter. It doesn't matter. What was weird is Reggie's like, "Car guys are going to get on me." You're a fucking car guy, Reggie. You're a, yeah. Like there was a the the complaint about the uh, Chappelle and uh, Rogan. This sounded weirder. This episode sounded weirder because Reggie Watts looks like a he smells like fucking rutabagas. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But he's got a Porsche Cayenne and a Tesla. <laughs> smells like rutabagas. You know what's weird is now since Chappelle's been on. Every guest after this, I'm only going to be wondering what they smell like. Like I never before once was like, I bet this guy stinks. Now that's all I'm going to be. Shout thinking. out to Reggie. He was wearing a Soundgarden t-shirt. Loves, loves the Soundgarden. Russell Power, Chris Cornell. Uh, shout out. <laughs> um, anyways, the, the car talk was a bit much. No, it was ridiculous. It was just a bit much. And I, I skipped over, but the, the NFT talk was a bit much. Well, the worst part about the car talk is that's when it's really two rich guys talking. Well, when this, they're talking about unattainable cars to the rest of us. If they were talking about the new Saturn, you know, maybe I'd be like, okay, whatever. And stuff down the pipe. Like he was talking about the injection and the, the, yeah. the, the you're a fucking car guy, yeah, yeah, Reggie. Yeah. Don't kid your fucking self. And what I want but to I think s- he's more a technology guy. Okay. But well, that's what he considers himself, I think, in his defense. We've agreed he's creative, but is he too creative? Like the the hologram within the thing within the thing and the fucking show and the the drone int- drone versation like make cool music your voice be funny I, I don't know I, I guess I shouldn't judge Reggie you go girl um, I think some people too Kamar just want to be able to say one day like I did that first when it if it ever takes off you know what I mean if that's the new fucking multimedia but, but Reggie maintains he's just doing stuff if it feels good it's fun well that too some there's nothing wrong with some that, yeah. stuff doesn't sound fun it sounds very technical and like <laughs> I don't know um, yeah but you're not into that stuff either uh, yeah I, I don't know how I feel about Reggie Watts is what I'm trying to say I know lastly <laughs> I got it I'm sorry what'd you figure out the movie is family business yes not even close is Marlon Brando in that yes okay okay I (sighs) I thought we were doing that movie too it's the movie game (laughs) that's what movie game we should have been doing thank god well no it had to be the endangered species because Reggie's a little uh, eccentric that's what it is no 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 it's not it's Sean Connery 
Sean Connery, we Matthew two, Broderick, and Dustin Hoffman. We could buy two movies. Yeah. yeah uh, was yeah, it from yeah. TriStar Studios? Yes. No, right? I don't know. Was it from TriStar Studios? I used to beat my wife. No, but you know in the beginning when movies come out and it's like the TriStar would come out yeah. or New Line Cinema, you're like, oh, oh yeah. You knew, well, Weinstein, if you saw that, you knew it was going to be a banger. This, this was a you also knew that someone house. got a dick in their mouth. The, so. the best is I'm watching the, I'm watching uh, Simpsons is on Disney. Yeah. So I'm watching like season 27 or something and uh, <laughs> the principal showing Dr. Doolittle to the school. Yeah. And it's like the real thing and the Fox thing comes up on and everybody boos the whole class. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so classic, man. I it's it's yeah, it's uh there's something going on now. You can see production companies like this is going to be a turd. And there's one with the roller coaster. Like the the graphic of the Production company is the best part of the whole movie. Kamar, you know how you know something is a guaranteed turd if it has Blumhouse in front of it. Yeah, that means you're guaranteed to watch a stinker. (laughs) We borrowed money to make this. Blumhouse presents means we fucking suck and we have something on Netflix and you're gonna hate this movie or Amazon or wherever those things show up. There was a while when TriStar was on fire though for me. It's just that genre. And Miramax was on fire for a while until, mm-hmm. you know. That's what I just said. The Weinsteins. Yeah. That's, if you saw Miramax, you Cy- were like, fuck Cyber yes. Cyber the research and realized that we combined three different movies with four different stars. Yeah, there you go. Um, and nice. it all comes back to Weinstein. Nice. And then they start talking about volcanoes. Yeah. And Joe goes, people have died following volcanoes. <laughs> that's the only thing they do if they follow a volcano. No one is so, it'd be more interesting if you said people have survived following a volcano. It's true, because whether that thing is active or non-active, you're not walking away from that fall. <laughs> <It's a> <laughs> 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 and that's saying, the like, movie game. These are, these are dangerous. Do you think the volcano is like a, like it's, what's it called? What's it called when you find a, oil underneath the, the uh, a vein. So they're all veins that go to the center of the planet. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I'm asking. Oh, I don't know. Well, that you're would asking be me about if my... If you flew into any volcano, you could get to hollow earth. Is that what you're No, he's saying you come out the end of another volcano. Well, that'd be cool too. Like portals in or, fucking... Um, you just have to have the balls to jump in. Imagine if that's what we've all been missing. Well, that's interesting. And that's why nobody comes back from falling into a volcano because they end up in a fucking different universe. There you go. <laughs> they end up in psh, dust. <laughs> Because they evaporate before they even hit the lava. But this is the idea, right? We're all, as far as we know, there's a big lump of molten magma in the middle of our planet. Yeah. And volcanoes are all veins off of that. Sure. Or there's a level of magna. Magna. It's magma. Magma, which serves as a sun as an innerverse inside the planet. Well, there is a layer of magma, if you, I'm pretty sure. That's how the earth works. A whole layer, you think? Yeah. Hmm. I could be wrong. I'm going to look up how the earth is made. Just no, no, do it for the post, Joe. No, Just no, make a note. Oh, how no. would they know? They don't know. Well, they've drilled into the earth. I got some coke on my nose. You got some coke on my nose? <laughs> Little doughboy. I was trying to joke around the girl last night, and I put corn... Starch. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh sorry. I just have a wild night waiting for heat lawn. Um, why not throw all our garbage into lava? <laughs> all the plastic in the world? That's a good idea. Come no on. cap. I like it. Well, I'm sure that releasing all that shit into the atmosphere doesn't, probably wouldn't be good. It doesn't even make it out, though. I don't. 
That was the funniest thing Chappelle said, and we forgot about it, where he was like, Florida, that motherfucker got a COVID <laughs> cloud over it. <laughs> well, you could see it from space. Um, does it, does, does all the stuff burn off? Or does it just, I wonder, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure someone smarter than us has had to have thought about this before now, right? You know what I always said, Kamar, was this. In the winter, instead of plowing all the snow somewhere, why they didn't just have a truck with like superheated fucking shit on the front just going along melting it as it went because once they left the cold would make it ice well that's why you got salt coming out the back end uh, yeah that works I, I mean we already salt the shit out of the road so i was watching some local fucking chicago or detroit news and there's a snow pile yeah they push off a like three-story parking lot yeah that they bet on when it, like it stays in june or something like <laughs> wait <laughs> <laughs> it was the cutest, like, small town thing I ever saw. No, I, I think... Um, so, Kamar... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was just saying garbage volcano. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So this is the... Uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. That was the <laughs> interior of the earth. So it's um, 5, 000, five kilometers of continental crust, followed by 100 kilometers of oceanic crust, and then 200 kilometers of partially molten astemophere, followed by 400 kilometers of solid astemophere. What is that word? Um, <laughs> sorry, this is really small. Atmosphere? No, it's not atmosphere. It's... Uh, I better not be. Astemo... <laughs> astem astem you're you're having up. a stroke if it is. I win. Astemosphere? I really feel like it's atmosphere. It's okay. It can't be can't atmosphere. see the smoke. Um, it's really small. You're Anyways, right. then 607, I can't, 670 kilometers of mantle transition, 290,000 kilometers of lower mantle, and then molten core for 3,000 kilometers. So. so the volcano goes to that first mantle, and at some point in this article or whatever you're reading, it says, this is what we think, right? Because there's no fucking way they know. <laughs> Yeah, they don't even know what's at the bottom of the ocean. They fucking definitely don't know what's inside the earth. Just I more aliens. Can I get a witness? It would make a lot of sense. I mean, this whole thing would make a lot of sense if the, the earth was people. hollow at some point, mm -hmm. and that's where they all lived and then just came up. Everything that you don't have an answer for, hollow earth. You talking Squatch? Where's Bigfoot? Hollow, hollow earth. earth. Gotcha. Where are the aliens? Hollow earth. Okay. Where's Elvis? Hollow earth. Hmm. Well, the aliens Tupac are Tupac down guns, there, but yeah. Sorry, is Tupac down there? Oh, Hollow Earth, gotcha. But Biggie's dead. Hollow Earth. Wow. Yeah. How they're, convenient. They're friends. They play chess. The only thing to be wrong is if um, Reggie started talking about UFC. Well, then it would have just been a zero. This, but this, this was one of the worst podcasts that. Wow, really? Was imaginable. Yeah, I really thought this was so boring. Reggie was too comfortable showing. Well, what a Reggie's is. like wheelhouse is talking about uh, the weird like videos he does, and then cars and technology. I did appreciate the uh, the um, NFT talk. That was okay. I didn't mind that. And he was talking about like that machine you can buy to buy other things to show your NFTs, which mm -hmm. is interesting. That but, came with that one. Or it's going to be a flash in the pan and it's like Google Glass in a year. Well, I mean, well, like to go. So Top Shots, for example, there's a company already that you can buy a display for your Top Shots. That's cool. So like it's a thing you put on the wall that's like constantly that and you can decide what's on there. But yeah, 
Well, I was thinking about art, Kamar, like, you know, when like the art toys came out, that whole movement. Like a money for a money yeah. and dunnies and just shit. The, but forget that even one, just like the idea of making like graffiti into vinyl. Mm-hmm. Um, people thought that was a flash of the pan. I mean, it kind of was, but some remnants of it stay. And that's what I imagine will happen with this too. Like in its form right now, probably won't be the end all be all, but they'll take parts of it to make art push forward. Like this idea of the artist now making money off his art being sold in the future, I think is. Well, that's what I was explaining to you about the NFTs. The the royalty makes the whole thing worth it. Just a second. I I understand. So we told all you this weeks ago and you just couldn't wrap your head around it. But in this episode, you sort of got it. No, no. I just, you know, that was the one part of this episode that didn't like bore me. to. Oh, you, you understood all this, but him just confirming it was interesting. Yeah, yeah. He didn't explain it to me, I guess. But I mean, the royalty is the coolest. And I want to know what I really want to know is like, can you pass that like account down to Shep so that like. Yeah, it's a state. I'm sure it's a state. Well, that's that's even better because the then masters like masters of your record. Because that's what I'm saying, you know. Then like, well, how does that work? Like, if your parents own like a famous work of art, can they just give it to you, or is there like a tax they have to pay on that? That's a great question. Because it's art. That's I, a great. Question. I imagine that art is a way that like, you know, maybe drug dealers will legitimatize <laughs> their money, right? It's there's like a, million way ways, Simon, a million ways, Simon. A million ways. There's like hundred thousand dollar bongs. Oh no, for sure. But people do use art for that. Like yeah, we of know course. that, yeah. right? So, anyways. All right, are we done with Reggie? Yeah. Rate it, boys. Uh, all right, I, I'll give it a two and a half. Middle of the road, Kamar. I don't know how I feel about Reggie Watts. I give it two point five. Fair I enough. give it a one and a half. Yeah, you you mentioned you didn't like this. Yeah, I did not like it. All right. Wow, that's it. We made it. Five episodes done and dusted. Oh, the bud's green. No, fuck off, dude. Uh, thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, that's incredible. We thank you for joining us and for staying around. Um, don't forget to go check out the sponsor for this week. Who was it? Is it Better Health? Better Help? It's either Better Help. Whoever he fucking promoted, you fucking check it. Yeah, it's either Better Help or Pot Stickers. I can't remember. Either way, go check out all our sponsors because um, they're great. They sponsor us and they keep the show moving. Uh, we have some uh, socials. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. It's at JREE Podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. Um, there's also a subreddit. It's r slash JREE Podcast. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, you can do so there. You can also watch the show at youtube.com slash JREE Podcast. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you like and comment, as Kamar would say. Our first ever just hit 1,000. What do you mean? Our, the fir- our first video we put up. Oh, has a thousand views? views? That's so pathetic. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You could tell your grandmother, like, oh, no way, man. Oh, a thousand. No, my grandmother would be like, what are you you still doing this for, you dummy? Um, What else? Oh, and then, of course, the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash JREE podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you will get the post show every week. Uh, unless something fucks up, uh, as well as the uh, backlog of This Won't Age Wells, where we uh, go back, listen to old episodes. We don't do it anymore, but you never know. Might be one coming down the pike. And apparently now we have like six uh, sport things that you guys want to do this year. So watch out for those at some point. Also, I'm going to make this clear right now. Gentlemen, <clears throat> unfortunately for us, Kamar put all of our money where his mouth was, and we've been called out many times now. So sometime in June... Dog, what do you think I ate today? It's fine. Sometime Bacon in June, Simon. Eggs, sometime in June, we all have to pick a week. 
and we are all eating and documenting every meal. It's pizza for me. It's bacon and eggs for him. And you're stuck with bread and butter. So sailor boy over there. <laughs> he already looks like he's filled with regret. No, and, it's, and it's we'll, fine. It's any type of butter. We'll I give want him one line to keep up the scurvy. Like we're not sure. monsters. So keep, just out of curiosity, do we consider Nutella butter? Nope. nope. Okay. Definitely not. Because it is a chocolate butter. I'm just I don't saying. consider peanut just, butter either. Oh, well, that's definitely butter. I don't know, man. You said bread and butter. Yeah, yeah I'm just joking. Oh, it's we, know, it's we know what you're It's eating. definitely bread and butter. Okay. So look out for the bread and butter uh, pizza and bacon and egg challenge. That'll be sometime in June. We haven't forgotten about you. Uh, and then that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoy yourselves. We hope you're staying safe. Uh, have a great week, weekend, and as usual, keep your eyes open, folks. 